Special A4 Play podcast, uh, your only podcast about Japan and games and Japanese games. I'm your host, Mark Gaming Jesus McDonald, and with a podcast description like that, what else could we be talking about this week except for Destiny Gage. the Taken King expansion? Welcome Whoa. to our Whoa. Destiny Whoa. Taken King expansion special. A whole two hours. Ladies right. and gentlemen, we are going to talk about... Everyone is stopping listening right now. <laughs> Tokyo Game Show 2015. Now that hey, thank you. their fans <laughs> are gone. Safe. No, that is a, that was a joke. We are, of course, going to be talking about the Tokyo Game Show, which... Uh, started today yesterday as you're listening to this podcast but going on through the weekend and we've assembled quite the uh cast of folks here um a bevy of very special guests um and going to be having more folks uh coming in and out throughout the uh the podcast here so do bear with us if you hear a few more um doorbells and doors opening and um people coming in and out clunks and shuffles yeah Yes, um, and maybe a little more mic sips. We love. We know how much people love to hear. Um, yes, those Ooh. kinds of things, <laughs> because uh, it is the night of the uh, after the first day of the show, and so we're uh, kind of unwinding. We got a lot of stuff to talk about, um, but before we do that, and before we get to our special guests, um, with me, uh, I'm going to call you co-host. Wow. Wow. wow! Nice. I'm just going to call you big day. I'm not worthy. Not because worthy. the the quality of this podcast rests upon your broad shoulders. Okay. Um, and we uh, we're pretty confident though that we got the kinks worked out. Yeah. Um, yep. And uh, behind the the keys there, that is a uh, Django Turkish nuts Ergen. These Turkish nuts. <laughs> These Turkish I, I heard nuts. they were moldy. Well, like they sir, were big. They were big, it's, and uh, we didn't even know they were Turkish. We found out later that they were indeed Turkish. But uh, did you eat them? I have to first <laughs> crack them. I'm so confused. Them. Okay. <laughs> I have to crack them, then I can eat these nuts. These are, um, he actually got Turkish nuts. I see. From me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I got from someone else. It's a, a long re-gift. story. This is <laughs> but you know, like you do. Paint when it, somebody paint has it a party, forward, right? You give tur- giant Turkish nuts to someone, as you do. It they all... look like giant walnuts, um, but you have yet to crack them open and exactly. taste the I, Now that inside. I kind of feel that they might be moldy inside, I might as well keep them uncracked and just, you know. They're kind of a, a showpiece yeah, uh, item. Yeah. You can use them as like a... Um, Put them on the mantle. Paperweight or something like that. Is this going somewhere? Plop my Turkish nuts on the mantle. Uh, That's the motto of uh, the 8-4 play yeah, podcast. Yeah, uh, Mr. Jake Tropical Storm Kazdal Again. here does not have... You've been downgraded to Tropical Storm. <laughs> I'm not sure... God damn it. From Hurricane, you've been downgraded to mere Tropical Storm. I think Tropical Depression is the next step. Oh. Uh, oh. Well, I don't do that. that. Then, uh, D- tropical bargaining. Jake <laughs> would never be a, a tropical depression. No, Jake is too no. upbeat, uh, too excited to be back. In I thought Japan. that I was still. I feel like I'm still a hurricane. 
Well, no, but... I mean, I was a little jet-lagged, so I was sleeping early, but I mean, I've been pretty good. Well, but I... So maybe you're not staying in my apartment this There's show, that. so I'm not being exposed to the full hurricane aspect of of, uh, of the Jake Casdell experience, but you're back in Japan now. Loving it. Loving it. It's good to be back. You're at Busan. I, uh, yeah, I have, uh, I've had two nights of sleep in my own bed in the last two months, so uh, starting tomorrow... Getting back into the action. I'm super excited about some quiet time because it has been crazy town. 5,000. Well, you and you are, uh, people might remember you were on the podcast um, last week, but we're going to have you here talking more about. two weeks ago because uh, last week I was in Korea. Well, well two that, weeks ago I, I say yeah. last week, but last yeah, the last podcast, podcast week. We every other week. Yeah. Right. Last um, podcast week. But uh, also joining us to talk about um, a few things in the Monster Hunter universe uh, pretty soon there. That is uh, Adam Dino Valde. Ivanko. Am I pronouncing that right? No, it should be Dino Valdo. Dino, Dino Valdo. Okay. Or Valde, I guess. It was written like that. So. Well, you know, you, Close we enough. We don't know yet because this is potentially a new Monster Hunter monster. Yes, it is. Just like on the quickie, like, uh, translated little placard that they hand out at TGS. That's right. Um, so you were there playing. You, people might remember you from previous podcast appearances, Gaijin Hunter. Um, it's your YouTube channel and your Twitter name, but kind of our resident Monster Hunter expert. Uh, we'll be talking to you Not about all things, all things <laughs> Monster Hunter here uh, very soon. Um, and across from me, that is uh, Chris Ola Amiibo Kohler. I don't know. I had to think of something Chris, Amiibo, what? and Chris I'm like... Ola- Ola Amiibo? Ola Amiibo. Ola Amiibo. Oh, Ola Amiibo. Yes. Uh, okay, oh, I see. And I had a uh, Amiibo-bo, as was a play on uh, a Bobo, but I don't know if that would actually work out, but I had to just Weird. fit something uh, Amiibo in there. That is better than, I think you. last time you called me Chris Vaporware Kohler, uh, <laughs> for having for having the That's temerity right. to suggest that such real, not-fake video games as uh, Shin Megami Tensei versus Fire Emblem and The Legend of Zelda Wii U were, yes. in fact... Uh, vaporware. We're in fact vaporware. Yeah. That's and, right. And I mean, Mis- you win because I've been playing them both. They're, they're so great. Yeah. yeah, they're real and they're real. They don't. They're not fake. Well, until they come out, they're, the word's still they're, out. They're yeah. not. <laughs> they're not. Uh, they're not. They're real to me. Um, and uh, the proof. Rounding out the cast, uh, we have some other special guests in the wings. Like I said, people will be cycling in and out, but that's um, Shane Zevius Jeans Bettenhausen. Back for his triumphant return. Woo, it's been a whole year. Mm. I didn't actually buy the Zevius jeans. I'm still yeah. contemplating, do I need the Zevius jeans? They were pretty, as Zevius jeans go, I have to say they were pretty stylish. I would like these jeans. Where are they? They're so, at the Kospa goods shop at the Tokyo Game Show. Oh, shit. Which um, I and like, you know, I still rock to. my El Shaddai jeans by Edwin. I feel like if I'm going to buy some more <laughs> video game related jeans, maybe Zevius jeans. They're very tasteful. It's just the back pockets. They're basically just normal jeans. The back pockets have as the like stitching. The Nazca line. From yeah. is that what that's called? Yeah, you know what that's called. It's like a real thing. Oh, I, no, I know, but I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm just impressed. You know what that's called. So for people who don't know, that's kind of the like uh, eagle sort of phoenix crop uh, crop circle kind crop of thing. circle yeah. kind of thing right. from Zevius. From Zevius, um, there was some good uh, good merch. merch. Yeah, I kind of went. Year. I kind of went merch crazy, and tomorrow more merch. That's what ha- were the what were the highlights? Give the highlights. Did, you, did anybody buy the Dreamcast? Yeah, just shoes? I got to I got to oh, jump in man. here. Is there any way that those jeans even fit me? They no. they go they go up to uh, thirty four waist. So, <laughs> so uh, oh, you went Jane. to waste. You had to go to waste. I, I, I want to say buy- Jake was asking about height, but you had to go. To- <laughs> 
about a 30. They both count. They both count. I'm a 34, maybe. So I'm a 36 They were long, surprisingly uh, tall because I think they expect you, if you're shorter, just to roll up. They only yeah. come in one length. Yeah. But they have very, they have various uh, waists from like 30 to, to 38, I think they might even No, I, don't, I, think 30, I think 36 maybe was the max. Okay. But they, the Gaijin sizes, yeah. Unlike, yeah. unlike the, so, dream, unlike unlike the, the Dreamcast shoes, shoes, which go up oh, to, uh, yes. they go up to American size 10. Yeah. yeah. Which Oof, was so. a travesty, and they, because they no, also no, no. Had... Well, they're considering they're considering bringing them to America. Oh, so okay. we, and talked they, to the we, guy? we talked to the guys. Yeah. How, yeah. how big yeah. is size ten? Size ten is like, like twenty eight, twenty eight um, centimeters in mm-hmm. Japanese. Are you like a Japanese so, person? Like, I, I, I have no idea. I've been here too long. I don't understand anything. I've never had them. I don't even know what a mile is. I'm like, huh? So they also had Mega Drive shoes and that, but they had a few cool. What's the name of the company? Does anybody know? Remember? It's um. Anipon. Okay. Mm, yeah. Um, that was some of the cool. You, there was some other cool stuff at yeah, the Cospa. Like, what are some of the uh, highlights? The uh, merch highlights while Cos- we're here. Well, yeah, Cospa is. They have like you know they have this classic Sega stuff. There's like t- so, twenty different cool Sega shirts. I this just year. realized my mm-hmm. shirt is a Cospa shirt. It is. Yeah. And and I, a, I bought it at Harajuku at like a like a shop that doesn't. It's like not a Cospa shop, but mm-hmm. they sell like Cospa stuff and other stuff. I have no idea. Cheap. No. Uh, mm-hmm. Like a six thousand. Like fifty dollars. Yeah. There's something like sixty dollars. Which were what were some of the ones you got the like. A typical Mega Drive user yeah, t-shirt about, just says in big block letters. There's like two awesome Golden Axe ones and two cool Space Harrier ones. Mm-hmm. And like, this is all there there's now? one with uh, yeah. there's yeah. one with Sonic go running up tomorrow. the Hokusai wave yeah. as if it were a loop. Yeah, Golden Axe character select screen yeah. with the, like the, the big uh, Death Skull in the background. Did you see hand. the great thing at the Capcom booth, which is um, it's it's like those like you know antennas that you put on your head like a headband and has little springy antennas, except for it's it's the birds from Street Fighter Two. Right, uh, yeah. you oh, like, like, like your dizzy. Little birds oh, that's awesome. like your dizzy. Yeah, very. Cute. I almost bought that. Pretty cheap. It's like ten bucks. Yeah. Yeah. What else did we see? We saw there was actually like a surprisingly stylish. Another Xevious good, like a Xevious almost abstract T-shirt mm-hmm, yeah. of Xevious stuff. You can um, get the Final Fantasy VII vinyl that Square Enix music. I, if you want to okay. get that, that. it didn't look like that cool. Like it's, it's a picture visually. disc. It's a picture disc. Yeah. Okay. Well, I went back to the Square Enix goods yeah. shop and. I had a fight or flight moment. Do I need the Noxious percent of Noxious? <laughs> no, really. like, wait, what? Like, there's a Tetsuya Nomura designed parfume, eau de toilette, oh eau de based on Noxious. It smells very uh, citrusy. They have it's, little samples. It's $65. I might get it. I might get it tomorrow. Yeah, you should totally get it. You should totally get it. Tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Smells like a uh, failure. But uh, as we're talking about, I guess this is the end <laughs> of the good failure. segment. The biggest tragedy of TGS is no Konami Good Shop. It's really bubbing me out. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I was honestly a little surprised they had a booth and a very big booth. Yeah, uh, MGO, that, actually. That's, corner, right? I went and watched a full MGO playthrough. Actually, it was cool. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't play it, though. We'll, we'll, we'll get into uh, MGO, but I guess if we start to go through booths, um, Adam, because uh, I know you got to uh, take off, why don't we start with Capcom? Which is a Monster Hunter and uh, Monster Hunter Phoenix Fest. Wright booth, basically. Yeah, yeah. pretty well, much. Yeah. They also had. So a big, pretty big Street Fighter Five corner, and yeah, there was and some Street Fighter Five news later that we'll talk mm-hmm. about. Yeah, they had a live stage up there, and they had a bunch of events. They had a bunch of events. They had the the new the Biohazard, um, the, the Umbrella, Resident Evil Umbrella Core, Umbrella, yeah, the new like uh, shooter, like squad mm-hmm. shooter thing. But um, so just to just to go to the Monster Hunter Cross, obviously was the really yeah. big part of the booth. Still not announced for outside of Japan. Still not announced, okay. but yeah, wearing enough. your T-shirt. Like, I was I actually it was so sweaty because it was so hot in there uh, that I changed, I changed release? shirts but I was wearing, wearing it today. Here. When is what that? When, when is that coming out across? here? November twenty eighth. Cool. So Would, this is your first, you had played it though previously. Yeah. So I had previously did a fundraising campaign to send me up to Sendai, which is up north, right. for the demo, and so fans paid me money to go nice. all the way up there you did on the Shinkansen, and you got more than you. Yeah. Yeah. I got like sixteen hundred and. 
cool. went up there and did a whole full documentary. It's on my YouTube. It's so, a, it's a full video of Sendai, the city, the, right. the the trip, the demo, and everything. So it's cool. As the producer Kojima-san recognized me right away when mm. I came. He's like, hey, the scary white guy that's, <laughs> that, 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 that follows me wherever. <laughs> exactly. I get, yeah. uh, and is wearing the like bring mm. bring. Cross well, yeah, because I was wearing my t-shirt. Monster Hunter Cross for the West hashtag T-shirt, which yeah. I had made. I can't Cust- believe he custom. remembers you. Like, oh yeah, I wonder why. Well, Literally, not even him. It was <laughs> the you know they have the demo guys like the, with the booth girls and they have the demo guys. Yeah. The demo guys are generally the same people. Okay. For the demo, so they recognize me. They're probably guys who, yeah, work at actually work. Yeah, so the guys that were in Sendai said, "Hey, it's you. You're here again. How are you doing?" So uh, that was nice. Great. I'm gonna have to answer questions about like the, <laughs> the, the digits that we changed on the uh, values of the yeah, lands, I know. Uh, you know, uh, hit zones. Yeah. I mean, I mean, stuff. it was a big booth, but I mean, you're talking 50 seats, so 50 people yeah. at a time. So it's not like okay. mega, mega huge. So did they do the thing where they brought people in in groups of four and have you play together? Yeah. So they had okay. a small section for if you want to play single player, and then they had like the multi player section which is a majority you i did, did only single okay because i really? wanted was well, i think i want to try out the weapons i don't care about killing the monster i want to okay. try out the weapons and the styles right so i would play for five minutes retire the quest right go in with a different weapon for five minutes retire the quest and then finish off five minutes with another weapon wow okay and you can't do that multiplayer obviously <laughs> right so what was the what's the kind of high level your high level take on cross for people who haven't like been following it that closely maybe people who have played three or four and are wondering about the next, whatever the next thing is. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough to describe in just one marketing spiel, so to say. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you haven't been following, basically it's the culmination of everything they've been doing with Monster Hunter over the last few years, the last few titles. So it's all the di- all the different monsters that they've had. It's like a kitchen sink game. Pretty much, yeah. Like, it's like, let's just take everything we've got and let's just go nuts. All of the monsters, all of the yeah. armor, so all So lots the of returning monsters, a lot of returning systems, a lot of returning villages. Um, but the big thing this time is customization of playstyle. What so, about playing as a Palico? So that was the big news today, right? Yeah. So I mean, the one thing, like gameplay-wise, they had one that the final hunting style they let people play as, and that was really cool. What's that? Um, which was Bushido. Oh, all right. So it's another playstyle. It changes your entire move set and, and other stuff as well. So it's quite significant change. For all change. weapons, are you like For all sa- weapons. It's like a samurai style kind of. Or like- sort of. I mean, yeah. it's about counterattacking. Mm-hmm. So if you can evade, right? It's like a parry system. So if you can oh. evade or guard at the exact moment you get hit, you actually bust through it and you do a so special high level play it is yeah. it's it's definitely pro level play but okay so it's essentially 56 different weapons if you think all 14 have four styles that's kind of crazy that's that not adding yeah variation on every so they had that and that was enough news as it was but then they had the live event and then they announced that you can play as a feline right and we're not talking like play as like little feline quests against like little monsters like you can go on a real quest as game. like you can fight a laggier cruise if you want and does that make sense in the world of the game? Like, it does. It, it does. makes total yeah, sense because they've always around. been hunting next to the hunter, right? Yeah. So now that you can control them, because they're not as powerful as a hunter, they're more supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, but they can definitely take care of like smaller monsters and stuff. And you could die a few more times because they're cats. Ha ha. Yeah. Ah, okay. Uh, well, and in the last, in but, the last but it's game, cool. <laughs> in the last <laughs> game, you would send them out, groups of them out to fight. Yeah, yeah. Fight things on their. And it was own, like a mini game, right? This is like a real doing it. Yeah. But these like they have weapons, they have combos, they have aerial moves. You can mount monsters. Yeah. They're, they're, it's a full-fledged hunter. <laughs> it's there, pretty cool. Is there like are there NPCs to interact with when you're? Is there is it a whole new different single player? No, game? no. It's it's literally the same game. It's either you're oh. going out single player with two of the felines into hunts and right. they're controlled by AI. Right. Or if you want, you can even single player. You can play as a cat. And only. so people react to you differently, or is it just? Like I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know about okay. like story wise, but you can just go on quest. That would be crazy because that would also be like <laughs> doubling all of the text in the game. I mean, I think they're doubling it because when when they all changed, they didn't show it. Right. But when they had all four guys on the stage change into cats, yeah, the hunters were nowhere to be found. 
Right, right. So, which means if you walked up to people, they would probably have some cute, like... It would be weird if they dialogue. just talk to you normal, and yeah. you're like, oh, this tiny cat talking to people about yeah. shit. So they're called nyantas instead of hunters. It's called nyanta. Huh. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. All right. yeah, yeah. I saw, I, in the Capcom merchandise booth, they had figurines of the cats dressed as Mario, Luigi, and Mega Man. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. And, but they were they were blind boxes, and there was the, yeah, other yeah. figurines in there, too. So I'm like, I don't want to get into this. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those but were... those things are unsettling. <laughs> the, cats with the Mario hats on the it, Sonic one looks pretty nasty. The, yeah, those were yeah. outfits in four, right? The, yeah, uh, those are outfits in four. Yeah, and but I think they're using them as also in the Felines Deluxe game. I think they're using them as collaboration stuff as well. So, what did you think of the? Um, they showed a little bit more of what's the name of the other, the more like kind of action RPG, Monster Hunter Stories. Yeah. So, well, I wouldn't call it an action RPG. It's actually very. It almost plays like Nino Kuni. It's like oh, okay. It's like a traditional like turn, RPG. Turn-based combat. Oh yeah. Yeah, turn-based oh, combat. Wow. It's got okay, it's got a beautiful like anime type feel. Like the aesthetic is really great. Also, okay, so it's going to be a 3DS cartoon. as well, right? Yeah, it's yeah. 3DS. Yeah. But right. you got like this open world, and then you have it's it's basically just a monster and like your your pet monster and your hunter, is and you fight a single together. Single player game. Single player, as far as we know, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm guessing single player. But it's neat because it's like Nino Kuni. We have like they do have a multiplayer aspect to it to make it yeah. kind of like my I, first. I monster doubt it. Hunter. Is that when next? I'll year? be honest. That's I doubt it. Year? Yeah, 2016. Yeah. But it's kind of neat because like depending on the monsters that you you steal eggs and you hatch them and then they become like your buddy. Right. And depending on the monster, like if you're on the world map and there's an area you can't reach. Yeah. But there's vines. If you have like the monkey like Kongalala sure. monster, sure. you can hop on him and he can climb up. And you can access new dungeons. Interesting. Um, if you're on a flying wyvern, you can fly up to places that you couldn't get to. So. They said there's going to be like a buttload of monsters that you can befriend. Some cynical people on the <laughs> internet, not me, of course, but cynical people on the internet have seen it as kind of as like a play for like the Yokai Watch crowd. Mm. So, you know, you have, there's a cartoon coming out along with it. It is very anime. Yeah, so that was the other big thing for a 3DS game, though. I have to say, so that was big news. They announced today is that they're doing an anime series on Fuji TV. Right, that was not known. That's the first Monster Hunter story. Yeah, they just announced at the very end. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. they did like the one more thing type of thing. That was the last news that they gave. And you have it's it's not like that at all. I mean, it really isn't sidekick thing, and then you're like calling these different monsters to do the different stuff. I'm just saying, you know, there's I'll be honest, it didn't it didn't feel like it at all. Okay, honest, good, good. It felt like a just a really traditional old school Japanese RPG. Okay. Um, but the fact that it's turn based and it's more monster personality based. Right. Like if you know that this monster when he gets pissed does like aerial attacks. Right. Then you you know you want to do power attacks. So you can beat it out. So it's really simple. So I think kids are going to get into it. But I also think that it's got enough there that adults are going to like it as well. So back back to Monster Hunter Cross. Not really changing the formula yeah. dramatically just kind of taking everything up until now and just dialing up the dial to max and then adding a bunch more on top of yeah. it kind of thing does it seem kind of like a last hurrah kind it of? does like where so, do they go from yeah, here? So well, here i think they're literally finalizing the formula i don't think they're gonna i think the next one's gonna be a complete reinvention of the series hmm. um and but we sort of saw it coming like the maturing of the concept was happening and this was really the this is the final form right so it's stoked that they know that, and mm-hmm. it looks like they know that. So right. they're just going, they're taking all the good things, they're bringing that back, taking all the bad things, taking it out. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, when you mount a monster, everyone can attack it now. Oh, There's okay. no more, don't attack it, guys. Don't, like, right, not every, it's like, off. I'm on it, it's like 
a festival, everybody just nail it, you know? <laughs> just Go nuts. banging away at that and monster, it's, it's just, right? It's all yeah. good times, I don't know what times, festivals right? you're going to or that's <laughs> how that works. But, I'm out uh, to go for it, guys. Right. Hit the head. <laughs> please tell I got me, the tail. Please you know, tell me then they're taking out the, uh, the, the, the fetch quest, carrying the egg quests. I have no idea, but oh, I wouldn't God. doubt it. Oh, Keep getting rid of carrying the egg quests, I bet you can do it. I bet oh. you can do it better if you played as a feline. I bet you can run faster with it because they don't have stamina gauges. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Any other big things that you noticed playing it today? Like, big. Well, the game looks gorgeous on the new 3DS. Like, I don't know if looks everyone... appreciably better than yeah. the last game. Like, oh, I don't know if anybody knew it, but like the Monster Hunter for Ultimate, yeah. they were, they're probably the only, the only company that's ever done it, but if you played on the original 3DS or the new 3DS, you get like double to four times better the texture quality. Mm. If you like, it, mm. it literally when that's you load right, the game, it asks, it looks and says which one you want. Oh, okay, wow. we'll give you the higher textures. I don't think that was communicated that much. No, yeah. it wasn't. Yeah, it came out right at that's the time. That's kind of crazy. I never was, heard of that. It's yeah. really good. So not only do you get better frame rate because of performance, but in a better way that in a times. way that they don't affect people playing on the old 3ds, you just had them load different texture assets. Right. Oh. It makes total sense, right? Right. So the game, but like it looks really good. What more good. RAM does the new 3ds have? Quite a bit. Really? Yeah, they don't haven't disclosed the details uh, publicly a lot, but I know, um, like the, it, it's it's much more powerful. So. And yeah, the load times went way down, right? Oh, on way the, yeah, way yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a bunch of that stuff. But it's just nuts. I mean, so like the game just looks really gorgeous, and they're not they're not being lazy. So like everything from down to like drinking a potion, they're changing the effect. From when you when you kick a, a bomb, it, the blow up effect is different. They're just okay. they're just making everything extravagant and fun. Cool. So it sounds so, like a lot of polishing stuff. Up. Yeah. So I think this is going to be the game. John John Davis, John M I A Davis, found. We found you. <laughs> you showed up on the podcast. He just stumbled wow, in. No, it's cool. I don't think your wife listens to this podcast. I saw so. him. I saw him at like four in the morning. That he seemed alright. Yeah, you know, he's fine. <laughs> no, let's not talk about that. Yeah, yeah. We're here. To I talk actually. About Monster Hunter. I hope Segar listens to this podcast because I'm coming for him. <laughs> Well, <laughs> he he Wait, got he got a little too liberal. It's his fault. All right, no, let's 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 save that talk for another time. Let's talk. Let's keep talking about Monster Hunter. No, I just want. But to I know you play a lot of Monster Hunter. You play you, you more play Frontier. Frontier. I play Frontier. Yeah, the PC game. I haven't played it in about about four or five months. But um, but what would get you back? Do you even do you even care? Do you even look across? And are you interested? Will you give it a shot? Well, this is the reason. This is why I want to jump on the mic. Um, <laughs> was that uh, um. The thing that Frontier has that that, that Monster hasn't had, hasn't had, besides a lot of monsters, is um, <laughs> is uh, the the different style books. So there there are three style books per weapon in in Frontier, and uh, you can level up your weapons and then use different styles. So when I saw they were bringing that to Cross, mm. that was the big draw for me. Oh, so that came from Frontier. Yeah. So yeah. well, it's it's like they're taking ideas from the other games that were done really well. Right. For example, like like these super skills that you can activate as well, uh-huh. which also exist in Frontier. So all the good stuff from Frontier, and they're bringing it into what the series. Su- yeah, yeah. What is super? Well, it's like every time you super ad- skill. And so like skill. you have a whole bunch of different like like super techniques, almost like a like an ultra technique or something. Okay. Right? And, like the, and they charge something? up as you hit the monster, and they all okay. have their own meters. And when they charge up, all you got to do is tap the button, and your hunter does it. So you can cu- customize even further, like, what type of moves you can do and mm-hmm. what type of play style you want. Cool. It's nuts. So you saw that, and you're like, oh, maybe maybe this is... Yeah, I'm going to buy a 3DS shot. now. Like, I haven't oh. had one forever. Nice. But, nice. But for... I mean, like you said, like there's, like, what, 56 different combinations. Oh, yeah. That's kind of And nuts. that's not yeah. even including the skills. I mean, that's just with styles and weapons. So, so yeah, the, the, it's going to be nuts. The, the actual super skills are separate from the styles? Yeah. Oh. And you can equip those no matter what. And each style has, like, this one you can have three, this one you can have two, this one you can bring one, and they're all a little bit different in balance. So And that has nothing to do with, like, your armor set or... No, or nothing to do with those it. Those are not... Yeah. Um, so, and okay. also now that they announced, that, and I'm really happy about this, is that Monster Hunter's always been about 
playing online. And if you want to do the offline, go for it. If not, whatever. Yeah. Well, now they're changing it because the uh, the hunting arts, the super skills, so to say. Yeah. You earn them as you progress through the game. So as you clear quests in the like the offline game, you unlock new skills and new levels. They even have like level ups. Right. Which they've never had a level up system for anything in the game. To have that for skills is pretty cool. So, so the more time and the more progress you can do, yeah, yeah. The you more gotta finish the village, man. You gotta finish the village. <laughs> you gotta finish the village. Save those yeah. people. You gotta Don't get jump online until you're you gotta ready. Get your rainbow armor. <laughs> yeah. Is there gonna be a special hardware bundle for Cross with there is with a new 3ds? Yes, it looks um, cool. I think it looks okay. I mean, I really like the other one because it was like the 4G was like really, and they have it in the West as well. It's mm-hmm. like yeah. silver, it's chic. This one, because it's kind of like the celebration of Monster Hunter, it's like bright red. Mm. Because red in Japan is a, you know the color of celebration. Right, right, right. Um, so to me, it's a little <laughs> too much, but... Well, ostentatious for you? I, yeah, I, I don't know, but... Mm. So it, take away... Is it gilded? Your, <laughs> but, I mean, it looks cool. It's doing everything that you want, like, right now, so far? You're super happy? Oh, the game, yeah. This yeah. is, I mean, in my wildest dreams, I don't think the game could have packed this much, and... They're not done because Famitsu is teasing that they have another big announcement for the title, right? On, on their October first issue, okay. And I have no idea what that might be. Is there any other like major event between now and launch that they would be uh, doing announcing something like no. that? At? No, okay. So there's no another Monster Hunter Festa or anything no, no shit. other big events. So okay. I think that'll be our final really big uh, boom. Okay. Then the game will be out. But I mean, this yeah, this thing looks like it's nuts. Cool, man. All right, good to hear. Maybe we'll get a next gen Monster Hunter. I think we're gonna get it. One can hope. Honestly, I think the next—it's got to be next gen, right? What makes you? What makes you? Well, think about—they it. It. got Monster Hunter Cross this year, right? And they're okay. building it obviously with level up systems and stuff where it can it can stand the test of time without potentially having to do like a G version, probably. Because next year they're well, really wouldn't they do a G version? Well, the thing is, I mean, you know, stories. Everyone thinks that stories is like some like cash and idea. Yeah. Like, oh, let's just do an RPG, and it was done like last year. They've been making that game for five years. Wow. Okay. Five years. I mean, they've been working on a concept for six years. Mm-hmm. They started full team development three years ago, they just said. And they're only 30%. Now you're just it, showing off. I know. But they're 30% done. And then two and a half years ago. <laughs> uh, and 15 parsecs ago. Ten minutes ago. There was recording. <laughs> was done ten months ago. I stalked the team. Um, no, but, like, that's their big game next year, right? Yeah. So, like, when they're, in, they're bringing their big game to the mass yeah. for Monster Hunter, you think they're going to be releasing another version across during that time? I wouldn't. But I mean, but I still don't see how this points towards why wouldn't they just do the next whatever the next handheld is. We are or, talking about Capcom. We are talking about Capcom. Well, Dean, this is this game uses the last game engine and it's right. building upon it and finalizing it. Right. I don't see any reason why. And they're they're what they're, maybe, they're recent well, there's president an X just somewhere happening. I mean, we if that's the if there's a handheld component to that or it's a handheld home system or whatever. Maybe it's like a Wii U 3DS thing again where they do i don't see it i mean i i want you to be right i want I well, the, okay here, want okay well, gen monster well here's here's another ps4 hint. monster hunter let's what get it like, yeah. coming to vita it's like we don't, we don't want Shane, we that happen. Like, on, have you guys, okay have you guys heard <laughs> about monster what, hunter some frontier is available on ps vita yeah, yeah that's like have you, but it's not on ps4 I think it is. No, it's Wait, not. have you have you heard about the Chinese <laughs> uh, Monster Hunter? Yes. Yeah. So the Chinese Monster We've Hunter is a game is it's crap, right? As a game is crap. It's garbage. But <laughs> have the you texture, guys played it? But the texture work and the stuff they're doing, the modeling is great. Yeah. Okay. And you cannot imagine that they're not going to try to repurpose or own some of those assets, right? I would hope so, but I mean, then I again, like, I put my bets. I don't know for sure, but I would put my bets right. that they're going next gen. 2017, who knows? Well, okay. Who knows? We'll see. Until then, we got Cross, and that's going to be awesome. Until then, you got Cross. We got a whole bunch of other games and stuff that people were talking about. Uh, I heard you want to talk about about Destiny. 
<laughs> you missed the beginning there when was, there was a yeah, Destiny we, troll. There was not. Yeah, you did. You the, missed, Taken King done got taken. Destiny troll. We're gonna wait. Didn't we're gonna lose wait on like that. that is coming at some point. But I actually have been busy with uh, with TGS stuff, so I haven't actually played it that much. And it was given pretty short shrift at the uh, Sony pre TGS uh, conference. Well, there was more um, Call of Duty there than Destiny. Yeah. So, let, but let's talk about that conference. I actually want to go go through that because there was a bunch of stuff announced, a bunch of stuff shown, um, etc. So I have the um, the minutes from the gaff thread printed out. Cole um, was there. I was there. You yes, guys were yes, both there. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so uh, leading off, so Bloodborne DLC. Oh, it, was, old it, was, it was playable at TGS today. Playable yes, at yeah. TGS. Yeah. It looks. So I don't good. know if you know, anybody the, got their hands on it. Here. I, I watched somebody not. play. I it. watched it like, for about twenty minutes. Yeah, the, en- right. the enemy design is so awesome. Still, it's like, so cool. Looking. So new. Um, I don't think DLC is a good. Thing? I don't think it's a DLC is a good name for it. They're called like expansion pack or something now. Whatever. It's full expansion. Full expansion. Yeah. Yeah. Full expansion. Full expansion. Full expansion. The yeah. old hunters. They mentioned a new. Well, they got new weapon classes. Yeah, they got new classes. New guys. It takes place at a different time period. Like that spinning blade weapon. That's new. Right. I mean, yeah, yes, just the effect on that looked pretty sweet in the uh, in the trailer. A new boss. It, it, I can't imagine it would only be one new boss, but no. it said in the in the rundown, it's like and a new boss and no, the no, boss's they're, name. They were talking about Ludwig, and that was in the demo today. And Ludwig okay. is a very that- special character in the mythology of Bloodborne. So, like, what they're trying to show is that this has story roots into the main title. So, if you right. really Dig the story. This is going to give you a lot more. So and that was like a point. pre, the, the different yeah. time. So this, this is actually takes prequel to okay. the crap that went down in the age where the hunters were trying to clean up the city. So okay, it's going to so, be pretty wild. So what did you see in your watching of it? I mean, honestly, the same old Bloodborne that we love. Yeah, but just a lot of new environments. A lot of new enemies, do, new patterns, new weapons. It, it just looks zipping it, around it, it, a lot in the yeah. uh, in the demo that they showed in the trailer uh, quite a bit. But, I mean, the bad thing about a demo like that is that you watch people, and if they're not good, it's a horrible game to demo <laughs> right, because right, right. they get killed by the first little NPC yeah. that's just standing there, right? Sure. <laughs> so they haven't made it easy mode or anything. They no. haven't, which is good. <laughs> so but, I mean, it's, it looks like almost like the, a sequel that we would want, right? And, I mean, Bloodborne was a great game, so why would you want them to change it? Um, one thing that surprised me a little bit was I, I, I kind of thought there would be two, maybe three DLCs, but they announced a kind of the... Um, I don't know if you call yeah. it the game of the year edition, but the the game again with the DLC packed in um, that's yeah. going to be coming out, which says to me this is it, yeah. kind of a uh, kind of thing. Yeah, maybe one more, but it makes sense because it's not it doesn't have the brand power as like Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. So I think they they made a better decision by grouping it for one really big release near the holiday mm-hmm. for all the people who are going to be buying a play- PlayStation Four because the sales are starting to go up in Japan. Right. Yeah. So I think it's smart. And it's out. It's out soon. And they're gonna here. have like a bundle, right? You can get like the game and right. the expansion as a bundle. So that's, right. that's smart. In, in December, yeah. yeah. Imagine if they did in DLC December, last month. Right. Like the pie they have to draw from would have been smaller, right? Yeah. I mean, you think a lot of people who've heard about Bloodborne. It's only been out for a few months, and like you're gonna get a PS4 this Christmas. This yeah. is the version this of Bloodborne is right. the one you want yeah. exactly. Um, but that expansion is out uh, very soon. Four days before Monster Hunter Cross. God damn it! <laughs> November twenty fourth. <laughs> November twenty fourth. So I only Don't get to play it for four days. Plan. 
<laughs> I know. Seriously. Four days with old hunters, and then four uh, they the gotta, next year. They got to get it out and space it out in front of Dark Souls Three, right? Because Dark Souls Three March, comes April. out. That's yeah, next that's, year. Yeah, March. That's just months away. Like they got to they got to be worrying about. I these will say, things. like for me, like watching the Bloodborne expansion kind of made Dark Souls Three seem just a little less exciting, just because it isn't Bloodborne. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think Dark Souls Three looks really good. It does look good. The, there's a lot of people. The, a lot of people I've been talking to uh, recently. Actually, I was having uh, me and Roy talked about this at length but um that bloodborne while like super enjoyable really good single player game very popular everybody really liked it that it didn't have the kind of not everybody not not jake but it didn't have the staying power for that community that like dark souls does because the build yeah it largely in terms of multiplayer because the build variation and what you can do with your character and the the different ways you can build your character and also just the amount of equipment uh, variation is so much less than than those games that a lot of people found themselves going back to Dark Souls 2 for, like, you know, the second, third, fourth playthroughs, a lot of PvP stuff and that sort of thing. Um, so I didn't see anything from this trailer that looked like they sought to address that or really were particularly worried about that. Maybe Bloodborne yeah. just isn't I, I think that it, kind of Maybe it appeals to different people because I didn't like Dark Souls at all, but I love Bloodborne. Right. And there's people who love Dark Souls who are not mm. into Bloodborne. So I See, think, I have tried just... Bloodborne because I, I I never really thought that I would enjoy the Souls games at all, just the way that people describe them. Yeah. It's so good because it's super hard. It's going like, to kick uh, your ass. <laughs> but then, but then I, I, I understand that these games are certainly markedly different in terms of in terms of tone. It's right. different. I mean, I, I love the first Dark Souls, but I did not right. like Bloodborne. Interesting. So. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, well, well Jake and I, you were, we were talking about this morning it. on the train, and part of it is it's such a depressing world. It's like the last place in the world I want to go. It's like <laughs> right. It is it, like, dark and Victorian it's, it's England. It's depressing. Yeah. It's just like, why would I ever want to go there? Like, I come home from work, it's been a long day, like, yeah. no, I don't want to yeah. go to your Everybody fucked up, oh, nasty-ass every, nasty place. Every, every, my life is sunshine driven All the townsfolk are so shitty to you. They knock on the door and they say, get the hell away from here. What the hell do you want? Get out here. Every NPC you meet has either, like, has either lost their mind is lo- in the midst of losing their mind or has done something terrible yeah. that they're like it's, suicidal it's a bleak, about basically. it's a bleak world bleak is a good word but yeah I mean Dark Souls Dark is bleak Souls too is bleak, but it's like right? there's a bit more like I don't know Magic in it yeah. somehow. I don't know. Um, well, it's an open world game, right? You got to have characters. That are just like, that, like, like just the color choices, the the uh, like the aesthetic is like this kind of cool, fantastic. Right. Yeah, Jake was like, I wish it was more like Hatsune Miku. <laughs> I never but, said that. But Adam, to, to get I to would the never say to that. get to the point though, you don't still play Bloodborne. I don't. Right. And so I agree with you. The, the, the amount people, of selection you have is yeah. low. It felt to me like an arcade game, which is why I liked it. Right. 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 And that's great. It's and, kind of like a brawler. It is, right? Right? it is, and but, it's got stages. Even though it's it's not really open world, but yeah, you only had like a certain you can a small few dozen things to make in the game, and you're done. And that's why I liked it. But I guess that's I agree. That's, so the staying power wouldn't be the same. Jake, moving on to a game that you should be very happy about. Very shiny, happy people. Um, uh, Minano Golf. That's new. Minano Golf. That's right. New. new. They hired Nintendo's naming division. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. How dare you? It's just like, let's just scrap the numbers <laughs> yeah. cool. and whatever. So, Jake, new. Blue Skies, Green Grass, Mi- Amiibo. Running uh, animations. Mi- Amiibos. <laughs> Amiibos. Me running around. Like, Mies. Sony wannabe Mies running Dri- around. Driving, they're fish called Driving Guitars. Okay, they're called so I'm actually proud to say I've never played Amiibo. I like Amiibo Golf. Amiibo Golf characters have looked like that for fucking, like, 20 years. Since the first one, yeah. Right, yeah. But now it's like... It's like 
what maybe one tenth of that trailer was people actually playing golf. Well, yeah. I think that's and part of the fun. It's like it was this, like, it's like this, fishing and people. Yeah, it's like, like a fun around. park with fun. Is, is stuff. that like the new like home? It was like or a Mieber, Shane, just like you love. Like it was like no, a, it's like not, a it's not like Mieber's. It's not like Mieber's because you're actually playing. Yeah, I thought I thought it looked great, and like I think it's been a long time. I mean, I work for Sony, but uh, you know, I, I was excited. <laughs> I was legitimately excited about it. As someone who's always liked Nino Golf, and like you know, Clap Hands, the developer who took over for it like years and years ago, yeah. back on PS One, like yeah, they're good at what they do, and I think it's been a long time coming. It's a really popular franchise. They had their theme and, song that mentioned oh, yeah, Clapping the, Hands City many many times. times. Yeah, 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 it was. But you know, I, I thought it looked fun. I'm happy there's stuff besides golf. Well, I'm, right. I'm, I'm excited. It's well, next, next year. Of those games, even if you don't do the aesthetic, the mechanics are always so darn tight. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. It's just fun. Yeah. Speaking of Dark Souls and aesthetics, I, this is a perfect point to jump in. Speaking I, of what uh, aesthetics? Dark Souls, Dark Souls Dark and Souls Bloodborne and, and aesthetics and all these things. I sat in the theater watching. Uh, is it Kemco? No, are you talking about Tecmo Did you go watch yes. the Neo presentation? Because yes. I told you to go yes. watch it. How, yes. how good? Oh. It's fucking awesome. Okay. We're, yeah. we're, we're, you know, it's it skipping ahead. That's we're fine. We're skipping ahead. But like, I told Jake to go watch the Neo demo, and, and I walked it. in there. Brian Ashcraft was in there, and we both sat there just like mouths open. Because I told you, like, it's just like, like Otoki Onimusha. It totally looks like Onimusha. So yeah. it's like people, Onimusha Dark Souls, but like sick and fucking large. I mean, it looks so good. I can't. Uh, so Neo, for people who don't know <laughs> what the hell it is that you're fucking talking Ten about. Ten years ago. N-I-O-H, yes. So yeah, actually Neo, announced... N-I-O-H. N-I-O-H. Yes. From Koei, Koei Tecmo. It was going to be a PS3 launch, launch title, title right? I believe. Back when the PS3 was going to launch in like the spring of yes, 2006. That's right. Yes. And, and they were like, oh, nobody this is coming in the spring. Nobody ever yeah. believed. <laughs> um, but, and then they announced, I guess a few years ago, and a lot of people missed it, including me, they did announce that Team Ninja they, had taken it over. Nobody yeah. believed it, A though, few years ago. Yeah. But then now, so it, it came out reborn. A lot of people were like, "It's Onimusha meets Bloodborne kind of thing." But so, what was this amazing? So they showed it at the it's Sony press hard conference. To even like, showed, I mean, I I literally, I mean, you know me, I'm a fucking art nut. I'm an art director, longtime art fanatic. Right. It looks so good. What, it looks so good. It. What about it's, it? It's like very, the design. It's photorealistic. The, the, the motion. I mean, like the the, the character design. Like the um the. The light, okay. The lighting. No, 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 it's like the smoothness of the the motions, like stringing into each other. That's one of the things. I'm not a big Monster Hunter fan. I'm sorry, but (laughs) it's kind of janky motion. This game, like every, like it looks like a fucking movie. The animation was good. It's like sick. I mean, it's like it literally is a is like a, a bite above. Maybe anything I've seen. I mean, I was standing there just like, "What the hell is going well, on?" You've here? seen, uh, and you've seen deep down, right? Because yeah. I thought that was pretty mm-hmm. impressive, just visually from a visual. I think this is even more stylized. Yeah. It's more like they're like dripping bits of like this anti-dimensional weirdness, like this ink stuff, and like mm-hmm. just sick. Well, it has monster it's, design, and the characters beautiful. It's cutting to like beautiful. these huge oni that look bizarre and fucked up. Yeah, and, like, big oni, really and they're like big and just super imposing. And like, the, the motion is just like there's so much detail, and they're doing these weird shaders. Uh, like where they have like this weird antimatter around them, and they're like, right. it's almost like Sumi ink. So they're like this, dropping. We don't know if the... this is up on the web anywhere. It is. Yeah, yeah the full trailer is up. Yeah. Although if you there go was to no the one in there policing the, the theater, like a massive, it, ridiculous. Screen. If you go to the no, theater, I mean, it was a big, big, giant, right. stupid yeah, TV. If you go to the theater, there was no one policing like they show you recording the same or anything. time that was shown at the press conference, and then a little bit after, after that, you didn't see it at the press. Okay, so it's part of it is what's shown because I got to be honest, it didn't. I mean, I was watching it in a YouTube window or whatever, but it didn't make a particular impression okay. on me except in my head I was like okay yeah Onimusha and so I, I, Mark I would recommend going to this theater and watch it on the television because it's, it's you know it's, it is real time real game being played right. on PS4 and it looks 
amazing. It you know, is you know one much my shit is bad, too? He was just like, wow, what, cool. yeah, like, what okay. is this? Like, just who made this? Like, how did this happen? Pure polygons being pushed, lighting effects. Like, you know, and you can tell. I mean, it's, it's been 10 years in the, in the making, at least, I guess, if they announced mm. it 10 years and, ago. And, but, like, it looks like well, they I'll say at the press conference, Koshi Bisawa, he had kind of joked about the fact that this, oh, this new game that's 10 years old. Right. And, you know, it's based on an unproduced Akira Kurosawa screenplay that's right, right. Oh, that's right, right. right. yeah I forgot oh, about shit. that I yeah. forgot about right? that dude. so yeah <laughs> it's coming next fuck? year it's suddenly like from out of nowhere this thing that was kind of like a long running joke is suddenly amazing and exciting oh yeah so, so I'm glad they sat on it I mean I'm, it's I'm glad you it's went and saw sick. it yeah, you got dude, me excited I just, now I gotta look at it yeah, yeah go, check, know, go check it out it's, 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 it's shocking. <laughs> it's like cool. it's like Tenchu mixed with Onimusha mixed with Bloodborne yeah. like it's just I mean, I was just blown away. I was like, I don't know that I've seen a game that just looks so like overwhelmingly appealing to me. Mm. That doesn't sound very shiny and happy and come home from work all tired. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm into Asian well, ghosts. No, he's, I mean, he's, like, he's okay, into yeah, old yeah, Japanese actually, mythology. True, yeah. and, this, and this this shows you at the end like all these crazy, weird, unique Japanese demons that are part of Japanese mythology. It's like it's right. like super ninja, like on top of a, like a you know like a tile building, like fighting this giant demon that's warping in and out of reality, and like. They're just these huge, well, and like, sick-ass like, They show that terrifying. weird, like, female demon whose, like, neck grows long and her tongue right. comes out. Uh, and, but like, it's, like, done better than anything I've seen. Like, I literally think the art direction of this is better than any sort of Japanese mythology. I've so, seen. speaking of... Yokai Watch, eat your heart out. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of what I would say is pretty awesome art direction, so uh, Gravity Days. Uh, oh, yeah. Press well, conference. So, uh, so, today... Well, they, were, they showed the Gravity Days HD remaster for PS4. So, first that, which is coming... Soon again. in January in Japan, and I'll say it, I went. Wait, to, I have I have December tenth down here. Is uh, that not um, the same Jan- everywhere? I thought it was January, but um, maybe you're right. You might be right. As um, Gravity Days for PS4, PS4 being ported by be PS4 only. Blue Point, who does oh, nice. who's like who the gold standard in terms mm, of they did Shadow of the Colossus, Nico. Right, they did yeah. God of War. Yeah, they're you know pretty much the standard for amazing HD remasters. Nice. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I seem to remember it's early 2016. I think is Gravity. I think it's January. Yeah. And okay. I'll say I ran to this work for Sony. Right? Well, yeah. And today <laughs> when the show opened, I ran to the Sony. I ran to the Sony booth and I played it. And because I wanted, I knew the line was going to be long. And by like midday, it was a two hour line to play Gravity Days. Wow. Oh, wow. And oh, it looks great. You know, I played Gravity Days when it came out on Vita, and I never made it to the end. I made it about two thirds of the way through. And yeah. part of the problem was the gyro levels were really hard for me on Vita. Yeah, like, yeah. I, mm. yeah. And I'm, I'm not alone in thinking that. So totally. like when I went, when I sat here and played it on PS4 with a DualShock 4, it was like everything I wanted. Mm-hmm. And you know, I feel like Japan has never really made an open world game that is super amazing, compelling AAA. This is that game. And it has an amazing... Except for the game that came out a week ago, Metal Gear Solid 5. Well, right. Metal Gear Solid 5. <laughs> 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 so, so, so they're all clustered way. together. Right, but Gravity, yeah. you know, Gravity Days was three years ago on Vita. Mm-hmm. And if, yeah. you didn't yeah. play, if you didn't play it on Vita... It was phenomenal. It's beautiful. It was amazing. amazing. Oh, man. The, the cutscenes on the that, video, they like slide around. Tilting yeah. the comic book. I was so into that, and yeah. they don't have that in the But, but ultimately, like, an open-world game set in a Mobius-inspired, beautiful environment yeah. is, is still unique. I, like, I think, yeah. I'd rather I, have it on PS4 than Vita. Right, and I'm really I, excited I'll get back that, and that play it. everyone who didn't play it on Vita can play it on yep. PS4. Mm-hmm. I stopped on Vita because I could not take the... were the optional missions. It was like the side quest type things. The races? Yeah, the races... The freaking loading time in between those mm-hmm. things was so long. You'd yeah. play this little tiny race mm-hmm. and fail, mm-hmm. and then have to wait for like a minute or a minute and a half just sitting there to to try it again. And I was like, uh, yeah. I don't actually want to do this, and it bothered me so much that I stopped. But aesthetically, Jake, this game also like scratches all my itches. You know, yeah. it's like a fully yeah. realized they have their own language, but it's like pseudo French. The music kind of reminds me of Panzer Dragoon in a way. There's like yeah, a yeah, yeah, bit well, of that. Like, yeah, exactly. Well, so then when they. 
after they showed Gravity Days for PS4, <laughs> then they showed Gravity Days 2. Yes. Yeah. And, you're like, and it looks so good. So good. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty ridiculous. Like, cause I didn't I, see that. That's what I, I was, was thinking. Oozy. Oh, you oh, should yeah. see it. So oh, I, I remember thinking when I oh. saw the Gravity Days, the HD remaster, it's like, this still looks really, really amazing. This still looks really good. I love the character design, everything. Like, this looks totally awesome. And then you see Gravity Days 2, and you're like, Whoa. okay, no, it could look uh, even, even a lot better. better. Like, yeah. the level well, the of world. detail. Yeah. Like, we were talking about, it's almost like a Otomo meets right. like Mobius like just in the background and the level of detail of everything it just kind of completely when is this nuts. coming? Uh, next, um, next year. So that is year. next year 2016. I guess, no, I'm happy to see uh, I mean not many people probably know who made it but uh, the director Toyama-san Mm. Uh, he's one of my, one of my favorite. The guy who like, made Siren. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He made the Siren games. Those are so super unique and yeah. creative. And I mean, you, he has a vision. He does, you know? and I'm I'm excited to see him expand on this idea because, like you said, it was on the Vita. It was creative. It was a great game, but just sort of got washed aside. So um, it's good that they're investing. Yeah. And I, I really think that for Japan specifically, it can help to expand the open world market again. You know, which is kind of like a, a genre that's been so popular in in America for you know a decade. Right. Right. Um, we have a, a couple more uh, superstars. Yeah, guests have joined us actually. Um, if they want to make their way towards the towards the staging area, um, please uh, have a seat. And we will introduce you. We're in the midst of talking through our way through the Sony uh, press conference <laughs> right now. You just missed the day. We're an hour into the Gravity podcast. We're now on Tuesday. Minutes of the Sony press conference. I, By the I, way, I can't stop looking at our new guest's beautiful frames on his eyeglasses. They oh, are unique. I've like, had cool. these like the past five times. I've I seen think I saw them the last time, and I was impressed as well. Yeah. And uh, for people wondering, that is uh, Jeremy Discoon Parish. Yeah. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the show. USGamer.net. Be sure to read US the site because it's really cool. Discoon, are you? the mascot for the Famicom good taste system? Uh, no, I bought a Famicom disc system, so apparently now I am have become... Be happy when the fucking rubber band... I disc. I can't wait for your rubber band to break just like so, mine. So, uh, we are going to talk uh, sh- shopping stuff on this trip, because I know Chris has some stuff to talk about. We're going to talk about that later. Um, but if we can, uh, we want to get our last... Um, Maybe he's eating last. Pringles. Yes, he's eating he Japanese busy, Pringles. Uh, eating yeah. Pringles. So maybe Though, he can finish. I bet those he played up, like ten games today, unlike the rest of. That's us. exactly why I thought it would be uh, great to have him on here. Um, uh, that is Mr. Mike McWhorter. But w- w- as he has time, no, no hurry, Mike. But why don't you sit between Chris and Shane whenever you uh, can get situated? Let's oh, keep talking about the house. Let's 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 keep, let's keep talking about Sony Japan stuff. So um, Ubisoft had some stuff. A couple uh, Yakuza For games. Honor. So Actually, they, so the Yakuza One remake that was the big surprise, and I'm excited because like I never finished Yakuza One, and like oh I can finally finish it now. But you're not gonna play it in Japanese. I'll play it in oh, Japanese. Oh, oh, okay. They might. Well, I mean, they might bring that to America. They could, if, if, if they're gonna the change PS5. the script. Well, they could. They, they could. could. They could. They do bring them to America. Still Better to now do. And then. You know, it's more likely that they're gonna bring like next gen content to to the U.S. than like PS3 content because like yeah. you can't sell PS3 games anymore. Well, and, and Yakuza with, remake is PS3 and PS4. Yeah, which and is the, also like, kind of. Funny. I bet you. I mean, well, when I mean, something shows they, up on they, PS3 and PS4, it's like them saying we want to sell in Japan and America. Wasn't there? A, yeah, wasn't there a cross gen Yakuza game that just came out, but it's yeah, only PS4? In America, but they did. All, they also announced six, which is not cross gen. Yeah, right, so, right, right. It's so, interesting. So Japan finally getting out of cross gen as as early as 2017. Yeah, did, I assume that's the one Yakuza game that's not going to come out in Japan. They did. Um, sorry, they did kind of the same thing. I thought it was interesting. So Gravity Days, they announced the remake and then the new game, and then Yakuza, they announced the remake and the new game. Gravity yep. Days, a lot of people actually. I was surprised. I didn't even think of this, but there was a reaction on the net about it not coming out for Vita. 
Um, well, what are you going to remake? Whereas the original did. On the, um, on the what? Uh, for the Gravity Days 2, yeah, exactly. You're going to um, put it out with all the DLC, I guess, but I mean, how can you, you know, remake it? The idea no, no, no. of... It, the Vita and the PS4 are very different consoles. Yeah. Had you made the same game for both, as some people are still are, like, you know, you have to consider what the limitations of the Vita hardware are. I, we we learned that the hard way. Deal with, you know, they wanted to make a PlayStation 4 game, I would imagine. Yeah, and I, I will say, like, there are some games coming out that are still cross-platform, and you can kind of tell. Um, there was a, a game we'll talk about later from, from Square Enix that they're coming out. It's like Star Ocean 5 or Final Fantasy? Star, I think it's Star Ocean 5. Is that coming out cross-gen? cross-gen. Yeah, I was looking at that mm-hmm. and kind of like, yeah, this kind of does look like a PS3 yeah, game. Yeah, you gotta move on eventually. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, so, so Yakuza is still a pretty uh, strong series uh, here. Yeah. Um, nothing too crazy different or new from either of those games. I mean, obviously one is a remake, but um, they seem to be kind of in the well-worn um, shoes of previous uh, editions. Well, they're celebrating um, the 10th anniversary of the franchise. Right. Yeah, by making uh, more of the same. Um, it's only been 10 years? <laughs> six games no. in ten years is pretty fucking good, I have to say. And yeah. not even I, just six games. Yeah, but I think the fans have been so many translations for like been around for a long time. Capcom is celebrating the 20th Capcom. anniversary of Resident Evil and making a first-person multiplayer shooter. Yeah, so, so then I feel like the Yakuza path might be the better one. There was that. Why don't we just talk about that real fast? So they like unveiled this logo that they had for the uh, for the anniversary, and then that was uh, when people pat themselves on the back for like we created a logo. <laughs> like, I don't. I, Sometimes yeah, I, I know I'll never truly understand Japan. I interviewed the producer today, and the, like, he took time to point out the logo for that game. He was like, check out I the umbrella logo. logo. Have you seen the logo? Um, like, yeah. So that's kind of the in the Operation Raccoon City, which did surprisingly well, right? Um, I think it surprised everyone, including Capcom, with the sales of that game. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so this looks like the, the pseudo-sequel to that. denominator. There you go. Um, and sold, I think, heavily on more on PC than it did on consoles, which you would imagine with that kind of squad-based shooter crowd. Mm-hmm. Looks like a squad-based shooter, but everybody has kind of like a ice pick, like a big grapple. Zombie destroying ice I play that. I play yeah. that. Okay. It's, it's um, called a brainer. Oh, there you go. Yeah. To okay. remove the brain of the zombie? Or, or, no, actually, it's, it's, it's mainly for killing other human beings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mainly so, for it killing me. it does get you up to like yeah. grapple to higher areas and stuff mm-hmm. like that, too, right? It's, also yeah, it's, it's supposedly for traversal, but I mean, the, the demo they gave us, it was just like they sat us down in front of a computer with like 20 other people and were like, play. So there was no real opportunity <laughs> to explore the game because it was one death and you die. Oh. Like, you were out of the oh, game. Okay, oh, yeah. Wow. So you had to wait. Based kind yeah, of, yeah, so it was a really like I will say this, it was a completely crappy demo. Mm-hmm. Just in terms did of you, like Mark, giving you a sense of, of how the game works and letting you get a feel for, for all the mechanics. Like it just wasn't good for that. Right, right, right. So you didn't get a very good feel for it. Shane, what do you Well I'm curious what I'll, what, what you played today. Mike. Oh. Oh, I uh, I played a lot of things today. I played uh, Umbrella Core with, okay. with Jeremy. What really. did you give, give me give me I, I your a, take on that I while wasn't we're a here? Fan. Yeah. Um, uh, I felt like some of the things that were in that game really didn't add much to the experience. Like the Resident Evil parts of it, the right. brainer parts of it didn't really add anything. Were zombies going shooter. around, or were you guys just fighting other special forces so, yeah, type Yeah, so guys? zombies are there, but everyone has this weird backpack called a Scrambler or something? A zombie or, Jammer. Yeah, Jammer. Yeah. So, so as long as you... As long as you jammer. Yeah. yeah, the thing on your back. So as long got, as... 
And on your arm. As long as you Can have we- that intact, the the thing on your back, as long as that's intact, zombies will ignore you unless you shoot them and then they'll oh, be like, oh, oh that's, that's, cool. Cool. that's useful. But that's you can cool. shoot people's uh, jammer and uh, that will cause okay. it to, de- uh, to malfunction ah. and then zombies will go after them. I was wondering, so, that's kind of a cool idea. Yeah, I saw there's like zombie shield. The, the, the guy's just literally like grabbing a zombie and just can, holding them there as you can, a shield. You can hold your arm up and there's like this... this uh, like this kind of ridge on your arms gauntlet armor thing sure and zombies Actually, will like kind of a cool bite onto it and then you can <laughs> Are you, you can you, bite yeah, onto and it they'll just be like <laughs> and you can use them as, as like body shields which okay. no one has ever thought of in the Resident Evil games before putting a little <laughs> like metal arm thing I know right yeah, the, the zombies, zombies in that game are just everything. kind of a non factor for a lot of it. I was wondering if they would be like a like MOBA mobs where you like just kill zombies to level up or something before they, they probably will be in some other mode but they only yeah. showed the one hit kill okay like the the one death and you're out mode interesting okay like they're missing something by not having the zombies do more I mean right. otherwise it's just a like Left 4 Dead shooter, style, we got different it? kinds of well, zombies. Well, I think that was, yeah, I think that's a lot of like a lot of the criticism by people, at least when they see it, is like, why does this have to be a Resident Evil game? But, you know, well, they uh, just did reveal it. I Who knows the most, they have. The most interesting <laughs> aspect of this, one of the most interesting aspects, is that it's built on Unity. They actually announced that. Which that's is right. Kind of Unity not 5. normal for a Japanese development to use middleware like Unity. Although, what are you talking about? You, Final Fantasy Mobius. You start to see, your iOS. Start to see a lot more people using Unreal here, and I, there are a few of them in this in this press conference um, Summer Lesson which we will uh, of course oh, have to talk uh, who about Chris Chris had some good thoughts on that I played Summer Lesson yeah do you want to talk about it now or oh, do you want to talk about it later no, let's, let, well, let's talk oh, about it now skipping, oh man you're skipping to PlayStation are you, are you mourning the flower of your VR? innocence Chris For PlayStation VR <laughs> yes. are you mourning the flower of your innocence now yeah, I, I kind of am <laughs> kind of yeah. was yeah. so I played um, and I find these to be very very similar games um, Summer Summer Lesson and of course Kitchen uh, for for Morpheus, very similar. Extremely VR. similar. Play, games. Play, PlayStation VR, play for PlayStation VR. Thanks That's for the new Kitchen from Capcom, <laughs> Summer Lesson from Capcom, from and Summer Lesson from Bandai Namco. Namco. Yeah. Um, you know, Kitchen being, of course, you in like basically a Saw movie where you're sitting there, your hands are. Oh, this was the clever. The, nobody, I, I I forgot. I didn't see people uh, writing about this that. Your hands are bound together, but you're holding onto a dual shock, so mm. your hands are in that position, uh, and nice. you move your hands as one unit anyway. Yeah, so it yeah. totally makes sense. And then, of course, that's pretty you know, cool. Uh, some ghoul comes out and you know kills somebody in front of you, and then um, the best part of Kitchen, you know, spoilers, is um, that it leaves you there for. It feels like an eternity, mm. but it's probably like less than a minute. Mm. But it leaves you there for a long time. Something gruesome having happened. But the demo's still going, but nothing's <laughs> happening. Uh, and well, there's sounds the happening around the corner. Sorry? There's oh, sounds oh, happening yeah, around you the corner. You hear things, but right. nothing is inside the room happening. Right. She's like and, right around the corner, and you can and hear terrible things happening. Right, but it's just, it's ramping up the anticipation of what's going to happen. And it's very, it's like, you know, if you were to play this game just on a TV, you'd be like, that's the stupidest horror game ever. Um, but when it's uh, intimate and super close you to feel your it face, through there, yeah. like, it just, it snaps you into it immediately. This is the and, first VR demo that I was like I took it off before the demo finished I was were, like, you, were you scared I wasn't scared as much as just like this is so unpleasant I can't believe it I don't <laughs> I want to have heard, anything to do with this right I actually now. heard from and my friend is Pete is the guy who his fucking dismembered head is thrown at your friend feet. of the show oh, yeah that was a little weird I mean he's a friend <laughs> oh, of mine his, yeah, his dismembered head is like thrown around the corner by this friend of the demon, show uh, and Pete, like, Pete yeah, Fabiano who I actually wrote up on the Shinkansen from, from the Kansai area with so, uh, yesterday mm-hmm. or two Mark, days are you, ago are you going to tell the story about the TV 
No. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't. No. Okay. Apparently they were showing this game in Canada at a public event last week, and there was a lady who was playing it who got so scared and so freaked out that she ended up <laughs> Kicking the like and destroying a television with a oh yeah, yes. wow. there was screaming in the Sony booth when I went in there today oh, yeah. from that demo station. So Someone was I was laughing my ass off because that's my response to being scared is I just start like, fake right. scared. You know what I mean? Like I just right. start laughing. It's ridiculous. But I mean, summer lesson is very similar. Well, wait, wait, that, before oh, yeah. we before we move summer on, summer lesson is, scary. Scary. Yeah, it's it's is equally similar. terrifying. A couple a couple quick things, but then I, yeah, we'll get into we'll get Absolutely. into summer lesson, but. Um, Two things. One that I heard from front of the show, Darb uh, Salabut, um, was that That's not people real would it's not a real people would look people playing kitchen uh, would try to look away they and can't realize look away. that they're in VR. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like that. And then, and then, what they end up doing is just closing their eyes. I did in that the, yeah. in the in the demo. Wow. Um, it's, it's grim. Dude. So let me it's ask: rough. Have they said anything other than this is a demo? Is nope. this a game? Yep. Is this a PT type thing PT, where it's a yeah. teaser for something else? Don't think so. Think okay. It's a, I mean, so you think it's just its its own thing? We're just fiddling around with stuff like that kind of. I, I, I feel like this is. More. I, mean, I mean, it could be a thing, but they have not said anything. Okay. Yeah. Right. If, if it really comes out as a game, it's going to be sort of the the breaking point at which. PewDiePie and other YouTubers are like, how can I get VR onto YouTube? Right, yeah, no, exactly. This has, like, PewDiePie written all up and down it. Um, and what else does is Summer Lesson. Summer Lovin'. <laughs> which yeah. is... Summer Lovin'. Which is so, a um, name, but it was already taken well, by, a, by a song. the guy who made Tekken, right? Uh, sure. Harada. 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 Yeah, yeah. Harada. Yeah. So, so this, he's, he's in the game. He is. And this, this, too, is like a, you know, it's a VR demo. Like, that's all they're really calling it right now. Right. But, um... So, uh, so Peter Rubin, who writes for Wired and is an editor at Wired, had written something about just like you know straight up like VR porn and like what is so interesting about VR porn is the level of intimacy. You know, I mean, you you ha- it's it's very it's like embarrassing. You know what I mean when you're mm-hmm. when you're when you're in there. And so summer summer lesson is I mean it's, it is very specifically like it is an erotic game. Like they are really trying to set up like an erotic type situation, but it's but it's like. Just the tiniest, tiniest bit erotic. It's yeah. just a woman flirting with you. Right. Well, there's more than that. I'll tell you what embarrassing is: is like a woman giving you the demo, and this you know teenage girl is like leaning into your face, and you're looking right down her chest. And I know that she's watching what I'm watching on the screen, and I'm trying not to like you know get carried away. You have to look right exactly at her chest. what I was no, no, going to say. You know, she exactly comes in front of me. Jake. She's like, "Excuse me, let me grab this thing," and she literally like. So that's Jake. Are you saying she was asking this. for it? Is so that that's your saying? That is the, wow. That is the what are you saying? I'm saying here? you have to try really hard to not have her breasts right in your face so, during a couple no, scenes there, which they do the on purpose. Magic of right. this thing, and you're like, so, okay, but they're not like wearing bikinis or any. Exactly. I mean, they're, like tastefully dressed. They're not. They're, no, it's, it's not like it's, big it's time not about that. It's not anything. about the visuals at all. Yeah. It's about that sense of presence and that weird intimacy when somebody like leans into you because it's like you're you're there's a couple you're, times you're she leans into you right, exactly. it's about you know the biggest saying. most erotic organ in your body chris it's about your mind <laughs> exactly i thought your skin no, was I mean, the biggest organ in your body and i'm playing i'm sitting here playing this game like i'm i'm kind of like this is kind of an awkward situation for me and i'm really feeling that awkwardness well, you're playing right. in public because she's, she's like no what's <laughs> well, that too that, that too it, I, I wouldn't discount I did that not, though i was not concerned about the fact that like, that's a different experience when you're playing by yourself when when the girl would yeah. like lean in and be like, <laughs> oh, you know, it was yourself. just very simple. Like, 
oh, is uh, how how do you say this in this book? And you know, she's sort of like you know well, leans wait, in. Close is the premise the that you're teaching her how yeah, to act? So let's no, you no, teaching her Japanese. And just explain what the game is. So there's oh, yeah. two parts of the game. There's right? two scenarios. Well, yeah. there there was an older demo and then a newer demo, yeah. and they're two different girls basically. And it's like it's one, it's you're tutoring a basically high school girl uh, versus you are. Um, teaching an American uh, Japanese. So in tutoring. Okinawa, on the beach, in a right. beautiful yeah, yeah, beach yeah, yeah, house, yes, the wind's yes. blowing so in up the Golden Boy, the video game? We're, we're te- you're teaching a Japanese girl, kind of uh, tutoring English. her in English, or, or you're teaching an American, American girl, girl Japanese. Japanese. Right, ah. yeah. Yep. So two both like fantasies made for the Japanese market, it seems like. Yeah, yeah, much. definitely. Yeah, yeah this absolutely. is a very like again like this is specifically like this is and there it is supposed to feel erotic. Right, absolutely. Right. Let me right. say like we're just talking about aesthetics for a second. Mm-hmm. Here. The Okinawa demo like compared to Kitchen, which is like the worst thing in the world. Like you're yes. in a saw movie. <laughs> the, the Okinawa thing. The is, Okinawa thing is amazing. You're like sitting in this little beachside hut yeah. on the beach. Is it serene? The wind is blowing pretty, through the palm like, trees, bright blue skies, yeah. like beautiful sun comes to clouds. Like the, you know, you can hear the breeze coming in. It's like hitting the little wind chimes and stuff. I mean, it's awesome. Like you want to just sit there. Mm. And you're sitting on a bench kind of on the front of the house and this cute girl's talking to you and you're like this is so pleasant yeah, so you don't it. move ever right no, so you she just has there. to be coming over but you yeah, but she's kind of moving around you doing stuff so describe so gameplay what they've shown is just like nodding or, or shaking your head at yeah. times in the and then demo sometimes that you kind of know, choose things um, a couple times like oh um I, I lost my red book where's my red book it's you know and then you sort of like look around the room when you see it you can kind of focus in on it and it'll go ding ding and then you'll find it or the girl loses her guitar pick and you look around for the guitar pick that's it. It's, it's, it's shaking your head, yes or no. Okay. Um, yeah, but it's just it's those moments where it 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 escalates the intimacy between you and the person who's sitting there, right. and you find yourself as if there really is a girl sitting next to you, like mm-hmm. leaning in, like and you, know, you do you unconsciously like, hey, move out of the way. Like this? when she moves in front of you, you're like, right? It's like she, you know, yeah, you're you, used to yeah. humans moving in front of you. You're just like, well, let me get out of the way a little bit here. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. And she leans right in front of you. <laughs> yes, so you're like, whoa, hello. What, what is she wearing? Wearing One is like wearing a kind of a like a shirt and the kind of a yeah, hangy, yeah, it's like a halter type. Yeah. It's not, not at all about like yeah, right. it's a little about. Well, <laughs> it's, it's a, mean, it's a little. dull it is. No, no, no. It's a little bit of no, it. Come on, let's be honest. This is Japan. It's not attractive, but they're not wearing. It's not yeah. like I played. Um, you know. I played uh, Dynasty Warriors uh, VR, and that begins with a woman with her boobs hanging out, uh, you know, coming up to you and talking to you. Like right. that's yeah, it's the difference. But but it's like all they have to do is a teeny tiny little bit of like subtle flirting with this character, right? And you feel like you are really in this situation, mm. and yeah. it's it's this dramatic, dramatic thing. I think it's and interesting. That's why, that's why I look kind at of Kitchen game. and this. I guess both of them made me feel experience. super awkward. Right. Both of them made me feel uh, like see. both of them made me feel like I sort of wanted to take the headset off, right. For almost the same well, reason, and it's of a, being so, like so, scared of of feeling so close to what so, was going on. So, you know, on. the word presence is the word that we we use. Mm-hmm. You at and, Sony. And everyone in VR, actually. It's right, not just, right, It's right, not right. just unique to PlayStation VR, but did you feel that presence with, Ap- some, with Summer Lesson? 100% with Summer Lesson, absolutely. Yeah, so it was it, crazy. I think I mean, to me it was more about, like, I mean, literally that moment of just, like, sitting on the beach going, what else can we do? I mean, I'm super happy just sitting here on the beach having the breeze come in like oh, without yeah. the girl I want to just uh, hang out here like sir and, uh, tapping on the shoulder sir the demo is over yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm on vacation yeah, yeah. now but the breeze is coming off the ocean just feet up like yeah. in the demo yeah. booth and <laughs> so, having a beer like this is fantastic is the visual right. fidelity as you're looking around is it like what PS3 plus PS4 like I'm trying to imagine because I've never done VR like when I'm I using PS4 yeah 
Yeah, it's, it's high res. It's actual pretty. It's, I mean, not there's, there's some uh, the the lighting's all pre baked, so uh-huh. they can control it pretty well. Mm-hmm. So okay. like it actually is is quite nice looking. You can kind of look into this little old kind of Okinawan house. It's, you know, it's kind of like the tatami mats, and like it's a very classic, like an old like you know Bachan's house. And you can kind of like lean around and look in and see the light hanging down. I mean, there's so much detail, detail in it okay. in in the world that it just feels like you know you're there. I mean, you really are like, and then like just the sounds of the ocean coming off, right? You know, and there's like the seagulls and like the the palm trees are kind of fluttering in the wind. What? And you're I, like, this is fucking the interesting thing it's I so think nice. about these two games is, and this is something that like Valve has been talking about a bunch is like this idea of like new types of games and gameplay where you're just in one room or one situation or one place or yeah. something like that. But it's like you don't have to quote move around. game or experience is just about being in like being with this person in a in a situation that's not even like overtly uh in the case of Summer Lesson at least overtly violent or super overtly like sexual, but is like has tones of those things, you yeah. know. I think is interesting. I, that can be, and that can be so much more emotionally impactful right. than you know any video game where you're at mm. that distance, right. both physically and emotionally, from your television set. Yeah. Um, I got yeah. to. I mean, this is kind of a slightly off topic, but a couple months ago when I was at GDC, I got to play. I got to go to Oculus's offices and play their um, their movie demo. Vive? Uh, no, what's it uh, called? The like uh, Oculus Store Oculus Story Stories. Studio, yeah. yeah, Story Studio, yeah, and they're like Pixar-y kind of. Yeah, it's, it's a bunch of Pixar people getting together to kind of figure out what it means to make this vocabulary of 3D filmmaking. You know, like virtual virtual VR filmmaking, and it's the same thing. You are basically just stand there in one spot in the woods at night for the whole demo, right? But there's this whole narrative that takes place right around you, and you don't have to do anything. Although you kind of like can't help but flinch and try to jump out of the way when these branches so is are that falling down. But interesting and fun, stunning. Yeah, oh, absolutely stunning. It is. I mean, the idea of like experiencing a film from within the film. I mean, I was you know? literally scared. I mean, like there's this thing starts dancing around you at night, and you're like looking around the bushes. You can hear something moving around, yeah. getting closer and closer. And I was scared as shit. I mean, you can't help it because you can't no, sure, yeah. look away. You, yeah. You're stuck in that place. Even no matter what you do, unless demo. you rip off the whole thing. The Even whale the, demo. The whale demo. I, was I actually, thought that was where I was going to rip my, uh, my Oculus off. Yeah. It was so close to me. I know. I, I like, actually yeah. got scared from that thing because I was like, if it like swipes with its tail, I'm I had fucked. To, I had to remind myself that this was not a jump scare demo. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the like, was like a little shout out. Yeah. Those are ex-Skulls the Shogun guys made that. Wow. No kidding. Um, well, any other, while we're talking about VR stuff now, did anybody make it to the Oculus booth? I did. Jake, you tried yep. uh, Lucky Nuts. You were I did. It, Lucky Nuts. As you so aptly referred to it yeah. uh, earlier. Um, I'd actually played the demo, I don't know, a year, year, year and a half ago. What's it actually okay. called? Uh, Lucky's, Lucky's Tale. Okay, and that is the It is platformer. the most generic sort of like uh, Knuckles, yeah. Knuckles yep. uh, sort of, not Knuckles, uh, Knuckles. Tails. <laughs> Tails. Knuckles Adventure. Sure. It's Tails meets Super Mario 64. It's a very simple, generic sort of 3D platformer. Mm-hmm. Which it is works, the point. It works so well. Yeah. It's so awesome and it's to not jump first into person. it. Third, no, third, third, it's third person. That's the third secret. person platformers in VR, man. I'm telling you. this is We were talking about this earlier. This is the secret sauce. I mean, it, it, I, I'm not a big fan of 3D platformers on 2D displays because inherently it's asking you to make a bunch of decisions mm-hmm. in 3D space that you can't make an uh, informed decision on. Uh, yeah. As soon as you see that in stereoscopic 3D and you can look around the whole world and see exactly how far you need to jump, you start feeling things immediately where you don't have to guess. Like, you just know. You just so feel it. You're the camera, basically. You are the camera, but, like, mm-hmm. no, the you're, camera's you're still tracking. It. Like, you're basically more or less kind of going into the screen. Mm-hmm. So the camera's really gently tracking you. It's not flipping around, so you're you don't get nauseous at side. all. And there's a lot of work. I know these guys have done. And I've played all the, the Oculus uh, third-person demos. There's mm-hmm. the one by the uh, Insomniac, Insomniac guys. Yeah. And the, uh, I forget the other one. Kronos, I think, is the other one. Yes. 
Yes. And they're, they're, they all handle it slightly differently, but they all there's been a lot of work put into not making the viewer sick by mm. having the camera moving around uncomfortably. Right. Chronos has a bunch the, of little um, decisions they that they do made. The, the eco eternal darkness uh, God of War type yeah, camera kind of like thing, room where you go by into room, room, and it's yeah, just just <clears throat> static room by room, which but I the, love. <clears throat> the insomnia nobody does. The insomniac one and the uh, the Lucky's Tales one are just you're just thrown into this valley and you are. I mean, your face is the camera. You can look around right, and right, kind of right. get right down and stuff. The guy's looking at you, and as you're moving around, he's kind of following you, and it just works so well. And it was like, I mean, literally, this is like the most simple, basic, like, 3D platformer you've ever played. You know, decent art direction. It's solid. Everything's really well, you know, put together and polished. It's very cute and kind of simple. But it's so engaging because you just, you're able to make all these decisions that you've never been able to make before because you just haven't been informed enough. I mean, on right. a 2D screen, inherently, you cannot... Yeah. Properly, accurately judge a 3D space. I mean, it just it just doesn't work. And all of a sudden, you can, and it feels fantastic. So, you know, we have a game game designer and several game journalists around here. Do you believe that VR is the sea change that I kind of feel that it is? It's kind I, of a reset. I think 2D for the games whole are gonna are like, gonna be gone. An I mean, exciting it just, it's reset. Too, button, yeah, it's right? too compelling. It's, but you yeah. think 2D games are going to be gone soon? Okay. Okay. Now, now you're getting into like I, La La Land. You're getting into chain territory. I'm where, telling yeah, you, man. I, my stake, my stake bet. That one. Uh, to, to, yeah, I don't. It's I, too, I think the, it's the complexity, compelling. the the apparatus that you have to deal with. I think that's that's really. It may be in an awkward phase for a couple of years, but I mean, it's coming. It's like for, too, for super hardcore gamers, I can see it. But good, like, I agree. for casual people who just yeah. want to like, I, mean, I think Jeremy's play right something really easily. No, I think if anything, it, there there will be a huge casual market for VR. Um, because it is so compelling. And People who are like, I but really want to sit in my living room with this thing on my head. That's going to be so AR amazing. augmented if, stuff. If, I mean, the, the if, interface if is going to get room, simpler. Yeah, and the interface. Your glasses is in a couple years are going to be Apple glasses, right. and you're going to be able to do whatever you that's want. That's going to be more than a couple oh, years. In your glasses. Glasses. But, 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 I don't want know. lag on my my apps when I'm looking at things. The interface is going to disappear, but just the idea of you know, as you said, like just sitting on that beach in Okinawa, like whether or not somebody's flirting with you or not, just like sitting there and transporting yourself like that. No, I got to bring this back. Into fucking Tokyo into <laughs> and back into reality and Tokyo and so this is cool but we got a lot of more right. stuff to get through mm. in, in Tokyo game shows so well. I think I think we uh, hit the VR stuff if there was if there was anything else remind oh, me but there was, uh, there was a, uh, just a quickie yeah. uh, so the Oculus booth you know we waited a long time way too long I blew a bunch of the show waiting to get into this demo yeah um, but once I left they have this new I don't understand the relationship I don't know why I was in the Oculus booth but they have this new thing called the Theta. Okay. Pull out the uh, flyer again. Like this thing is fucking Scientology. Awesome. Is it's like a handheld camera thingy that you push a button. It's like a little. It looks like an Apple, you know, like wand or whatever. It's a personal. It's like a personal massager. Yeah. You push a button and it takes a 360 degrees. Yeah. Picture. Uh, well, I see the connection of everywhere. Yeah, and like it, it's it's fucking amazing. Like all of a sudden they're on the screen, and it's like all fisheyed. So you're kind of like panning around. So it's mm -hmm. a 3D camera. It's a 3D camera, but it With literally panoramic every single. It, like yeah. there's not a piece that it misses. It's, it's like hits photo sphere where I could do this on my camera. There's QuickTime VR the device. It's QuickTime VR the quick camera in your pocket, and you can make movies with it. It was actually really, really awesome. She's just like, check it out. She like put it up in there and, and snapped a picture. And all of a sudden, you're able to pan in and zoom of like everything, everything right. in the room. Like, there's not a part of it that it misses. Like, right. every single piece of the experience That's is captured in one high res. So finally, the yeah. Blade Runner like expands, zoom, yeah, so rotates. Imagine, yeah. so finally, okay. we finally reached. So now that. you combine <laughs> this with you know VR technology, and now it's VR periscope 
So, you know, I can join you on vacation, not that we go on the same vacation, but, like, I could sit next to you on the beach via, you know, have the virtual, you know, helmet on or whatever. But they had a couple demos of... have, like, a summer lesson on the beach. They had a couple demos of, like, just people, like, driving their car, like, over some bridge at night, like, San Francisco or something, and, like, holding it up and, like, laughing, and you're like, you can be a part of it. You can look anywhere. And it does work with the Rift, so you can be in that world, and you can just, you know, like, you're in the car with them. You can look any direction. Like, there's not a part of it. Like, a lot of these things, like the the QuickTime things like the ceiling gets all bleeded out and yeah. weird and like the floor like there's only kind of a, a piece of it like no this is the whole thing you yeah. can look anywhere what does this have to do in. with video games again nothing but it was in the okay. oculus booth and i was like all right this is all this right is save thing. it for the verge podcast <laughs> buddy we got we got video yeah. games to talk about here um this, this all comes back to if they're gonna make like show. a mad dog mccree live action <laughs> get, then okay so then space that, pirates i will accept that yeah you, you could full motion video joy sound vr demo did yeah. anybody do that yeah i did yeah that's just video that's just 360 spherical video. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that plus technology karaoke. would be employed. Well, okay. Joy Sound is a karaoke VR. game, right? Yeah. It is. Oh, I don't know. It it is. Is. Yeah, it's karaoke. Oh, it okay. is. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, speaking of karaoke, <laughs> King of Fighters 14. Well, that's me. So thank you for bringing that up, Mark. That is my baby. King <laughs> there you go. There the you King go. of Fighters 14. What was the surprise? How many what? other games have hit 14? Final Fantasy? So, and so yeah, like yeah. Mario. I, they eventually stopped numbering. So SNK Play More is my account. And I'll Your say boys. the King uh, of Fighters 14 being announced for PlayStation 4 is very, very exciting. They didn't show a lot. It they was very, literally a two-second trailer. It's a little tease. You'll be seeing more later this year. That's, for, and that's for PS3. For PlayStation 4. Oh, that was for PlayStation, for PlayStation 4. 4. Oh, okay. I'm waiting for ah, the, uh, the Pachinko port. Is there going to be a Pachinko no, port? No, this is a true fighting game. Please be excited. Yeah, and actually, and actually, judging from people on Twitter and stuff like that, I, it, I guess it's been a while since when was the last King of King Fighters, Fighters game? The King of Fighters 13 was about four years ago. Okay, and 2011, and yeah. then there was a that climax came out in 2012. Right. Yeah. And oh, so yeah. I mean, very you know, more recently, they, they're being very very cautious. They're only showing a little tiny bit now, but I think. Fans of the franchise will right. be very, very excited. This is the first uh, game that's been 3D? Um, no, there was a side... You know, on PS2 era, there was like a side franchise that was 3D, but this right. is the first mainline, mainline game, game. Mainline game to have 3D graphics, but the gameplay is still 2D. When did they stop naming them by the year and start naming them by the numbers? Does anybody uh, Around 99, So before 2000. 99, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So are any of the original people, is there anything you can add to what's known about this? Or yeah, is anybody all still there? Showed, all they showed was... Uh, Kyo and Iori right. for like two seconds. So. Right, yeah. It was very brief. I can't say anything more, but right. I'm really excited. I mean, I've been working with SNK Playmore since before I was at Sony when I was working at Ignition. Right. Yeah. I think Are many of the old guards still there? Some of the old guard is still there, yeah. but there's a lot of new people who are working on it who have worked on other great fighting games. And okay. Yeah, I think as more gets revealed about this game, right. you know, any, uh, any any questions will be, will be answered. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see other stuff. Star Ocean we mentioned briefly before. Star Ocean Five for PS3 and PS4. Okay. I'll say one of the things that was in our press conference that today I was in the Square Enix booth and watched the trailer again was the Project Setsuna, yes. which is kind of not being talked about much. Yeah, you, but I haven't it, seen you know, it. that's here. So PS4 Vita 2016 looked kind of like <clears throat> Chrono Trigger. Some people were kind of right, and it's by this it to, like Tokyo RPG studio. Oh yeah, it's yeah, meant yeah, yeah, to be yeah. a yeah. classic old school mm. RPG. With like it's a the director, yeah, director of Final Fantasy Explorers right. is the so guy. I, I was pretty excited what? watching the trailer today. I got excited, and it looks good. Since, yeah, art, because they're kind of like uh, they're kind of like Lucy in the football. Would they show the they show a game that looks like a classic RPG, and then it's not <laughs> right. every time. 
Since I will say I, I'm excited for that more on Vita than I would be on on PS4 because it looked like it looked like a it looked like a good game. It's the kind of it, game that's born to be handheld. Yeah, right? it looked like a game that I would so want to play on a handheld. Speaking of PlayStation Vita, and since Jeremy T Frog Parish is here, when I am here, when the Saga game got announced, like in my I was sitting there, I was like <laughs> Jeremy Parish, <laughs> what do you think? Saga Scarlet saga, Grace for Vita, Grace, yes, yeah. 2016. I mean, there's not a chance in hell Square He's Enix is going to. You can't see yeah. this for, in the there's whole not a, There's but. not a, a chance in hell Square Enix is going to localize it, hmm. but um, I'm still excited for it because I think Akitoshi Kawazu is the greatest mad genius in video games. <laughs> well, is he that hates for, everyone. Well, he, for he makes, he but he's, he's like such a nice guy, but then he makes video games and it's like, oh. He actually hates me. So he was the director of Final Fantasy II for Famicom, yep. and he yep. made every Saga game. And this is the 20th or 25th anniversary of Saga? 25th. 25th. Actually, last year was the 25th. Right, but, but this, is, this game is meant to be like the celebration of Saga. So for you, I was very excited. I was like, <laughs> I was like somewhere Jeremy Parrish is like did they, tingling. Did they show I, even, I haven't really played that many Saga Where games all the way through. It's just, I like the concept of it. This This completely unapologetically... Hateful RPG series. It's just like, but they're so beautiful. I right? don't. I don't want to explain anything to you. Figure it out. I don't care. Yeah. They're, did they show really anything, hard. or did they oh, just they, show they just art? art. Okay. Yeah, it's just yeah. art. But it's it's uh, Kobayashi, the the artist who's been with the series for so long, and right. Right. just has just a beautiful art style. That's part of the appeal of the series is all the the promotional art. Um, that's how they. That's how they. That's how they get you. Yeah. They trick you. I played Saga Frontier because I was like, oh my god, it's so beautiful, yeah, and the yeah, soundtrack yeah. is Saga so Frontier amazing. almost ruined my life. Hateful yeah, they can get Kenji game. Ito to do the soundtrack on this one. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, It'll be like a double punch in the gut. Also, I, there's a new second Densetsu for Vita, which is kind of crazy yeah. too. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, it's the mobile game, but they're Rise doing it on Vita too. No. Another it's it's not a, no. it's not a new one. It's um it's the remake of Seiken Densets, right. isn't it? It's yeah. the remake of the original game. Yes, of what? Final Fantasy what? Adventure. It's like a remake. A new remake. Yeah. Like Sword of, Sword of Mana was a remake. This is like a new remake. But hopefully what this will be that? a less butt like. Why was that not told? Remake. Yeah, they switched it on their website like yesterday. Yesterday, I think. the original like the the Mana so game doing? for Game Boy. The original game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Seiken Densets. So being remade for Fantasy Adventure. Oh my god, is this for Vita? And it's not free to play trash. It's like real, real game. It's Final Fantasy. It's Final Fantasy Adventure. The Game Boy. That's a good one, the action RPG one. Wow, this that's is important uh, enough for John, John to jump Amibro in. Amiibro Ricardi. That's right. John no, Ricardi. I'm Amiibro. John is Project, uh, John Project <laughs> X-Man Ricciardi because, uh, yeah, as you might have noticed, he is not on the podcast that much this week because they are... Uh, I heard you guys yelling from the other 8-4 tower. I think he's on the deadline for the Project over, X. Right? Jamming on various um, uh, work-related right. things, mm. but yeah, we put up the bad signal. It's Ricciardi. 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 It's all wrong. It's Ricciardi. It's been Ricciardi. It's John. yeah, it's, it's Final like Fantasy Charlie. Adventure remake. But I heard some. I haven't seen it yet. But apparently, some pictures leaked, and it's just like the one they already remade. You know, on oh, what was it? Oh, it's Game Boy. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 GBA. it looks like oh. that anyway. Dude, yeah. they're making. However, hey, they're making a mana game. That's a mana game. They are, and yeah. they're making another one too because there's <gasps> <Okay>. a. <laughs> there was, that was a, a beautiful noise. There was a, somebody tweeted oh. Game Watch. I think tweeted a picture of a TGS like paraphernalia from. Uh, is it brownie brown? Brownie oh, brownies. brownies. Oh, yeah, DMM. brownies is what they're called. Brownies now. and DMM. DMM. Yeah. And it's like the next whatever. Uh, and I did see that. Yeah, but don't you think that's going to be like free to play horseshit? 
<laughs> Whatever, but that's your next mod. That's like ninety percent of Enjoy the game that you asked for once you get it, and it is free to play. I'll go back to my cave now. Yes, thank you for that. Good seeing you, No, I tried to play Rise of Mana on the Vita when it came out in in Japan, and I mean, I just not good. No, it looks free to free to play, right? Yeah, but it's free to play, but it's just like mission based, and it's you know what it is? It's that garbage like item combining thing. Yeah. Okay. When World of Mana started, it all went downhill. Come on. All right. All right. All right. Cutting off the Mana talk now. Second decision two for life, dog. I agree. You mean Secret of Mana? Yes. Just when I thought that Kingdom Hearts could not top <laughs> itself in the naming department. Roman, so, Roman numeral. So Kingdom Hearts HD II.8, which well, is 2.8. That's, not that's even Roman. Roman numeral Roman numeral 2. Dot Arabic air, <laughs> numeral 8. Final <laughs> chapter prologue. <laughs> that is the, that is no. the game of the game. No. And no. Wait, wait, wait. also no. collection of yes. three right. games. So, and no. each with its own bad name. So just, let's, just let, let let's, Mark have let's the floor. Let's lay those it's out important. here. Okay, so as best as I can You're not here. Fucking the, with us, are The you? correct collection, no. That is what it's called. You would you would say normally Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 final chapter prologue. So that is the name of the, type, the game. It is a collection of... Uh, Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance, the 3DS game, which is Kingdom uh, Kingdom Hearts, yeah, the 3D, the the basically the remake. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, Kingdom Hearts is this 0.2 Birth well, by Sleep? Birth by Sleep the, chapter the, like, the, the X, chapter X. No, 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 chapter trying to puzzle this out. It's yeah. Greek. It's cheese. Yeah. 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 Something different. That's, they, something different. that's something different. No, okay. like all the X's are cheese in no. this yeah, 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 but this is a link Birth by Sleep, a fragmentary. Fragmentary something. So is it a prologue or a no? Sequel? It will. It links prologue. to Kingdom Hearts three. That's what no, I. No, no, that's the third thing. That's the the prologue three. No, right? that's you're talking about Kingdom Hearts back cover, yes. which is a movie yes. that tells the backstory that's to Hearts, the whole. That's Kingdom Hearts. Just like some mobile game Key, coming out or something. Electric Blue. Uh, it's, it's all a, garbage. It's a Greek letter. Yeah. It's a Greek I love letter. I love his chains and his zippers. Hi. Shut the fuck up. I hope Hi. you love and you love Hi. his names of his Hi. games Hi. that none of us can fucking remember. Square Enix over two days. Square Enix PR gave me so much shit about this today when I was at their booth. They were like, "So you really like the new uh, the new Kingdom Hearts name, huh?" Because I was tweeting make mockery of it. Oh my god! Wow, and, they gave uh, you shit about that. They That's they did. Impressive. They they like they held me they held me accountable like for my tweets. Oh, like what the entire anybody? Like, I was like, no, that this? game that yeah. game name is really amazing, guys. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts is more popular than Final Fantasy. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> is, is so the, thing, the thing that I like about this the most is, I don't know if you guys saw the leak where uh, some game designer had listed Kingdom Hearts 2.9 on his resume. Oh, yeah. Right. It was one off. Well, they so, had to change but, the name. Well, that's I assume that's the final happened. chapter. They were like, they were like <laughs> we, we can't call this name. Kingdom Hearts point zero or point one yeah. because mm. that's not enough Kingdom Hearts, I think. Right. But if we go with Kingdom Hearts point well, they did 2.5. Right. That's enough. They, they released 2.5 HD last year. From 3. From yeah. 3. To get right. 3. See, it all makes perfect sense. I bet this How was do you, like so I, I thought, I thought right. to get to this point 2. How do you jump from 2.5 to 2.8? Like, what's what, what what did we miss with 2.6 and 7? Oh, like, they're giving themselves room to go in and add some more interquals before there you go, yeah. Kingdom Hearts and 3 comes anybody out. At Kingdom Hearts, color purple. Does anybody here care about Kingdom Hearts? No. I care. Shane, about Shane you also like Jar Jar. Hey, they, I also 
like Jar Jar Shane Benhausen, wait. Shane Benhausen, take the stand. Now, you tell me why. <laughs> Are you excited for 2.8? And this, if so, why? Because I want cross-examination or no, direct examination? No, no, I just want somebody to plead Mark, the case as hey, we Mark, make fun of the name about King, what it actually so, is and why Kingdom, you should be excited. As a Kingdom Hearts fan, who's someone who cares about the Kingdom Hearts franchise, yeah. this does excite me because okay. I never played Dream Drop Distance because it was on 3DS and had terrible graphics. Okay. So now I can finally play it and I hear it's actually a good game. Yep. And the fact that there's two new pieces that like lead into Kingdom Hearts 3, which is really fucking exciting, is actually a big deal. I know it's 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 popular to like, talk shit about this, but Kingdom Hearts is incredibly popular yeah. everywhere in Japan, yeah. in North America, in Europe, and you guys are a bunch of haters, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> wow. Nobody, nobody's hating on the game. I think we're just hating on the titles. Yeah, man. I mean, that that is mostly it. Although, if I had time, I would also hate on the game. I gotta give I a shout out so. to, to them putting the Hickey song back in, um, that, in the trailer. Hikari yeah. Tata, Hikari. she's been through a lot, and she's a yeah. hot girl. Leave her alone. No, no. Um, we're talking about, I'm like her biggest fan, so yeah. Were you talking shit about her? Moving along. Oh, right. Moving along. I was, I was at Coke and like uh, blasting yeah, like out the hits. Hey, I said moving along. <laughs> 13 Sentinels for PS4 Vita. Um, that? that is the Vanilla Game. George Kamatani is a visionary. Yes, I that game love, looks amazing. I love the fact that that title lays it all out. Like here are our influences: Thirteen Sentinels. Yeah, that's like totally Evangelion. <laughs> and then the title is what, like Aegis Rim. So Aegis it's like, Rim. yeah, yeah. So we love Pacific Rim. Well, and also, so, <laughs> it's right there. Know, that's kind of that's so, what the game is, and so, that's great. You know, Vanillaware, Vanillaware, who are amazing. You know, I worked on Dragon's Crown back when I was at Ignition, and yep. I'm very proud of Dragon's Crown. Awesome game. Which sold, like, sold crazy. a million copies yeah. plus. Yeah. 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 And, you know, his artistry, he's always done fantasy. Mm-hmm. But to, to, to see him drawing Osaka, to see him, like, literally drawing yeah. modern-day Osaka is so amazing. Yeah, there were some cool shots in that, the classroom with yeah. the sunset. It's by Atlas. It's for PlayStation. Uh, I saw the, today Odin's Fear. Odin's Fear. With a new character, right? Right, that comes out in January, and it's yeah, very exciting. for a while today. For PS4 and Vita. What did you, what did you think? Did, what do people think about the Odin's Fear remake? Looks good? I, I had forgotten. It's been, like, a decade since I played that but I had forgotten how good like how satisfying the mechanics are like I, I you know the combat combos and everything it's just like you just wail on everything and destroy everything it's not necessarily challenging right. but it's really like well the challenging yes, part is if, everything. is if you don't do enough stuff in the right amount of time the game is unwinnable that's the go. problem with Odin's Sphere. yeah um, so the 13 Sentinels it didn't really show a whole lot of gameplay going back to that game um, it showed like some kind of like moody set pieces it showed off a bunch of the art um, did you any combat? There's a giant but, robot. Yeah, and there's giant robots, and of course, girls. and pretty girls, and schoolboys, and schoolgirls. Um, but uh, do we know much more about that game other than no, what was shown? I, I I was watching the trailer with Atlas's PR guy. Yeah, and I said, "So what is this game?" And he said, "They haven't actually told me what the genre is yet." Okay, plausible so we know as much as Atlas yeah. does. Okay. Having worked with George previously, he's he kind of mysterious auteur. He does a lot First of the same basis. He does a lot of the work Josh. himself. George, <laughs> me and George go way back. Yeah. He literally paints the backgrounds himself. He, right. You know, he's very hands on. So he's I, one of my favorite artists. I gotta I, say, I, I always enjoy the nut. cooking, the food in their. Oh, he's in their he's games. a gourmand. That's what I, I was. <laughs> he's a super this. gourmand. Seeing I'm sure you will get games. a cooking mini amazing, game in yes. there. Um, so uh, other fan favorite here, uh, Danganronpa. Danganronpa. Three new Danganronpa three. So this uh, this was big. This blew up. A lot of people got excited about this. PS4 Vita. Um, is that, is that at the show? No date, no, but it was at the Sony press conference, I guess, revealed. Uh, then uh, Dragon Quest, Dragon Quest Builders, they showed a little bit more I of that. that. It's playable. I, I yeah, played it, yeah. Too. 
playable. All right, talk is about it. Playable it's playable on Vita. Minecraft. It's sure what? Is. I yeah. But it's also like that. this highly Shocking. Japanese uh, Minecraft demo where it's like you can put this brick anywhere you want. You, you can put this brick anywhere you want, but I, I would really suggest that you put it right. <laughs> no, no, no. There are blueprints. You can just like lay down br- blueprints and put your bricks on top of the blueprints. On top of the blueprints. That's they're like this kind of cool. This That's is how you should make your room. Well, yeah. it might be, it's a it's a it is a trade show and probably early levels, so a tutorial type thing could be you know kind of in order. But like, was there any surprises? Any kind of like break out of the mold? Was it more gameplay to put a lack of a better the, word on the, it than the, Minecraft? The fall to your death height is like spelunker it's, quality. Yeah. Yeah. You fall like yeah. six feet and you're dead. Yeah, but yeah, the, the fall damage is kind of amazing. Explodes out of your backpack. Really? Yeah. Um, I was like, that happened. Because he was, in that demo, he's building it pretty high. Yeah, yeah. well, don't fall. Get yeah. up there. Yeah. But I, 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 was, I was really actually surprised by how genuinely open and big the worlds are. I, I assumed, you know, kind of being a Vita game, that it would be constrained. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they put you down into a pretty big world, and there's, like, mountains in the distance, and you can go out to the mountains. You can go to the mountains? You see you can mountain? go to the mountains. Yeah, you can walk. And you can climb up the mountains, even if the, the slopes are too high, by, yeah. like, laying down bricks on top mm-hmm. of them. Oh, so, the mount- so not everything in the world is made out of the blocks. No, everything is made out of blocks. Oh, okay. The mountains are made out of blocks, but you can put down other blocks. To get up And them. jump gotcha. on them. Right. So it's kind of like... Or it's one of the weirdest things I saw about the game. It was, like, the fidelity is, like, part Minecraft, part... Super CG Dragon Quest. Yeah, it's it's a you're little like, strange. It's a little. There's the like one NPC in the little area you're building, and she's just like, "Enjoy your TGS demo." Uh, so there's there's not really like any interaction, but there it, there was a dungeon that I could go into, and there was nothing in the dungeon, but it was a yeah. Dragon Quest dungeon. Mm. Yeah, I went in there too, and they were just like, "Oh, this is a dungeon. You should go in." I went. In yeah, there. this guy came over and was like, "Oh, you've gone to the wrong place, but I don't know where you are." So yeah, but so is it's there? Confusing. There's not. Turn-based combat. There's oh. not. It's not. No, it's uh, it's into... it's real-time combat. Yeah, like I was fighting slimes and drakies and killing them with a stick. Very simple, one button, two. Very straightforward. Okay. There's a warning about a golem, but I never saw a golem. Okay, and that's PS3. Is that PS3, PS4, and Vita? Right? I think it's only PS4 and Vita. Only yeah. PS4 and Vita. Okay, but I am going to import it and play it a lot. I don't even like Minecraft, but well, a Dragon Quest world. It's coming. I, I love. I love the premise the of the game. Looks nice. Which is that. Like, at the end of the original Dragon Quest, you were like, hey, Dragon Lord, yeah, I think I will join you instead, right, of, so instead of fighting you and saving the world. Yeah, yeah that's, that's actually kind of cool. Like, you screwed up as the hero. Like, Lodo's, Lodo's descendant really messed up. You want to so now you have for to... people who don't know the end? Because I didn't yeah, until okay. John so, told so me So one of the big that. things about the original Dragon Quest, Dragon Warrior, was that you get to the end of the game, and the Dragon Lord, the final boss, is like, hey, you made it all the way here. You want to join me and be my right-hand man? And you can say... No, and fight him, and you know, get the proper ending. But you could also say yes, and the game just ends. Bad it's really ending. Ominous. <laughs> wow. it's a, but it's a bad ending. So this the Dragon Quest Builders explores that idea. Like, what if you said yes to the Dragon Lord? So the bad yeah. ending. So you destroy the, the world, yeah. and now like the new hero has to come and rebuild the world, and the world Pretty now cool looks idea. like Minecraft. Yeah, very cute. I would say the big surprise of the press conference was that it's coming out in January in Japan because it, it only been yeah. revealed like two January twenty eighth. Yeah, yeah. So wow. it's coming way sooner than very soon. Yeah. Um, yeah, they wouldn't say if it's coming to the U.S. They, the the PR was like, oh, it's only a Japanese game, so it's in Japanese. But <laughs> I I feel like if they're going yeah, to localize to. I mean, any yeah. freaking Dragon Quest game, it's going to be what is the, the Minecraft What is clone. the point right. of doing this? If not, It's not like Dragon Quest isn't selling in Japan. I think if it were just going is. to be a Japanese release, it would be a PS Vita game. But it's PS Vita and PS4. Like I said earlier, like I if you put something uh, on PS4, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like saying... 
Yeah, we want this to be popular outside of Japan, too. I, I think that they are trying to get something going with PS4 in Japan that it might actually work. You know what I mean? Like, PS4 is a late bloomer in Japan. That's but true. It, it will happen. They're finally, yeah. finally, you're starting to see games now, kind of just now, announced that do not have a PS3 version, right? right. Like Yakuza 6 or something like that, right? That's mm-hmm. a game. And it's still a ways off. It's next year. But finally, you're just now starting to see them sort of do that. Um and it's too bad that uh, that Shane stepped away for a second because I'm sure he would be super excited about the new uh, HDD plates for PS4, the Ooh, new colors. They look good. That they have. Um, and they actually announced some new controller colors, too. I don't know if you guys saw those. Gold and clear and silver? Gold, silver, yes. clear, yeah. Clear yeah I, I, like the, I like the 90s controller a lot. It's nice. It's the clear, the see-through yeah, one? Yeah. yeah. It's, very, it's very N64. It's like $5 cheaper, too, which <laughs> well, I thought you know, was kind nice. of funny. It's the Play It Loud PS4 controller. <laughs> <laughs> um, those uh, HDD plates are like 2,500 yen, so 20 bucks each. I guess those I, are still not I announced. will probably break down and you buy will? one. Yeah. You get one? What yeah. color? I kind of like the neon yellow. Uh, pink. I took some pictures today. I'll have to take a look and, and make some decisions. Decide later. Yeah. The gold one makes me sad that I don't have a white PS4 because I feel like that's a good combo. But mm-hmm. that is pretty. I've got black, and that's kind of boring. Yeah. yeah. Right. Shane, have the, those, the beige one is the best one. Have those uh, uh, controllers and or faceplates uh, been announced as official Sony spokes model? Uh, have those been announced for anywhere outside of Japan? Only for Japan. And okay. all the colors except for gold and silver, you can pre-order right now through the Sony Style Store. They're exclusive to Sony Style. Are those, are those face plates region-locked? <laughs> They're not region-locked. You could have fixed them. You heard it here first, folks. It's you could, not what, region-locked You could have fixed plates. those HDD covers to your European or American Some guy for. stumbled past me in the Sony booth with maybe, I don't know, 30 teal blue of these Oh, wait, plates. they already had them? And he was, like, stumbling around. Like, obviously, gra- they're, they're either giving him out or something. Like, Jake he was, like, Castle, walking through the booth. Like, you're you're a large, powerful dude. You should have just taken one. Uh, I should have. I have he, two he was the, It was very the teal cool blue one. It's like the ones no one's going to buy. Yeah, I know, right? But they, they must be giving them out or something. I think the clear DualShock 4 was also the coolest announcement. Well, yeah, you missed, missed the uh, talk like the about how yeah, Play It Loud it was yeah, and how amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, dude, it wasn't like right. neon orange like the N64. Oh, okay, all right. Well, um, let's Getting see. Getting in the weeds here. Shots fired we on the N64. About, no, we talked about that. It was fire. It was Morpheus hot. being renamed PlayStation VR. Mm-hmm. Did we? Do people think about that? about that? We didn't talk about that. Well, we we, we didn't talk about our feelings it, about we that. Didn't, we didn't express. What are, your fe- what are your feelings about that? Throw Jake? them out there. I prefer more feelings. I prefer more feelings. Yeah, but do you prefer revolution over Wii? Do you prefer yes. Dolphin let me over ask GameCube? You, let yes. me ask you another question. What do you think would sell better, Morpheus or PlayStation VR? PlayStation VR is just very. Like, uh, I mean, you're not answering my question. <laughs> <laughs> Which do you think would sell better? PlayStation Morpheus. Uh, <laughs> you know, he knows that's, that's not what you want to say. PlayStation VR, come on. Choose a more boring name for it. Right. It's, you know, it's very straightforward. It's very what you get in the box, like right. black and white box. PlayStation is what it is. VR. Right. As a writer, I'm disappointed that my red pill, blue pill jokes have been destroyed, <laughs> just obliterated. They, they're trying to usher in like a new you know, paradigm for gaming, right? Like you can't, you can't mask it behind cool names it has to be pretty straightforward this is what you get i get it i get it i totally get it but i just i'm a little sad yeah, like, i was a little thing, disappointed i mean playstation now play, i mean everything is being playstation vita like everything is getting nothing nothing ever failed because its name was was not esoteric enough <laughs> um you know it's well, the apple watch you know they don't have to come up with know, a crazy name i like it. code names and I, and I like morpheus because it's the shaper of dreams however I, yeah. <laughs> I was excited i did not know 
I'm, I'm a big Sandman fan. You didn't see the hand oh, motions, yeah. Yeah. which were like Gordon Ramsay folding a, a right. beef Wellington. <laughs> it's a bit shit, mate. No, uh, you know, I'm excited. I didn't know that was going to be announced, and I was actually really excited. As someone who's excited about VR, like, because yeah. to call it PlayStation VR is kind of like to, to, to own it and be like, this is a you know, a to make it legitimate thing. to a lot of right. people who might otherwise. Exactly. Well, well who knows? Yeah. So. Um, Another little uh, housekeeping thing that they announced was a price drop here in Japan, mm-hmm. effective. Uh, what was it? Early October next month. First. Yeah, uh, about about well about forty dollars. I guess with the exchange rate, mm-hmm. so five thousand yen drop. Um, people must have been asking immediately about that following suit price drop in other territories. They did it all over Asia. Uh, do you think it's a coincidence that GameStop just announced that they will only do bundles that come with physical releases oh, of games? Oh, I saw this! Ah, I did not like that together, that, that's, a, that's a, I don't know, that's a kind of a weird synchronicity thing. So say that again, explain that okay, for, so for these guys. Okay, so GameStop but, yeah. in, in, Amer- in America has just announced that it will only release console bundles uh, if they come with a physical copy of the game, not a download code. Well, I mean, Jeremy, so the, the like, thing about the thing about you know the, the new PlayStation uh, Four price in Japan is that it's equivalent to the U.S. PlayStation price of like any system you can buy now that comes bundled with a digital game. If you, if you took the price of the game out of that bundle, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So, sort of. I, I, well, apparently GameStop, like you know, a few weeks ago or a month ago, when Madden 16 came out, like they had mandated that they would only carry a version with a physical copy. Yep. So I think it isn't that surprising for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think the two things are related. You no, can't. But it is can't an It's true. You can't resell anything that comes in a bundle, right? Dude, <laughs> you there were people <laughs> talking about how they would go and buy a, a console that came bundled with a game, oh, and they'd, they'd get their GameStop going. guy to open up the box, take out the game that they were going to buy, and ha- and then trade that game in at the time, and then apply that trade-in to the, to the purchase of the bundle. Well, I mean, people forget, Whoa. in 1995, when the PlayStation came out, there were two SKUs, a version with just a PlayStation in America, and one with Ridge Racer, and there were people, I worked at retail, who took the Ridge Racer out of the bundle and mm-hmm. traded it in. Oh, yeah, no shit. Which, well, they, again, it has, they have those can, stickers on it, right? Like, you can't disconnect. Not for resale, but we would still yeah. take it. No, 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 all that GameStop means is that, like, anything. the store doesn't sell it as new. You can take back in a not-for-resale game. So is is GameSpot trying to pressure people to like keep keep no, no, no. actual physical games? So in... it, no, so it works out for GameStop because they get you a new physical game, which you know by and large you are probably going to trade that game back into GameStop. Yeah. So they don't want they don't they want to put a halt to digital game purchasing, yeah, yeah. which is a loss for them. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That is interesting. Um, but but we have, we don't know anything. There's not. Any a price drop happening? This is a correction for Japan. The line right. with other it's territories. Kind of in Asia, wait, though. is it a, yeah. throughout Asia? But the exchange yeah. rate makes really? the, the Japanese PlayStation so cheap now. Yeah, that's like a three hundred dollar. Yeah, crazy cheap. Yeah. yeah, even I mean, a the sales have been so trailing understand. in Asia compared to the rest of the world. But that's because of the exchange rate. I think this is. I don't even think this is a correction to bring it in line with anything. I think this is a. They have to lower the price to try to spike demand for mm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, what do people think about the uh, the ad campaign they ended the conference with the, the I can do this kind of people bouncing around I can do that da 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 I'm all about Yay. it Dancing can't they just have people? Bill Murray drinking whiskey like every good Japanese actor <laughs> yes. I hadn't seen that trailer Tommy until Tommy Jones drinking coffee yeah there yes. you go I hadn't seen that commercial until the press conference. I liked it because I felt that it actually kind of matched with the Greatness of Weights campaign, but it was more Japanese and inclusive. Had you know, like you know younger, do, older do you people, guys, that? women. Yeah. Right, right, cool. right. Um, people seem to like it online. It beats the uh, British uh, 
You know, like here where you keep, you keep the pictures of your girlfriend's white bits ads. <laughs> in terms of in, ter- in ter- terms of PlayStation ads, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, no, they're yeah, definitely in PS3 era. Uh, have some great memories of yep. those. Um, so let's see what else. Um, Tomorrow, children, man. Let me, let me Tomorrow, just, children. Let me just Actually, put it out there. That wasn't at the press conference, was it's, it? It's playable. No, it wasn't there for a second. But like, we're, we're, we're still talking about stuff. We're not stopping. The, the tomorrow, the tomorrow <laughs> children. Stop everything. The tomorrow we'll children. We'll talk about tomorrow children. Q, the tomorrow children by Q Games is playable at TGS. And I saw a big line today to play it. It looks oh, fantastic. Yeah. Talk about tomorrow children. Go. I'm gonna let Miguel do it because he's played a lot more than me. Oh. All right. Oh, oh, oh. Well, he doesn't have a microphone, Miguel has so not that, been might, that might be a problem. We get, go. get on my mic here. He's wearing a Pixel Young t-shirt. Introduce I yourself am. and yeah, your game, and let's talk about it. Uh, my name is Miguel Sanchez. I am Man Sanchez, the other half of the <laughs> Q Games uh, PR community management uh, juggernaut. Yep. So you're in town for, for you TGS? You're in town for TGS. Yes, a, a very uh, cost-effective business hotel. <laughs> <laughs> You mean you're in a capsule hotel? So no, 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 no. I can't fit in the capsule. <laughs> like two well, capsules. you fit in the capsule. Yeah. XL capsule? Can't L- get out. LL yeah. capsule? So the game's coming out pretty soon, right? You guys got to be pretty close to it's done. It's coming out in 2015. Yes. That is this year. <laughs> Persona 5. It's pretty much It's pretty much. What's it's the date? Done. What's the date? Yeah. 2015. 2015. Is so there's, there's still no date. It's still just there's this still year. There's still no definite date. But we are ready to roll. Oh, all right, yeah. all right. So what's what's new in the build that's here? What are people playing when they play in the build? Tell there's actually, I, there's, uh, I can't get into too many specifics, but there's a lot of new stuff in the build, okay. uh, especially from last year's closed alpha. And it was uh, it was nice to see nice long lines, 90-minute wait times for the game. We have a little... Uh, there's a thing going on during TGS to try to uh, get 300 humans mm-hmm. <laughs> resurrected. Collectively. Right, because everybody is just sitting down. It's all the demo stations are all linked together. It's all the same kind of online world, right? And you're right, just, right. You, when you sit down for a demo, you're just kind of picking up where the last guy left off, basically, right? Right. Yeah. And everyone's uh, actions, everything is shared between everyone that's playing. So it's yep. the uh, collective Marxism parody, socialism. Right. I don't know. Everyone's worried about political overtones these days. So I played <laughs> the beta. Okay. And like when you play this months ago, when you play the beta, yeah. like the opening cutscene is terrifying. It's like this weird, yeah, it's like dystopian, yeah. like <laughs> this weird shit. And then like you choose your class, and I felt like I chose the wrong class. What class should I choose? There is no wrong class. And actually, that thing itself is going to be a little bit different okay. uh, when the full game comes out. What are the different classes? Explain like four what that, classes, right? What that impact that has? Yeah, initially uh, we had there's just the basic citizen, the miner, uh, the combatant, the engineer. I picked the engineer, and it was hard. Uh, but there's no eh, there's no real difference. It's more cosmetic okay. more than anything. Like if you like your uh, Zap and Roger, you know George Clinton goggles, choose the, <laughs> choose the radio engineer. Well, the art style is so amazing. It's like it's, all, it's, it's as if these characters have been hewn from wood. Yeah, there's yeah. kind of uh, it's kind of a combination of a few different things. There's the yeah, like the woodcut characters. Yeah. Uh, some of the enemies, if you've seen, have kind of like the tin toy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some crazy shade of work, man. Cool, I mean, the like, engine yeah, guys have been hard at yeah. work on that thing for a long time, and it looks good. Like our our uh, artists are <laughs> under some various influences. Yeah. So uh, you get a lot of different styles mashed together, but uh, the main thing is kind of maintaining that sense of. Uh, uncomfortableness and strangeness that you saw in the uh, opening scene from the demo, and uh, once once we're fully released, you'll see there's a lot more. Like I'm actually 
well, involved with the scenario. I so. think this style is incredibly <laughs> unique. There's nothing else that looks like this. Yeah, yes. it is weird. It's like a, well, it's like a mishmash of Eastern European, and there's a lot mm. of like J- J- Japan influence in it and, and stuff like that. I mean, and there's a little bit of Minecraft, trailers. which I think is cool. Right. Actually. Yeah. So what is the like? Give us like the quick for people who don't know elevator kind of the pitch. elevator kind of summation of what the game is itself. <laughs> I imagine. Can you guys uh, even say the name? I don't think anyone did. The Tomorrow Tomorrow yeah. Imagine uh, it's the year 2058 and uh, most of the world <laughs> the has year been destroyed. Is 2005. Yes. <laughs> the Dinobots are now. Uh, so, yeah, it's, I mean, it's basically your kind of near future, yet it's like the retro futuristic right. uh, Eastern European aesthetic, and your goal as a player is to restore humanity. And basically, how lazy or fruitful you are will determine whether that's possible or not. Okay, and it's all multiplayer, pretty much multiplayer only. It has to be multiplayer. Yeah, it's, doing this. it's basically an MMO. Right, um, okay. Instead of, you know, your traditional kind of MMO, especially MMORPG, you're not really working together, you're not partying up, but everything you do is shared and affects everyone else as well. Okay, so. cool. So it's like a persistent world, and you have your part in it. There's right. different servers, presumably. Like yeah. How many people in one instance, um, one server? Still kind of uh, figuring that Fluctuating. out. Fluctuating? But about 50, 60. Okay. Is looking like the optimal. Okay, rating. wow, good number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you have... Does it break down any smaller than that? Like, do you have four-person... <clears throat> I don't know, parties or anything that you're doing collectively in smaller groups, or is it just you're doing stuff? In There's the- nothing set, nothing official. Yeah. Like, uh, you can kind of, you can choose to work together. Not. There <laughs> are bonuses for cooperating with other people. Okay. And of course, you can destroy a mm-hmm. lot of things. You can choose to be a productive member of society, or you can choose to blow up the church. It's uh, Oh, really? <laughs> blow up the church? I think that's a bad kind of example of everything that's happening yeah. in America. It's choice, okay? <laughs> the game, the, the very big part of the game is Write a manifesto. Yes. So if, you're, if you want to blow up a church, the Tomorrow Jones is a game to play. We don't have uh, manifesto functions in games. I gotta say, well, you know, yeah. as, an, as an art director, to, to create a game that has its own look that people can look at once and be like, that's that game it is very right. visual to know that like they you guys nailed that I mean it, it has such a distinct beautiful incredible look and you know one screenshot you're like oh that's that game like right. you know out of the yeah. 10 million games that are out there you only need to see it once and be like that's I, I that game so, and, and he worked on Res so that's yeah. probably high praise um, so let's see what else then was in the so you guys were in the booth you guys had a nice big line what else was in the Sony booth that uh, did people play Actually, Can I just do a quick shout out to Naruto? I'm not a huge fan Naruto. of the, the, Naruto, the game Naruto. series. Naruto. Dude, it looks so it's like Naruto good. What are those battle? people What's, smoking you know, it's, over it's there? Ultimate like, Ninja Storm oh, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, you've uh, seen, I mean, they have yeah. looked it basically better. like It's looking amazing for years, but like, it looks better than it ever did. Is this game by CyberConnect 2? Yes. Of course. Hiroshi is a genius. They have like, the best graphics in the fire. Tower Maybe world. the best graphics. It looks better than, in the world than, than the anime. I mean, it's yeah. always looked amazing. Come on! No, really, no, it does. It is literally like the finger watch, thing means the text. It is literally like yeah. watching the anime in three D. Right, amazing. right. Okay, well, there that I will that I. It that doesn't make sense. sense. Yeah. I mean, it looks so good. <laughs> All right. it, I was just watching it with my mouth wide open. I was just like, I don't understand what's going on. How does it play, Jake? How does it? I didn't even play it. I don't care. 
I was just watching it. I was just like, just look, look at, at this it. fucking okay. video game. Set it up it looks so Actually, speaking of which, so we talked earlier about Bloodborne, but which people had only watched and nobody had played. Lady, he beat a boss. Mike, you actually got a bunch of hands-on time with it and could talk in-depth about it. So talk about the demo, what they have on display, and how is it different so that this is the Bloodborne DLC... Yeah, so I, I think one of the things that people are going to be most excited about is that they're expanding the weapon arsenal. Like, right. That's one of the main complaints about Bloodborne is like there's not a lot of weapons. Right. So in the the demo that they had at TGS, they showed two new trick weapons. This is the bow thing and the so yeah, there's the song. Yeah. Thing. Well, no, they had so there's this bow. Uh, so it's a curved sword that yeah. can transform into a bow and arrow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because it so, has to have two kind of switching yes. things. Yeah. And, and both of those both of those weapons seem pretty valid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, pretty traditional slash attack for the the sword. And then the bow and arrow is neat because you can um, you know you can fire quick shots from a distance, or you can kind of pull back on the string, whatever the fuck. Right. Call it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and like hold it and t- and then and then power up a shot. And, yeah. That seems like on the surface though that it would kind of break some things, right? Because the guns. I mean, even a lot of the guns in Bloodborne are only really like mostly like parry enabler things right but it, can you not just sit there and just pick at something from way far away what's well, the limit it, on the bow I mean it, it's it's limited to the number of quick silver bullets oh have. so it, it, uh, it's yeah. the equivalent of the gun now yeah okay it's right. not very strong that makes a little right? more sense it's more for an interrupt it's, it's pretty strong in terms of the damage Compared it does to a gun yes okay. but uh, the disadvantage that you have is you can't um, you can't parry anything you can't set up a visceral attack okay with it, at least from what I saw uh, and um and one of the things that's cool is like even when it's in bow and arrow form, you can use one of the arrows as like a slashing tool. So you can go up and like hmm. hit guys with with just like with the arrow it. with the arrow. That's yeah, cool. wow. yeah, yeah. So it's kind of neat. And then they have um, and then the other thing they had was this kind of like cleaver weapon, this kind of like heavy sword. Not a not quite a great sword, but it's like kind of a heavy sword that transforms into a uh, kind of a blade whip. You know, so I don't know if you played with the cane. I did a lot. Uh, yeah. So this is kind of like a heavy version of that. So All right. it doesn't it's have a little slower. Yeah, a little slower. Range. It doesn't quite have the the length of the cane whip. Right. Over wind up. Like, yeah. yeah. And and actually in whip form it's really slow. <laughs> so when you're in cleaver form it, it it's pretty fast. Um and then they had a couple of things. It was like a little grenade that you can throw that's like a timed explosive hmm. now. So it's you just like lob it into a, a group and then it takes like three seconds and then it blows up. Okay. And uh, they had a new boss in there called uh, Ludwig. Yes. And so we were talking about him. Fucking mess. He's in the nope. trailer, right? That dude is yeah, a hot mess. He's like, a lore, somebody from Bloodborne lore, right? Somebody yeah, important. so uh, one of the main weapons in the game is called Ludwig's Holy Blade. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot that. of people speculated that that was, this is getting maybe a little nerdy, but that was the no, great moonlight sword. Here. Oh. The Moonlight Greatsword of Bloodborne. Really? The game yeah. that's in all, like, all of the From games? Yes. Okay. And so when you beat Ludwig... Uh, this is a little spoiler. Skip Uh-oh. ahead 15 seconds. Yeah. But when you beat Ludwig in the in the Bloodborne uh, expansion, there's like this little hint about him being like Moonlight-related. So oh, okay, okay. It's funny. It kind of ties it all up. I do consider you like the From software expert, because it was a year ago that you were the one who was like... Saying that Bubba was going to be awesome, like you're you're always ahead of the curve. Oh, I, I'm always right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why we especially have. Yeah, we knew we had to talk more Bloodborne Expert once opinion. you came back. So, but so that that thing that they were showing a lot though during the um, the trailer that they showed in the Sony conference, the weapon 
that they showed with the like kind of buzzsaw blade thing. Yeah, no, they didn't. I didn't. That wasn't available. Okay, oh. yeah. so that is new, but it's just That's not fair. something that they were. That it was a transformer. Do we know? I don't it know, looked it, like it just like hooked into like a buzzsaw thing and hooked into a big hammer with spikes that yeah yeah it looked cool particle effects yeah but yeah that wasn't at TGS okay yeah. they, they had a, the only other um, character class they had pre-built uh, had the the cane whip okay so so um, new the new environment this takes place at, like a little earlier the time it's period is different yeah I think it is a prequel yeah because. Um, you know, you kind of look around uh, this world and you see the moon, and you know the moon is obviously like omnipresent in Bloodborne, and this looks kind of like there's a bunch of stuff heading towards the moon. It's like a new moon. No, it's like there's like I don't know, there's like tendrils, like things being sucked into the moon. So some there's some kind of lore there that I I haven't quite okay. processed yet. That's but, fucking cool. Yeah, it looks <laughs> it looks fucking awesome. Yeah. So and gameplay wise, the new weapons obviously were new. Were there any like big differences in the enemies or how you were how fighting things encounter? or boss encounters? Great. Did um, you beat it? Did you get... I did. I did beat it, but wow. you, they have a you know. Did they... you get something for beating it? Like uh, at the TGS the, like last the, year, the like booth companion hug. does a little. She claps. <laughs> for oh, that's it. She does that if she if you lose, doesn't she? She's just like you know. She's no, paid it, it, if she if you lose, she like, like spits a, like. Yeah. Your feet. <laughs> yeah. Wow, Japan's yeah. getting hardcore. Yeah. I'd rather lose that. Get out of TGS, is what she says. Um. So yeah, what any like takeaways? What was your impression? of the DLC. I mean, I think I think it's it's solid. I mean, it's um, you know, I, I think it kind of addresses the main complaints that people have, which is not enough weapons, there's, you know, it's more bloodborne. It, right. it seems it seems pretty strong. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah. Is this free DLC? No. No, no it's free no. DLC. It's 20 bucks. Did you take the we talked about this a little bit earlier, but did you take them announcing a like new version of the game that has the DLC packed in as meaning like this is going to be it as far as DLC, there's just going to be one and then that's that's it, sort of thing. Uh, I didn't take it like that until you just said that. But yeah, that but that makes right. sense, right? Yeah, because yeah. mm-hmm. I was kind of thinking, you know, with the Souls game, there's usually two, right? No, they, for Dark Souls they did one add-on, and for Dark oh. Souls two they basically did three, but they announced them all at the same That's time. That's right. I'm mm-hmm. just thinking of Dark Souls two. So that package, two, yeah. the, the re-release package, had all three. Right, right, for right. Dark Souls two. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, doing, doing I, would, retail, I would not be so. shocked if they had signed Bloodborne, you know, two by this point, and it's just a matter of they gotta get it to be out in February. Very well, right? For right, yeah. 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 Well, they have to stagger Surprise. it now with Souls now, like it's Souls three, and they should, yeah. So they showed. So Souls three has and a of date. Course, Kingsfield as of well, really yeah. just <laughs> coming charging back in VR. Kingsfield VR. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> heard it here first. So um, Dark Souls three, did it have a presence here very much? It was at um, uh, yeah, ben definitely. Uh, oh, it was also a TGS, but yeah, yeah okay, we played well, it at Bandai Namco's here. event. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, it was playable yesterday at um, Bandai Namco's press event, and I think it's playable on the show floor. It's, it's, in, the, it's yeah. in the Sony yeah. booth, like but right it's the in front same of us. region, the same demo that they've had at E3 for judges yeah, the, and at Gamescom. Okay. The difference now is that you can cast magic spells, but otherwise, it's exactly the same totally. as the E3 demo. Okay, yeah. and that's um, coming out. They announced the date, right? Is it March? March for Japan, April for Europe and America. Okay. When you were at Napco yesterday, did you play the Gundam game for Vita? It was not playable. Oh, wait. Uh, no, no, it was no, not it was playable. It's based on the arcade game that's actually quite popular here. Yeah. Gundam yeah. versus Extreme? Yeah, 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 yeah. no, yeah, no, it, it wasn't there. Gundam head today at the booth? What? There was like a life-size Gundam Zaku head. Oh. Like a whole head of a real fucking Gundam? Yeah. 
Well, there's there was that Titan Gundam. escape. No, there is. They're made of Gundanium. It's amazing. <laughs> Gundanium. Any anything to say about the about Dark Souls Three from the Namco day or from the, uh, the no, magic I mean, or the anything magic, about it? The magic stuff was kind of interesting. They're adding the like kind of battle arts slash skills things to magic, and it, it it seemed like there were maybe some marginal interesting additions to that system, but. But but not too much. I'm not a Dark Souls expert by any means, but like, aren't there magic classes? So how does how does giving any class access to magic based on their mana meter like change the the, the way classes work and you know, change the viability of magic classes? Well, classes are, are kind of um, there's really no point to a class in in Dark Souls game. It's just your, yeah, your like type, starting role, yeah, like kind, the, of. The, the kind of. There's yeah, really there's, there's you like take. multiple types of magic in the games. There's there's miracles, spells, and pyromancy. And um, what what I think might be interesting about it is that you know how like in Dark Souls three weapons have skills or battle arts. So like if you have a great sword, you can do a particular type of skill that's exclusive to that type of weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, what might be interesting is that uh, in this game, uh, in Dark Souls 3, there might be different types of catalysts, for example, which which you use to cast magic spells, right. and there might be different types of um, talismans, which you use to cast miracles and things like that. Okay. So there might be some interesting ways in which those specific weapons have skills that affect spell casting differently. Right, right, right. Uh, but they haven't really talked about it too much. Like, even the even the Bandit Amco guys are kind of like, oh, we don't really know what right, right, software right. is going to do. But um, <laughs> one thing that they uh, kind of revealed this week was that there are two Estus flasks. Now there's, like, the regular healing Estus flask, and now mm. there's one called an Ash Estus flask, mm-hmm. which uh, restores your magic gauge. Oh, okay. Yeah. Isn't the big part of Dark Souls 2, like, 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 sacrificing people, though? Or, like, you... Like, it is supposedly, but yeah. we I haven't actually seen any of that in any of the gameplay that they've shown so far. So, and by the the new Estus flask, that's something that you is con- is constantly getting replenished automatically. That you have like five of or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you go to okay. a bonfire, you can refill right. it, and you get it yeah. back. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Does, uh, does Namco Bandai actually own From, or is it just an exclusive no, deal for this? From series? is just that. No, From yeah. is series fully old. independent. No, they're. They're owned by Katakawa, yeah, right? Yeah, they got bought Katakawa Katakawa last year. Katakawa right. Publishing. They bought Like a, like a book publisher. They're public. fully owned. Yeah. Like a book yeah. publisher. They're independent in that they're 100% owned by somebody by, else. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like they have a lot of creative control. They're owned by a first party, but they're owned by... But it sounds like they have a lot of creative control, which is what matters. Yeah, no, for sure. The average American doesn't know what Katakawa is. It's like a book publisher. They publish games as well. They publish PlayStation, right? Yeah. Okay, so uh, moving on. They do Famitsu and Dengeki? No, Famitsu's out of yeah, right. Uh, Metal Gear Online? Did anybody play Metal Gear Online? I've, I played. I did not. I, I only heard of it today. What is the it. deal? Is that a separate thing? So no, it's coming online in like three weeks, right? But is it part of Metal Gear Five, or is it yes. a whole separate thing? It's part, it's of, Metal part of Metal Gear Solid Five. Yes, yeah, so it will be added in an update. I think October first in mm-hmm. North America, and maybe like October. Oh, October. 6th. So that's that Japan. soon. Okay, sixth. No. Okay, it's in October. Yeah, sometime early October. Yeah, it's basically the competitive online multiplayer mode. Um, I played a little bit of a, a mode called I think called like Bounty Hunter. Bounty right? Hunter, Cloak and Dagger, Comp Controller. Yeah, we just played Bounty Hunter. We Fultoning okay. lots of randos. I like. tried to Fulton some dudes, but um, it was really tough. So the mode, so that mode, as I understand it, you have tickets, which is yes. I don't know why the hell they made it tickets, but it whatever. It's kind of an arbitrary just number of kind of lives or something that you have. You have two teams playing against each other. If you kill a guy, they lose a ticket. 
if you Fulton a guy out and like knock him out and Fulton him, they lose a ticket and you gain one. Right. So kind of encouraging people to try to to do the non-lethal takedowns. Right. So here's one of the interesting things about the bounty hunter mode. So if I'm going around killing a bunch of dudes, say I kill like five guys, Mm -hmm. I'm going to get a bounty and my bounty is going to go up to six. Say. Oh, okay. So the longer you live, the more it's worth no, it to it's the, the other team. No, the more kills to... that you acquire, right, basically. Right, right. Like, your, your bounty will go up. And so as your kills go up, you're more exposed in the game. So you'll start to show up on the mini-map as a little icon. Ah, and then threat. As a threat. And then as, you, as your bounty goes up further, you'll be shown as like a marked person. It's so like when you mark someone with binoculars. Wow, so you, everybody can see where you are yeah. like at You're all like a target, times. Go fuck this guy up. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So if I have a bounty of, if I have a bounty of six and someone uh, you know, stuns me or tranquilizes me and Fultons me out the other team gets six. I get, they get six tickets. Oh, wow. wow. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. So it's they, actually kind of... Uh, yeah, really cool. It's a reward. Yeah. yeah. So right. it, it's, it's a little weird. Like uh, It seems like it would kind of help to balance things. Like, right. It, the guys one, who are real one good. one team is running roughshod over you, all that means is that this guy who's really good, you can see him and you can get a lot if you were to mm. uh, get him out of there. Yeah. Right. I did find that like we were mostly... Uh, the opposing team, I lost uh, both mm. matches that we, we played, but the opposing team was mostly just successful in killing us. And, oh, and really? maybe, They just and, played it more straight. And, yeah, and, yeah, and maybe this will kind of, like, you know, sort itself out as people learn to play the game a little bit more and learn to be stealthy. Right. I didn't find that, like, the tranquilizing, you know, and, like, kind of the stealth-based portion of it was all that useful in what I played, but it was, it was right. pretty early. It was, like, a bunch of people who didn't know how to play the game. I imagine in multiplayer it would be a lot harder to be, like, shooting guys in the head, to, like, lining up a headshot with a trank gun and hitting them in, really in one shot, yeah. right? Like, yeah. whereas in single player, that's all you do. But almost. you can also go up and just CQC him and knock him out yeah. that way and then Fulton them out. Yeah. Did you uh, play around with the different uh, classes? So Scout, Enforcer, Infiltrator, and then there's, like, unique characters. One person on each team is kind of like the... I think Battlefront is doing this too, where you're like you are Snake or Ocelot, or you're like a a name special yeah. character. Yeah, I saw I saw other players as Ocelot, and I saw yeah. other players as kind of like the Metal Gear Solid One version of Snake, kind of moving. Oh around wow, there. okay, yeah. yeah. So it's weird. Yeah, it's a strange. There's some weird, you know, kind of character kind of thing. Yeah, um, and I actually played it as kind of this heavy riot gear armored soldier who moved very slowly but had like a sounds like the enforcer is supposed to be like the heavy weapons guy yeah but i also played as an infiltrator uh who just had a you know trank gun and like a stealth camo things like that did they feel very different like the different they definitely felt very different yeah like i was just laying waste to dudes with my because i had a scope on a like heavy machine gun and it was heavily (laughs) armored but i was moving slowly right right and um so there's some trade-off there but um but yeah, definitely. I think it's something I want to spend a lot more time with, and than and you just can, a TGS. One of the things that I thought that was sounded cool was like being able to interrogate guys. Did you do much of that? Because in multiplayer, not. you can grab a guy and interrogate him, and I think it it helps say where the other guys on his team are. Or I, you f- I tried to do it and I hit the wrong button. I think uh, it's because of the X switch, <laughs> and yeah. I slit oh. his throat by so accident. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that'll <laughs> happen. Happens a lot. Well, I'll say going in, video games and out of video games. Yeah, so yep. many throats. You slit a throat. You want to ask a 
question. Oh, going let's, let's going back to Bloodborne, I was actually pretty proud of myself that I beat the game with the, the button with switch. the X circle switch. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because that was a huge hang up for me. Mm. Um, and there's like an XP system leveling, uh, like a persistent your yeah. character. So you, I, I think that's kind of like the, the the character classes you were talking about before, the like the enforcer, infiltrator, scout. Yeah, you level those up individually as you play. So you level up the classes, and then there are subsets of those classes. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, it, yeah, I think that there's some interesting stuff, but I, I, I think it's really tough to kind of get a, a full grasp on it at, at, at a show like TV. Well, and I'll say, you know, it's amazing that, you know, the Phantom Pain has attained the, you know, the level that it has, like the Metacritic and all this... And this is like a bonus without, now. without online. Yeah, yeah it's like a huge It's bonus. a complete. It's a, yeah. it's free. It's going to be free, right? It's yeah. not. Yes. You don't yeah. pay it's, extra for it, right. which I think a lot of times, yeah, it's like such an overflow of content in that game that I think people also were a lot more forgiving of like the fob, the yeah. uh, microtransaction thing because it like if it was a game that didn't have as much content, you'd be like, fuck this, really? I need to pay more money. I didn't get enough already, but that kind of came and went and from a lot the, of people. The, the cadence is a bit like GTA 5. Like, you know, GTA 5, the online came a few weeks later. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a bit like that. Yeah. Um, but can I jump dude, into... I just say a quick, can I jump into MGO without having starting the story on Phantom Pain? I'm pretty I, sure that it's completely separate. separate. Like You can okay. jump into it whenever okay. you want. Just, However, I will say that like actually playing the Phantom <clears throat> Pain and spending so much time getting used to the controls right. yeah, course, really helps you get you. into that Right into the MGO part of it, like I, say, I play. I mean, I played all the Metal Gears, and I've I've finished the last three, I guess. Um, this one's really good. Like, yes. I mean, as, as a controlled junkie, it's the, by far the best Metal Gear I mean, I think, ever. I think like, the Phantom Pain took everybody by surprise just how great it really is. Yep. Like how how polished, how fully formed. Just, I mean, it's responsive. It's just like, it's making all the right decisions in terms of like the player interaction, the player agency. It really is a. a Fucking highly impressive. Yeah, I mean, if game. you haven't if you haven't checked out Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain, whether you're a fan of the previous games or not, yeah, it sure yeah. I mean, it, I would say it's it's like exponentially better in terms of just the the basic control system. Yeah. And, oh no, I mean, and, and no the, question. I mean, it's and a serious game of the year contender. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're not. We won't talk about it too much this podcast or Mario Maker. Well, you guys haven't talked about. Phantom Pain at all on this podcast? No, well, yeah, we have. We talked about it. Last week. We oh, talked about it. I, I mean, no, a bit. I talked about it like four or five I times. I listened to the last saying, podcast. This is no, going to be you amazing. Haven't gone, you haven't, haven't gone. gone. We haven't gone in depth in it you yet, gone in depth. right? And so that, and that's not going to happen. This podcast. <laughs> We got either, Destiny to talk about, Shane. Either is Destiny. There's all raids to talk about. Either is Mario Maker because we're talking. We're trying well, to talk about. TGS. I've been playing a lot of John Riccardi's Mario Maker this week, actually. Well, we we let, I just said we're it's not talking about it. It's Richardi. Did you fucking so, hear the man? <laughs> but but I mean, needless to say, we've talked about it and uh, and the uh, the Phantom. Uh, we talked about that and Phantom Pain a bunch of times in both games. Yeah, absolutely. But there is another Konami game. At TGS right now, has anybody played Winning, 11? Winning Eleven? Hells yeah, I'm talking about Winning Eleven. We played it today. What, else, what else do we have that? to talk about? Mark? So, <laughs> Final Fantasy 15. There was a uh, new crying demo or something. Final Fantasy 15 is not playable. It is not playable at the show floor, Mark. No, no I know. But there's a new trailer. They released a new uh, trailer. And Dawn 2.0 trailer. And tomorrow, I'm going to buy Noctis's perfume, and oh, you're going to yes. smell it. Oh, right. God. Uh, Are you buying Noctis's suit? The is it for sale? 
I thought I thought they were this now. This is like in two thousand eight. I think they were selling it. You're right. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, but right. the pl- asymmetrical suit. I will say the play. The you play- missed your chance. It's been seven years. You blew it. <laughs> T Frog. The play arts for Noctis is not available yet. He's the, the prototype. Oh, is there. Oh, you got something like that. You just gotta you gotta let it simmer for a while and really get it right. All right. All right. Yeah. There there is a new trailer out there. It's a lot more just like emo crying. Shut the fuck up. Crying dad does appear from the last trailer. It was so popular. He's back. Mark, you get to see him from a Mark angle. Mark McDonald. VR. Mark McDonald. True fans are willing to explore Nomura's daddy issues. Yes. Well, looks like they're going to have their uh, their chance when uh, when Final Fantasy 15 comes out. Um, so Street Fighter V, we mentioned briefly. Karen, I don't know if you guys. Looks amazing. Yes. Karen's so, amazing, dude. Karen looks like, amazing. Alpha fans, really? Yeah. Alpha fans celebrate. Really? Rainbow Mika was part one, and yeah, Karen's yeah, part two. Mika yeah, like you don't understand, Mark. You, no, I don't. You think like ever since they added not. super. Yes. Mark McDonald, you told me like when they added supers, I stopped playing. Uh, that has nothing to do with the fact that. So this new character. Apparently, she was number seventh worldwide in the popularity poll. Uh, with number fans one in Japan. wanted to add a number one in Japan. And so, uh, despite having only appeared in Street Fighter Alpha 3, that is uh, Karen Kanzuki, is going to be in Street Fighter 5. They showed her off um, today. Showed her off today. Uh, behind her flowing golden locks, Shane, lies a true martial artist obsessed with upholding her family motto, which is. What's her family what motto? <laughs> oh, I thought Simper we were all huge Karen yeah, fans. Yeah, that's right. You don't, we, yeah. you don't even know the only issue 50 cents. He gets the world. In all things, be victorious. Oh, okay. That's the correct well, answer. Well, I like her because she's kind of a villain. Okay. Yeah. Well, but more exciting, and actually people might have been on their way here when this got announced. This actually got announced just a little bit before the podcast. Did anybody see this Capcom Fighters Network thing get announced? Yeah. Like no, the community system, right? Yeah, it's the community system for Street Fighter V. Mike, do you do you want to talk about it at all? Kind of uh, I, only saw, I only saw a little bit of it, but it's also, yeah, it's a community-based thing, but it's also kind of like a stats tracking system. So yeah. you can kind of like look up information on players around the world. There's a heat map that's yep. uh, geographically situated. So like you can see where people in around the world are playing the game. Mm-hmm. Um Drill down into okay, like Tokyo. Okay, drill down into closer, like who's, who's playing, playing who, and, yeah. and and what kind of thing, and and yeah, like you're saying, it's a lot of the stuff that's happened in first person shooters a while ago with like yeah. Bungie.net, but like seeing, you know, here's the percentage of moves that this person favors, here's the character that they play, like detailed stats breakdown uh, of a person, and of course, like keeping track of your own stats. Um, uh, search and watch replay files, register friends, follow your favorite players. It's like a rival system where you can designate rivals throughout the world and kind of monitor what they're doing. Um, it looks pretty cool, I gotta say. Like It's like some next level shit in terms of for fighting games. Um, some people were talking about online that Tekken did something similar briefly Not for like a year. And then I guess they got they got Thought rid of it, of it or something. Or what? I don't know. Um, Was that for Tekken 6? I guess I it would have so. been. Um, I think the thing that's interesting cool. about this this Capcom Fighters Network thing is that the um, you're gonna you're gonna have stats on like matchups, like how one character does mm. against another character. And, right. Like, you're gonna get this kind of like worldwide view of how of of, of matchups of what basically. a matchup and, like, is, it, good or bad for what character. Sure. Yeah. 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 And uh, you know that stuff has kind of been sorted out by the community in terms of like tier lists and things like that. Right. And so seeing that that data, you know, kind of you know raw 
rawly yep. presented through Capcom. I think it's going to be cool. Yeah. It's going to be good for Capcom, too, because they're going to know like what the imbalances are yeah. in a lot of ways, too. Right, right. Yeah, so the, the type of stuff that they mentioned they're going to be tracking is like not only win-loss stuff, obviously, but stuff like how many light punches did you land, how many throws did you tech, in what ways did you win the match, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. So Is that actually is that actually good? What do you mean? Like, like you don't, you think it, it gives up a part of the game where it's like you have to research and know your stuff, it makes it kind of too easy, or what do you... I don't know, it, 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 it kind of makes one part of the meta of the game very transparent. Mm-hmm. Um, but that stuff gets I, I, exposed through like community yeah, anyway. I think the most hardcore players want that kind of metric. They want yeah. to, they want to be tracked. They want to know what's really happening. Well, it's also going to expose it to people who are not the most hardcore players who don't have to like go and, and to think forums and shuriken.com right, to see yeah. that stuff. Yeah, it's it's gonna, I think it's going to be helpful for the people who are just kind of casual players that that they'll know that like it, you know that that. A certain matchup that they, that they favor is just not going to be viable. In, in, in and, an yeah, and I think honestly, it will be interesting if it's if it's much easier for every player to know that you know yeah, infiltration that, like, really, on wake up yeah. does one thing, then he's not going to be able to rely rely on that. I don't know. I, I mean, who knows how this is going to affect? But I, I mean, I is get it going to make point, better though. players? Yeah, or, I do get your or point, is it, though. Or is it going to is it going to like really focus the community into like like? You know, I'm going to do this and because this is proven. I have the data to prove that this right. is the best way to win. That's the stuff I think well, is going to be interesting. And I, like commentary is going to be like well, able to have these like really it, rich stats, like football and stuff in baseball has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, think it's for, going to expose those secret tactics that you might think that 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 surprise us at like Evo and other big tournaments. Right, you know, like that stuff is still going to be there. We're still going to see like crazy shit happening at, at like the highest of high level play. And, but I don't think it's. I don't think it, there are a lot of negatives to it. And I mean, yeah. what, what's exciting though for the fighting game community is like you know now with like you know streaming and like you know, there's so much awareness of what's happening in the world of the community. Yeah. Like, and for the first time ever, like when, when the pro tour finishes in December, like everyone's gonna be watching and know what's happening. It's like you know like things have changed. There's a lot of money on the line. Gonna yeah, be a lot like, of money think, on the line. I think the once fighting game community has like you know because of the internet, it's like, it's now evolved in a new way, and it's gonna be exciting to see what happens in the next few years. Um. So other stuff to talk about Tokyo Game Show. Why don't we start wrapping up TGS stuff? What uh, what did we not hit that you guys played or want to talk about? It's going hall by hall here. We talked about merchandise. We didn't talk about indie games yet. I yeah, really, actually, I really want to go play. Um, what is it called? Back in 1995. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, game yeah. the game that looks like Deep Fear. Looks like a PS1. Looks like Deep Fear. It looks like a Saturn. It looks like Deep. It looks like Deep Fear. It looks like ass. Yeah, yeah. It plays like ass, but it actually kind of like it's legit. Yeah, it's legit. I definitely want to go check that out. Totally. Uh, the family corner is closed, uh, and we can't go in there anyway. Um, oh, I played um, Zelda Muso, Hyrule oh, yeah. Warriors, oh, yeah. or uh, Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, Zelda Muso. Is Hyrule it a straight part of the Wii U game, or is it different? No. Well, I mean, basically, yeah, that's that's what it is. It's the Wii U game on 3DS. But the graphics have been like you know significantly downscaled, um, which you know it's 3DS, yeah. but uh, it, it still looks good. It's fast. It's fun. Um, what they've added in is Toon Link and Tetra. Uh, so I was playing as Toon Link and Tetra. I didn't. I wanted to like Tetra more than I did. She has her little flintlock pistol, which is kind of funny because she'll sort of like you a couple of hits and then you know put a couple of bullets into the enemy, which is kind of <laughs> hilarious. Because Zelda with guns, right? Um, right. And uh, but I actually liked Toon Link like better than playing as Tetra. But okay. You can swap characters by pressing touchscreen. Hmm. Um, you can use an ocarina to uh, to transport yourself to fast travel points around the map. The hmm. owl statues. Okay. Um, 
the like Moblin guys from uh, Wind Waker are in, you know, and so there's this, and of course there's a Wind Waker stage, which is what you demo. So it's mm. like Wind Waker characters, enemies, stage. It's all this fun cell shaded kind of thing. Like Wind that Waker, they were demoing. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yep. But and, did, uh, did, were yeah. you a fan of the Wii U game? What did you think of the Wii U? I game? thought it was okay. Yeah, we played through it. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, enough to enough to play it. And so you are kind of excited about this. Yes, I mean, also there was like this up tempo remix of the title screen music from Wind Waker. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> you know, and I mean, I, I like I liked playing this Zelda game that was very light and fun and uh, sort right. of reminded you of what Legend of Zelda was like. But you just sort of got to kick back and sort of press the A button. Over Jeremy, over. where do you fall on this? Did you did you play this at the show or? Check it out at all? No, any interest? Were you were you into I mean, Hyrule Warriors? Uh, Hyrule Warriors was okay. People were mad at me that I gave the game like a seven out of ten or a three and a half out of five. <gasps> That's like a zero. People were like, "How can you give that lowest score to a Zelda game?" I'm like, "Well, it's you know a Muso game, so yeah. it's kind of good for a Dynasty." And, and here right, I would right, say, right, "How right. could you give that high of a <laughs> score to that Zelda. game?" Fair enough. Right. I yeah. split the difference there. Yeah. Um, what else at the show? I've got uh, some breaking news. Okay. Oh, Persona Five. Oh. Is there, do you oh. have the release date? Summer 2016. What? Uh, so Who this saw year? this coming? When did you Nobody. find this out? Because the just now. That's not, because, wait, wait, that's not winter. Uh, that's not dude, winter. So we're actually quote this, unquote coming soon. Not, turned so, out to be. I will say, Mike, if, the, if this podcast comes out on Friday, that is actually breaking embargo on the Saturday announcement of the pre- of the release date. Well, Shane, let me tell you that they just released a trailer that says <laughs> summer 2016. <laughs> okay, you just broke my heart. That because, trailer yes. broke the embargo. Broke the embargo and Shane's heart. Because I was just telling Mark McDonald like the other night that Persona 4 Golden is literally the best JRPG of all time and that Persona 5 will be the most stylish and most anticipated RPG of next year and I'm sorry and I, I apologize for not prefacing that uh, that you should be sitting down yes. you should pull over to the side of the road because <laughs> I know this is probably the most surprising news of the year that Persona 5 is actually not going to be released this year shocker yeah. I know yeah. Yeah. Jeremy Parrish actually just was, died yeah I was hoping um, for 12 I'm a ghost oh yeah, I was back. looking for twelve thirty one. I thought they'd put yeah. on like literally New Year's Eve. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, exactly. Surprise to no one, mm-hmm. and everything was twenty sixteen. God bless them. Well, let's just hope that it actually comes out in the summer. It'll that be worth would be nice. Yeah. I mean, the Persona yeah. Four was so amazingly good that like no matter how long they take, it'll be worth it. Well, don't say that. That's not. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not, not true. Yeah, you but just let's jinxed just hope it. That Shane's, it comes out Shane's in prepping summer. us all for a summer two thousand seventeen release. Anyone else check out the indie booth today? Anyone else check out the indie booth? I did. Yeah, I checked out the indie booth. What do you guess? Think about the indie booth being in another section. That sucks. So let's yeah. talk about that. Sucks. So I looked so for it our, all let's, day. Let's, I expected let's it to be. Uh, you know, let's talk about what it is we're talking about first. So like TGS always takes place in Makahari Messe, which is it's just one hall, and there's like an adjunct hall which is physically separate from the mm-hmm. main hall, which they typically considerably have, like, physically total separate. Other shows there, yeah, yes, like, like a gardening show or something, yeah, or like yeah, yeah furniture yeah. or whatever. Boat show. Be... And this time for the, I think the first time in no. the, not in no, the first yeah. time, two, year, two years ago, yeah, two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. Are you yeah. about halls nine yeah. through eleven? Yeah, I saw Kanye. Hall nine eleven. I saw Kanye West there. Right. Was well, he making an indie game also? Yeah. <laughs> I hope Kanye so. Quest. Yeah. Anyway, Kanye Quest. Kanye Quest. So you heard it here first. The Kanye merch booths, the merch booths, and the uh, indie game section is over there, and, and the some of the food stalls. Like, yeah, and the um, cosplay and the merch. Yeah, well. I was. I was no, like, is that what's happening hell? this year? Well, I, you know, that's yeah. where it was previously. Yeah, well, yep. okay. it doesn't belong yeah. there. Let's just say that we all know that it belongs at the end of the regular hall. 
where the merch booth has always traditionally been. Yeah. 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 Indie stuff belongs somewhere in there. If the last hall was at ten, 9 or also, 11, also, 11 was like wide open. Like half of it yeah, was just like dead. So there's empty. a lot also, of indie game, rain uh, a lot of weekend. mobile games that uh, need to be promoted. Which okay. is not going <laughs> to motivate people to like leave the building. I'm saying. You have to really motivate yourself to like leave the Makuhari Messe and like walk across that you know thing and uh, and go it's over there. It's not that far, but it's it's, it's that not that far. If it's but raining, it's another it's building, raining. and it's raining. If it's raining, it's a little bit. <laughs> it was, and it was not just raining today. It was it was fucking. And honestly, a lot of people, a lot of people you might just stumble into it. Oh, yeah. You can't just yeah. be like, oh, what's this? A lot you have to like, yeah. you have to know. know. I actually was looking for the indie stuff all day today, yeah. and, and like I, I I scoured the whole yep. you know the main area, the, all three halls, and I was like, okay, obviously it's not here. The merch. Stuff yeah, yeah, is yeah. not where it normally is at the end. It's just gone. Right, it's, right, it's just, right, right. It, like it dead ends. And then you look at the map. Yeah. And you're like, okay, it's over there. So you we think, went and yeah. made a trek and went over there. You, get, you probably got all the way into the weeds where like all the crappy mobile companies are, like Labo and like Konami or like. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh the payoffs. Well, okay, so that's payoff because like Konami is in the ass end of Makahara Mesa. They put Baby yeah. in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, last year the indie games were actually like in a. Quite central location. They were right next to the Sony. Yeah, yeah. Booth. Good. They were right in front of the Sony. And it, booth. Yeah. it feels like they're like you know they've taken like you know two steps forward and three steps back here. You know, mm-hmm. like and it's and it's it's really sad because I think Japanese indies have like progressed like exponentially in mm-hmm. the past like four mm-hmm. or five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah for them to be just like okay, there's the food court and oh, there's some guys <laughs> over there. Yeah, yeah. if you keep going, games. if you keep going past the food court, yeah. around the bathroom, and, so, and like keep going south yeah, about another like, hundred meters. It's like the E3 yeah. Kinsha Hall, you yeah, know? It's Kinsha, like yeah. But but to be to be fair, there are some indies sprinkled throughout the <laughs> the main show floor. It's the it's the. PS loves indies space that's over in the in the other hall, which is like a free space that the indie is given away to indies that request it. Um, so it is kind of like a special case. So well, you can kind of see how they would get the ass end of whatever is left. I don't know over. how they did the funding for it this year, but last year, like Sony. Like paid for all the. I'm pretty sure Sony paid for it this so, year. Too. Sony's still sponsoring it this year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So so I don't know. Maybe they didn't have the kind of the pull to say they just couldn't. You know, Side well, Games booth was too big this year. Yeah, <laughs> TGS, <laughs> TGS looked at God, PS4 sales and we're like, I don't know, guys. There is more stuff there this year, just that it's taking up that space because it's taking up more halls just as a show this year, right? Yeah, like it's, it's yeah. one hall more. So, and a lot of it is mobile games. Like yeah. it's un. You can't mistake it. We were talking about the Side Games. Booth that they I, have yeah. this crazy okay, giant the airship. Booth is beautiful. Chains in love. It's amazing. Like, yeah. the, it's like it's like five times the size of a normal booth. It has an airship. It's like. I think it's What's fully working. Game too. I can't even fly uh, that thing out of here. Guys, yeah, guys are yeah. yeah. So, and, and other guys who have a booth this year that, that didn't before. You have like Supercell. You have YouTube. Yep. You have Amazon and Supercell Twitch. booth was yep. empty, by the way. A big thing. But it, that Supercell, Supercell booth is empty. huge. Right, yeah, it was huge, but it was not full of people. Jake and booth is Go back on public day tomorrow, or go back on public day on Saturday and look at the Supercell booth because it's all Clash of the entire booth is just Clash of Clans. So the press is not going to go to the thing where the game is and see if their village like is created by experts <laughs> yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. but the public day that thing is going to be well, fucking like Mark, ground zero what's that zero. game about like the young girls who are actually like Japanese warships Kare what's oh, it called Kankore Kankore that's specific. Specific. specific that's a whole genre no, 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 it's here. a specific <laughs> game Kare Kore right? there's five of the ten top grossing <laughs> exactly what era of warships because <laughs> oh, World War right. World War 2 it's a big genre is it Kare Kore is that what it's called Kankore Kankore Meiji Arrow on Giant it. real well. Yeah. yeah. Little girls who are also, like 
Also, yeah, the, the, Japanese uh, the romance game corner booth, which even on the press day had a very long line full oh, of women the outside, uh, ready to um, walk into a room and be romanced uh, by an EK man. Oh, who could? <laughs> real life playboy. <laughs> to get back to the indie booth, yes. did anyone go through there today? Yes. All right, there was some good stuff. I mean, yeah, there's yeah. there some decent stuff on display. Sure. A uh, couple standards. I played one called uh, Rain. Rainbow Run, Rain something. Runbow, Runbow, run run yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. It's kind of clever. It was like a, it was like a two only to Wii four player game, racer, yeah. Where the, the the colors keep changing, and whatever color sweeps by sweeps out the color of platform. Mm-hmm. Yep. So any orange platform that you're about to jump onto is about to be wiped is no out longer when the rainbow thing. comes yes. through. Uh, were you playing this on Wii U or yeah, Wii U? Yeah, it's a Wii U yeah. eight players. Think, right? It is eight yeah. players. On yeah, Wii U. yeah. 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 There's a lot of it's pretty like, chaotic, but yeah. it was it was clever. Um, there's a couple other things on display. One I gotta I gotta call out Thumper. If you guys have not seen Thumper, oh, yeah. Thumper is amazing. Thumper is Thumper super to PlayStation Four and yeah. He was there at the show. So, a friend of the show, a uh, friend of ours. Yeah, friend we, uh, uh, Mark actually invited us well, both out to Mark, Korea Mark, last week. Yeah, Mark. But his, his game is legit, and if anyone has not seen it, you need to so check it, it out. It is so stylish. It's won so many awards. It won an award at Tokyo Indie Fest. It won an award at the Busan Indie Festival, which we were at last week in Korea. So, Jake, as someone who worked on the game Res, I mean, it's it's a bit, it's a little bit similar to Res in that it's like a a music-based shooter. But it's so And most importantly... It's also by I mean, it Brian. Is so fucking it, amazing to just like, listen to this. and look at. It's by two people. It's by Mark Flurry and it's by Brian Gibson. Who they're is the, both uh, ex uh, harmonics guys, right? But more importantly, Brian Gibson is the bassist of Lightning Bolt. Lightning Bolt is a band that is fucking amazing, and he is one of the most talented bassists. I've ever seen in my entire life. I go to tons of live shows. This game is transcendent. In terms of, comes out in terms of pure aesthetics, I gotta say, I mean, I'm a big aesthetics guy. This game just like comes through and just fucking wipes the floor. Yeah. I mean, it just is so yeah. overwhelming. Reminds beautiful. me in a look each time I see it though, of uh, Dyad is the game. A bit, yeah, it's a bit Dyad, but it's bit so res. much more like. Just no, but it's visceral, and when it comes out in like, 2017, <laughs> <laughs> the listeners of this podcast are getting a preview. Thumper is the shit. It is. Wait, it is. is it really 2017? It is a 2017 title. Oh, wow. Oh, really? Oh, wait, it's 2016. 2016. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're saying 2016. 2016. Question mark. Wait, but it's been like five years, yeah, so. You're confused. You're confused. You're confused. You're confused. You're confused. You're confused. Oh, yeah, I'm in the future. I thought you were making a joke about how long it was going to take. No, it's actually. It might be true. It's actually a 2016 title. That being said, like, just. We got it. Just trust me. I got it. Check it out. Thank you. Check it out. Got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> other other TGS stuff. While well, we kind of wrap up on the, sh- the show, the feel of the show this year, um, I think we talked about like a little more mobile stuff. Um, a little, a lot more mobile stuff. Well, there's a huge mo- mobile game section. You can kind of avoid it if you want. Yeah. Well, it's, it's become two shows within one, right? Like you have the old school Japanese publishers, and you have all this mobile stuff. Can, can I ask about Airship Q? Airship Q by Psy Games coming to PS Vita is actually really cool. It's kind of like Terraria but better. I was big with on Terraria and I saw that. Yeah. Oh, Psy yeah. Games, which was at Bit Summit. Yeah. Great. Uh, what else? <laughs> Anything else? Anybody on I, TGS I Zodiac, Orkanon Odyssey. I don't know if anybody. Oh, yeah, has a subtitle now. Yeah, I saw it like two years ago. What yeah. is that is for? Pretty much the same thing. Those of us it's that a, have no idea what you're a, talking about. It's a, a you know, Japanese RPG style game for by a French a mobile. dude, I think. Yeah, by a French dude, Cabo Joe. But the guys from some guy from Final Fantasy Tactics is involved. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, well, well. it's not. It's not um, Yasumi Matsuno though. No, no. Well, well, well. 
Uh, yeah, some you know, is this some, in the indie area or no, is a publisher? No, no, they're a they're a publisher themselves. Oh, okay. So it's a mobile game. It's also coming to Vita. I think maybe PlayStation Four and Android and okay, a bunch of stuff. I played it a little bit today. It's kind of like a you know traditional like very pretty JRPG turn based thing. It, it seems it seems fine so cool. far. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Any, any? It's, got, it's got names. It's got a bunch of Japanese you know video game creator names. You might you might know. Did you see the Neo? Uh, Neo. Neo. Yeah, yeah, the theater thing. No, I didn't see. Okay. It. Well, apparently it would Check change it your life. Really? If you <laughs> oh, fuck. It, yeah. The, you oh, missed fuck. the half an hour I tried to early set up, in the show I tried to set up talking about it, but yeah, I tried to set up something with Team Ninja earlier to talk about DOA Extreme Three or Neo. Oh yeah. Like, Did anybody play DOA Extreme Three? I don't think it's playable. What? The only stuff they have playable is that Aslan. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Arslan. Yeah. Arslan. Arslan, Legend yeah. of Arslan. Yes, isn't that, isn't that like an '80s manga, manga or anime? Yeah. That's yeah. the only is that, thing that is Attack on Titan playable. I don't think so. I think it's basically Hyrule Warriors and Arslan at mm. Koei Tecmo. Okay, well let's wrap up on TGS um, and take a quick break. When we come back, though, there's some news to talk about. That's happened a bunch, a couple big things have happened uh, since the last podcast. So uh, stick around. We'll be right back. So, you're my teacher. Um, I mean my sensei, right? You're not? Come on. There's some Japanese in this textbook that I don't understand. I don't understand this part. Then she... Now I get it, Sensei. You're a good teacher, Sensei. <sighs> All right, and we are back with a truncated news. <laughs> okay, that was good. Truncated news uh, theme song. Thank you, Django. Yeah. Um, so um, there's just a couple things I think that were big enough that we kind of had to talk about. I know we're kind of already going long, but I also wanted to take advantage of having uh, Mike, Chris, and Jeremy here to talk about this. So uh, big news that happened um, earlier this week. The successor to uh, Nintendo president... Satoru Iwata, uh, who had passed away uh, a couple months ago, was finally named, um, and that is one Mr. Uh, Tatsumi Kimishima, who was uh, previously, um, well, gosh, I guess he's done a lot of various things in the organization. I think he but was managing he's, director he's the jack of all of Nintendo, Nintendo trades. Yeah, yeah, like his last job. He was he was in charge of the Pokemon company for a while. He's in charge of the Pokemon company for yeah. a while. He started was, as a banker. He was a banker. He's like 65 years old. Well, he he's was a banker. Old. He moved to the Pokemon company. Then he moved internal at Nintendo. Right. Then he was. No, I think I think he was banker then Nintendo then Pokemon company. Oh, then okay. Nintendo. Um, so yeah, just and, all and, over the place. And he was um, he was president of NOA. He was for a time. So between Arakawa and Reggie, right? Like 2002, 2006 kind of period, early 2000s. No, 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 no. Yeah. He, was, he was the head of NOA yeah, when until Reggie he, was he the president that position. of NOA. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. okay. Reggie was never head of... He was never the top, top, right. top guy at NOA. Mm-hmm. He was not then and is not now. He was always the Luigi. He was He was, He was. was the... Yeah. Wait, uh, is, not, always, is not now, so who is the top jumper. guy at, at NOA? Uh, probably Kimishima. 
because because Iwata made that one job. Yeah. Head right. of head of NOA. And yeah, that happened of, like three years ago. Yeah, yeah. So he's probably taking over as that position. So um, a lot which of, means things really don't really change for Reggie very much, <laughs> right? So yeah. um, other things that that changed around. Um, a few other things, and then I'm curious to get kind of your guys' thoughts on oh, well, the, on the thing things. in some general. Big yeah. So yeah, do you want to do you want to talk about the? There's like two other things that I'm thinking of uh, of specifically. Um, one just being the the fellowships the like uh, so right Miyamoto. so basically what it, what it seems as if they are doing is they sort of created this triumvirate of of the triforce heroes the triforce, if, you, if will. you will yes, yes. Um, of people to run um, uh, Nintendo in Iwata's absence basically is that you know Kimishima is at the top of Nintendo but you know they they are just coming from having a leader who was a game designer programmer businessman and mm-hmm. so now we've got. Kimishima, businessman, uh, being advised by Miyamoto, who is now creative fellow. Miyamoto mm-hmm. is no longer head of, of EAD. He is creative fellow. And Genyo Takeda, you know, one of the guys who did all the hardware design for Nintendo since back in the day, is now technology fellow. Right. So well, Also, there is them, no EAD. Also, and that's EAD the other is thing. gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. So um, let's talk about that. It's not that it's gone. It's that uh, EAD and SPD, which were Nintendo's two big uh, internal game design teams, right. but they were separate teams. I don't, I'm sure they shared technology, whatever, but they were separate teams with separate leaders. They have now been merged into EPD, right? Right. And, S- and SPD used to be R&D1. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, e- and and EAD, like, EAD was be... actually spun out of R&D1. That was like the one one group that did creative yeah, stuff in the Yeah, and 80s. it was, well, R&D 4 was, was right. Miyamoto originally. Right, so the, the whole idea was, you know, Hiroshi Yamauchi, third president of Nintendo, he created many different R&D departments. Mm. Pit them and against then, each it, other. It, it, exactly. Right, uh, to get the best out of them. favor uh, from him. Yeah, right. exactly. And that, the, the, the vestiges of that are now gone. Mm-hmm. There is now... One is a plat. There was another merger too. It's that the 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 division that made like Meverse and Street Pass Nintendo and all System the OS level stuff, yeah, yeah. and is now merged with IRD Research and Development, which was right. hardware. So and now so- they have now they have these two teams where four used to be. Mm-hmm. There's one team that works on the platform, and that and also of course IRD is the is the um the the result of them merging their home uh, hardware and portable hardware teams mm-hmm. uh, a couple of years. Ago, which had been Perfect to that for point, NX, which separate. is going to be both, right? So now you have the platform team, and that is the team that makes the hardware and the team that makes the OS level stuff. And now you have the game design right. team, and also they were very specific to state that this new merged EAD, you know, SPD kind of thing. It's like they work on smartphone games, they work right. on console games, theme park. This is uh, now the Nintendo internal. Sure, this is now the Nintendo internal game design, right? Yes. Yeah, so, and it's it's a it's a real modernization of Nintendo's internal workings because the the sort of like isolated cells working separately from one another that was fine when game development overhead was so small, but now that it's so expensive and everyone needs to share tech, mm-hmm. like breaking down those barriers is just it just makes sense. Well, and I think a really good example of this that I didn't really think of until you start seeing these announcements, but the, like the separation of hardware from kind of uh, hardware systems like the software like um, system software you know even 10 years ago that wasn't that big of a deal right it was like managing your memory card or whatever but yeah. but now that is uh, huge like it's that services is services yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and it's like, something that Nintendo has dragged on and it has and, to work with the mobile hand stuff in hand. And, yep, right. yeah, yeah. and with all of that and the systems and you know something that you know 
Apple has always done great is like software and hardware are so intermeshed and in hand in hand. And like, I don't know. I mean, you would think, oh, whatever, they're in the same company. But actually, this is why companies reorg is right. kind of doing things like this to get people working together really closely and so right they don't want to be sony which right. has like all these different divisions that don't ever want to talk to each other and compete right. actively with one right. another exactly exactly so um so that's kind of that part what do you guys make of the um combination of uh, ead and spd like what what do you read into that I mean, a lot of this is all going to be just kind yeah. of like speculation and stuff, yeah. but it's fun to speculate. I so think let's he's just speculate. finally realizing that they don't need to have these two yeah. separate development teams anymore, right. and that they're best served by having one group that works on their first-party games. Yeah, I think there is, you know, kind of like a really cool part of Nintendo's legacy to having those separate teams because you had like the EAD Mario games, then you had the R and D one SPD Mario games mm-hmm. that became Wario and just went off in weird directions and like that made sense in the the 80s and 90s and it was really cool to have like the the team that made the game boy hardware also making the best and most interesting games for the game boy but Mm. it's just not a viable approach anymore things are so much more complicated it Mm. also i mean you know because remember miyamoto and takeda are both sort of graduating and they're moving out of the because they were the respective heads of those two departments right takeda used to be head of spd yeah yeah. Um, Uh, and so now that they're i think so and so now that they're both leaving Rather than replace them both and try to pick out two people, you know, one guy who's going to run EAD like Miyamoto ran it and one guy who's going to run SPD, they merge it all together. And at the top of this is Shinya Takahashi, who is now Nintendo's big, you know, games guy, mm-hmm. um, who's now the head of this merged department. Do you guys, would you think that the day-to-day, is, so do you think... This is just a, a reshuffling and, and changing of titles in terms of Miyamoto and Takeda, that their day-to-day is kind of staying the same? Um, or do you think that this would uh, no. make an actual... No, actually, no, I really well, think Well, I mean, that... their day-to-day for the past two months has been very different than before that, because right. they were they were filling in as, like, the heads of the company for Iwata. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure that these these announcements that have been made right now are pretty much just continuing what has been going on because Kimishima is you know a top level executive who's been you know in major roles and so I mean I'm sure it's these it's been these three guys who have been working together to continue things on um, and this is just a sort of a formalization of that right um, but I definitely think that their jobs have now changed in that like Miyamoto is no longer just sort of generally overseeing what EAD is doing it's it's a much more like you know, they, they're really calling upon him to help steer the company's overall direction. But I mean, more again, so than you think he was doing it probably with with Iwata. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, again, this is this is the latest in the phase of you know Miyamoto stepping away, stepping back, stepping down, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. because he, um, you know, was very clear that uh, he he did not want to be the guy who was you know directing the Mario, not directing, he directed the Mario games for a while, but he didn't want to like be like super close working in on the on the Mario games and the Zelda games anymore. He wanted to hand that off to the guys below him, right? And that he wanted to sort of pursue. These these passion projects and um, the one of the when I asked him like oh what are these passion projects Ben he's like oh the the guidebook for the Louvre when you go to the Louvre you can get the DS mm-hmm. game and it's a it's a guide to the Louvre it's like right. oh that's the kind of thing you kind of wanted to work on you know right 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 now he may not get to really do yeah, these passion I mean, projects that, anymore because he's he's been called up into service to kind of 
that that happens a lot. Like, yeah, you know, you you rise to a certain point and you're like, oh, cool, now I can do anything I want. And then <laughs> yeah. the company yeah. comes around and says, actually, what we need for you to do is something that you don't really want to do, but that you do really well. That's yeah. what yep. Kojima would talk about after every Metal Gear, pretty much. Um, so um, a couple, a lot of interesting tidbits came out of a Nikkei article um, after this news broke. Um, friend of the show uh, dr circon toto was quoted a lot around for for translating this uh, we thank him for that but just to throw out a bunch of a bunch of tidbits and then maybe uh, people can comment on them so um you know kimishima has come out saying basically that there won't be changes in the basic strategy set up by iwana um he says that the challenge is for him is really to identify uh new projects and cultivate uh basically new hires basic to to yeah. get back get nintendo back to this phrase that they use a lot nintendo like profits which means just like crazy growth year on year Massive um, margins yeah and he was a lot of people were like they hired the hr guy or whatever that's one of the roles that he was doing one of just, yeah one of, head yeah. of human resources yeah. but it's not yeah, yeah, yeah. but and, and actually like people like dismiss that because we've all been in companies where the hr person like didn't really have a clue of what was going on in general but at a company like Nintendo, where you are hiring in the people who are going to be potentially the future leaders of the company, like yeah. that's actually a very important role. Um, and so, so uh, the, I think the, the one of the major questions here um, is, uh, and in fact, Kimishima said, "Oh, you know, I've I've only been uh, approved by the board, you know, to be president for one year. For one year. Yeah. Right now, that, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. You know, I mean, this is this is a a something that they've had to do very quickly. Doesn't necessarily mean that he could not be president for the remainder of his term with the right. company if this but all. The, but they left the option out. of an annulment if needed. Yeah, exactly. Like or it's, the, the question is, of, do they does this work out really well for them and then right. moving forward with it or?" Is this just the temporary solution to keep things going right. while they actually actively search for who is the because you know it seems like Iwata wanted a younger uh, successor, so, right? That does yeah. quote the article. Does yes. quote somebody in the article saying that um, that they were looking. You know, he was first looking for somebody younger, but they didn't really have that person. And you do wonder, like, could this be something where okay, let's go with the very experienced fiscally responsible person mm-hmm. while we conduct a search that's going to be a more longer term future and just we have the transition to nx to this new hardware we have kind of like the roadmap to follow but when it comes time for the next new crazy thing of whatever it's going to be yeah. then we need to find a new visionary somebody I mean, with a vision to, and, yeah, sure. and i think it's safe to, i mean it's it's easy to read into oh this guy worked at a bank or whatever he doesn't have like an imagination or a personality you know a personality or whatever you see these pictures of him looking you know pretty dour and pretty stuff badass. like that yep. mm-hmm. you he can read a lot into the it, pokemon but, company yeah like, you gotta have but you gotta have never, some whimsy to yeah he's off. he's never i mean he's just never been a public face of the company before, right that's all yeah Exactly, and you know, coming from and I don't Iwata, think, I don't think he's going to. I mean, there there are going to be, um, you know, press outlets are going to want to get an interview with Nintendo's CEO, right? Um, and so he probably will, you know, speak, but they'll probably, you know, shuffle off a lot more of that onto like Miyamoto, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, now Miyamoto can now, you know, legitimately like start doing interviews about like Nintendo's business strategy, which mm-hmm. he really has not done in the past. He really is very focused on. You know, talking about EAD's games. I wonder if he wants design. to be doing that. 
Um, like, it seems like kind of a the, waste. I, I think he needs one. to just finish up Pikmin Four and then he can, <laughs> he can move yeah. on. Yeah. So what was I that tease? How, I Let's love do a how side there. The last two Pikmin games, Miyamoto just sort of says like, "Oh yeah, you know, we're making that. Yeah, we're making that." It's like fine. a side a sideways thing in an yeah. interview, just mentioned that. Yeah, they that were was with Eurogamer. Miyamoto. And I was talking uh, the other day. You know, my my company is part of the same company as Eurogamer, and yeah. I was talking to their features and reviews editor the other day, and he was like. Yeah, we were all just sitting in the room, and he dropped that on us, and we were all like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he likes to go rogue sometimes, as we know, as a lot of people have had experience well, you don't with. think that that's just, you don't think that's planned? No. Did no. Uh, did he say if it was for did he say anything if it was for Wii U? So it could just be for happening. next thing. That's okay. the worst possible way to announce something is for him to just sort of drop it casually with no information. It does seem and, like the sort of thing that PR people would be like, like oh, he did yeah, what? Exactly. Like, right, because like it just takes away from a the, big E three announcement. Yeah, it does. Or, it does. Like, oh, our E three is not doing so well. Let's let's drop Pikmin four into yeah. this Nintendo Direct. People have been working on that for months, and then for him to say that, years. Like, and he didn't years, like say yeah. Pikmin yeah. four. Like, how, I forget how it was phrased, right? But wasn't he? Was it? Did he it said seem, it's almost done. Right. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So he did he say said it's really far along. That's that's pretty. <laughs> it, that is pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, so a couple other things. Um, they uh, Kimishima is quoted as saying one task for him will be to develop uh, the next group leadership structure for Nintendo mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so that kind of may- maybe goes towards that kind of line of thinking that this is lining up really a, a more lo- a longer term future um, and then another thing that a bunch of people picked up on was apparently Kimishima was one of the uh, people saying that Wii U might not be such a great idea because it's too similar to the original Wii mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which yeah, in in retrospect, I mean, even at the time, a lot of people were saying right down to the name and everything. Um, I thought it was interesting that his personality was described as soft and friendly. Um, so there could be a Kimishima asks series, right? Kimishima questions. I mean, yeah, they won't they won't go that way no. with him. Seems like they're not going to force it. Like, yeah, run like, the business. Yeah, and do right. The, I, like, I feel like the if, they, if they have a public face, it would probably be Miyamoto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it would, Miyamoto and Bill Trinan. Takeda asks, yeah. or yeah, exactly. Just just Shigeru going says. out and finding yeah. the people who are out there that can that can help with that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um. So what do you Bill guys? Asks. What do you guys think? Just to to be armchair analysts. For fun, right now, do you guys think like okay, this is safe move, smart move? Um, Feels pretty safe. Yeah, it, yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's the not surprising move, which is probably what we should have expected. Which is that the people who are in there who know what they're doing are going to uh, just continue on. Um, you know, any water's absence with with, with the, the the stuff that's really been that's been put in motion. I'll be interested to, s- to see if the like the frequency. Of things like Nintendo Directs and things like that still still continue, and it's just like per if there's a consistent yeah, personality I, or if somebody I kind think, of I more... think that they will because Nintendo Direct has been so incredibly successful for Nintendo yeah. as a marketing venue that like they'd be stupid to not absolutely do Nintendo Directs anymore. Right? They have plenty of people who have appeared in Nintendo Directs. But, but... Iwata even had somebody else like somebody else from Nintendo like appearing in Nintendo Directs with him for no reason other than I think to introduce new people to the but audience. But even even in Japan uh, I don't know who else has been handling kind of uh, like hosting the Nintendo Directs. There in was Japan. I I forget the guy's name but in one of the last Nintendo Directs that Iwata did he had somebody else there mm, with him. Okay, I did, I didn't see that one. Yeah. I, I know in I mean, Europe and the UK that right. they, they've got coverage Again, right. you know, in the US Iwata they've got is coverage. part of the Nintendo Direct but you know they they can introduce new people. So Bill Trinan for president. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did, have you guys heard the really weird rumor I heard the other day that they were looking at uh, Hino from level five as like a future oh, president? Oh, okay. Uh, that's 
that wow. seems really strange. That would be really, really I strange. I don't want yeah, really to happen, but... For the Pokemon company, that would nowhere. make sense. Yeah, For but... all of Nintendo, um, yeah, I mean, that would be... That does not strike me as crazy. The really? Yeah. The uh, the other thing that I think um, I haven't seen too many people talking about quality of life stuff with this with um, oh, the new yeah. guy well, taking well I mean over. that that could be gone you know I mean they have not talked about it's not even about with the new guy taking over it's that they they talked about it and then it just quietly went away mm-hmm. like the Wii Vitality, Vitality sensor, sensor. <laughs> or or so many other things like they talk it up and then never nothing ever comes out of it because mm. I think that I think the quality of life was. Nintendo's idea like oh oh no how do we get back to profitability like how do we how do we convince investors that like we we've got some bullets in our gun still um but I think that other announcement I mean I think the smartphone announcement has kind of supplanted that well yeah and the stock has doubled right the, since the like universal announcement you know has yeah. has kind of helped with that too the and, even the, and even the excitement over the NX like they seem to be generating excitement right. They don't really have to go forward with this. They this made sleep such a tracker big deal about that. Yeah, though, they about did. going into a new uh, realms of business and mm-hmm. also, but you know, buying uh, the um, the companies. Um, I don't know. You think that's something that they would really throw away? Or I mean, it does seem like something that would be entering a new business like that uh, in a major way seems like a very precarious thing to be doing in any kind of transitional phase but if if really they said it was they put a timeline out for it right when they first started talking about mm-hmm. it and i think it was like next next year that yeah. they said it was going to maybe come out shown right? it and yeah so it seems like but if they, if that really was the plan at any time it seemed like a lot of things would have to be pretty far along mm-hmm. um to to change them now but I mean, the thing is is you don't know that they could announce it tomorrow like yeah, they, right. they could right. say like they, right. here it is secrets they're gonna you know, holding their cards yeah. close to their vest yeah but it it does seem suspiciously mm-hmm. absent it from any be, discussions. Yeah, I'm just surprised. That. Yeah, I'm just surprised. Again, note they've they, I mean they've returned to profitability with with Amiibo for God's sakes. Yeah. Um, you know they've they've done. There seem to be some green shoots, and they may not need it anymore, or they may have quietly found out that maybe it doesn't really work so well, and that that hmm. they had kind of dreamed of something that uh, was was going to be better. I was surprised. I did think I'd see more questions and things from the press and things here in Japan about that uh, aspect of the company, especially now with yeah, a lot I, of gone. I but guess. Who are we asking? Yeah. <laughs> There's no, it seems like a ask. very Japan-geared product or service, given the population demographic yeah. here. So, I mean, that could be simply something that they announce just mm-hmm. for Japan and just makes, you know, no much not much ripples outside. Um... So a company that uh, recently does not keep their secrets too well. I feel like everybody kind of knew about this new Apple TV before yeah. it was um, before it was announced. But this was going to be the uh, Apple's serious foray in the games. This was going to be, um, you know, uh, Sony shaking in their boots. This is them finally going after the um, the living room box by including a, a real controller with the system and there was a lot of you know different reports but really this the sum of it was hey there's going to be games now on a system that apple sells that connects to your tv mm-hmm. and they are going to leverage that and this is going to be a big deal a much cheaper alternative it's going to grab kind of like the Wii crowd and then um the edges of the current you know gamer community and a lot of places were even writing it up and i think 
less of the the gaming press and more of the like the mainstream tech press was writing it up as much more of a Apple's PlayStation killer. There you yeah. go. Yeah, that's the easy, the easy headline. But mm-hmm. um, and so then they announced a uh, <laughs> a hundred fifty dollar new Apple TV that's uh, coming out in October has a um, basically. The old Apple TV remote, a little bit bigger with a touchpad on top, a Siri functionality built into it. Wrist strap. Wrist strap. you got to have a wrist strap. Yeah. Um, Nintendo Ripple coming, like, tighten it around your wrist. <laughs> and, a, um, and some games. And um, they showed a few. They did show uh, more games than I think than Apple would usually show at a um, at a press conference. Mm, yeah. I mean, they usually <laughs> trot out like in one, right? With... Or one or two. But they had actually showed a bunch this time, right? Yeah. I don't know about no, a bunch. The, no, they showed Beat Sports, yeah. um, which is their sports mini-game compilation, but with a twist because it's made by Harmonix and it's actually a rhythm game. Yeah, I take it as like... Uh, so it's like Baller Beats? Um, <laughs> I don't know what that is. You don't, you know, don't know what Baller, baller Beats is? Oh, man. God. Don't 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 no, holy um, shit. Majesco's uh, basketball control I took it yes. as like um, WarioWare with more kind of yeah. like a crappy mm-hmm. American mainstream art to it. It seemed that. like a like a WarioWare mini game with sports themed like thing fun, to basically. me. Yeah, well, uh, well. So this is Apple but, investing all the risk that they've decided to invest through every gaming venture that they've ever had, which is. None. No. Like, like yeah. about a half a percent. Right, like, right. yeah. Exactly. But that's it. You know, I mean, sometimes, uh, you know, the, the, the iPhone was not a threat to traditional video gaming until the moment that it was. True. Yeah. You know, they didn't really... It accidentally happen They didn't, to they didn't Apple. show up with the iPhone and be like, this is your new video game device, right. Nintendo. Right. But that's what happened, and it didn't happen as soon as it was launched. It happened over a period of years. Right. Until now, we're all just like, oh, yeah, I do all my portable gaming on my phone now. And I love Nintendo. Yeah. And right. I, you know, this is, and a, I this is Apple. Apple saying this is this runs software, yeah. and maybe there will be some software developers who are willing yeah. to put their best foot forward mm-hmm. to to invest a lot of time and money and effort yep. into making a thing that you might like, and maybe it'll happen, maybe it, just, it won't, and if not, it plays yeah. Netflix. Yeah, we got yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm so not, got movies, yeah. so got TV. Did you yep. show Crossy Road as well? There oh, you know? like the, the, that's the lowest investment, right? Yeah, you know, possible they could have made is like an existing exactly. huge hit mm-hmm. with yeah. forty million downloads already. Yep, and hey. Hey, it's got multiplayer. Got, we've got co-op. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure what to think about the the fact that okay, so the remote, um, I think is actually really cool. Like the idea of taking sort of like a Wii remote and then adding a touchscreen functionality to it. Right. Like that's that's pretty interesting. So yeah, we should mention also. Yeah, it has the uh, accelerometer yeah, and gyroscope like, in it. So. It's it's the next step of the Wii remote, which is probably what Nintendo should have done with Wii U, but they didn't. Um, and said so they went after the tablet market, which didn't work out for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the the thing about the uh, the the Apple game TV remote thing, whatever you yep. call it, is that the, their stipulation for Apple TV games is that every game has to work with that. That's right. You can't have a change. game that requires a traditional controller. Good. It has to work with that that remote. That's correct. That that limits the system in a lot of ways, but. That could work to its advantage in the in the same way that you know the iPhone's touchscreen did. Mm-hmm. I I get people making games like for to me it it's a than... super huge turnoff. I yeah. wanted 
to be able to play buttons. iOS games like hey with a real controller that'd yeah. be great. Well, you can yeah. do that now. There there are games you that support. Can, like, you can go buy a PlayStation. Yeah. yeah, right. With that controller. Like that's the thing. You know, this there is no. I think everybody got kind of excited about micro consoles, but there is no market. I think at this point for the oh, it's like your console, but it's cheaper and the graphics are worse. Mm. It's like, well, that exists. It's called a PlayStation 3. Mm-hmm. You can, you're an Xbox 360, which, you know, you can go to Goodwill and buy an Xbox 360 if you want a cheaper console that just plays console games. By restricting, I mean, it's the same, I, I feel like it's the same thing as, like, you know, uh, the, the iPhone coming out and be like, no, every game is a, is a touchscreen game, and that's your only method of input is the touchscreen. Mm-hmm. can't even use this one button, because all this button does is take you home. Like, yeah. make games for this controller, which is unique, uh, and also, it, I mean, it, it, it could generate killer apps because by making something for this Apple Wiimote, you are making it effectively exclusive to the Apple TV. Mm. Um, and, and, that's, and that's so important. Like, no, no video game system has ever been successful, has, any, has been anything less than a failure without exclusive killer apps apps mm-hmm. and and like fire tv yeah whatever it is they just they don't have anything you need something that video that, shield that, that, nintendo has always been correct nobody wants to buy the video game system people begrudgingly buy the video game system because it has the content that they want there you is have a to set that up there are a lot of people uh we're talking about the 200 megabyte limit on games um because basically mm-hmm. you're not storing much on this mm-hmm. thing at all beyond that it can use more, but it has to be cached, and then when the game is done, it gets deleted and things mm-hmm. like that. But a lot of people were kind of pointing to that and saying, like, even a lot of the, the phone games go go beyond yeah, that. Like, yeah, yeah. How, like, but how but big again, is Mario but they started. It's, like, it's yeah, ginormous. But no, you know, it's not. oh, it's not. Oh, it's, it's not, not big. Oh, really? It's actually really pretty small. Oh. Right. I mean, you could still do, of course, like amazing thing. You know. Oh yeah, I guess, bird, it, I guess it did download bottom. real fast. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, no. If you look at the the file size, it's a few hundred megabytes. Gotcha. It's not gotcha. very big, right? Yeah. I I actually am of the school that thinks that. Uh, but you're on and you're on a imposing TV limitations now. on uh, like the capacity of games. Mm-hmm. Uh, foments creativity. Yeah, that's true. It encourages people to be inventive. Like if you can just throw, you know. 60 gigabytes of, of graphics in there. I mean, that, that's that's great for, for some things, but it doesn't sure. necessarily make a game better. So, mm-hmm. like, Infinity Blade run on the Apple TV? Since that was, like... Actually, that was one that they I'm, brought up that they're like, uh, maybe they would have to either right. get more creative in how it worked or, or whatever, or so. do something different. I mean, and there are, you know, genres, and there are things like voice, and there are things like video that certain types of games would use I, I think people saw that and thought it's more limiting it to mm-hmm. okay but this is going to be crossing that roads video, in that know, kinds yeah. of things yeah, yeah. But what, we, what we've seen in the past it. is that when someone comes up with a really good compelling idea Apple's like okay we'll raise that limit because I think iPhone right. apps used to be 50 megabytes didn't they or something like that yeah. mm-hmm. and the Xbox like that, or live arcade games used yeah. to be like really limited small and right, yeah. right, right. slowly uh, increased mm-hmm. that um, so what do you guys think so is this a kind of a non-event at the end of the day for this system not for not you know for the future who knows what it would bring for but for this system is this uh, was this kind of much ado about nothing in terms of threatening existing consoles? Does this take away from them at all? Like where now people are, 
a lot of people are using maybe the PS4 as the Netflix delivery system, and they're like, oh, yeah, and I can, you know, play games on it. Mm-hmm. Does this encroach at all on those people? Does this really matter? I mean, who's who's using their PS4 as their Netflix system? Like, that's built into every television, though. Uh, I do. I use it as well, oh. yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, we do. Really? Yeah. yeah. So the whole just, like, the and you're getting TVs that have some. It, the, but no, but they're like the, the interface, interface is, and I have is my good. PS4 it, on, it, and I can see my friends that are playing. It loads games fast, and, 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 and it, 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 I can just kind of like flip between things that I want to do yeah. on the PS4. It's software. I mean, it, that yeah. that really is what Apple TV potentially brings to the table, which is like, okay, we already have a Netflix machine, but like, if they can design the apps really, really well, um, and 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 get you to use it again, like I, you know, I. I, I think that um, when you look at other micro consoles and what they can do for the price and the space that they take up, it's it's so amazing. Like if you look, you know, the difference between mobile hardware and console hardware literally used to be like the difference between a little tiny Java football game uh, <laughs> versus literally like um, like a PS2 Xbox, game. Like no, not even PS2 game. Like in the year 2005, when the Xbox 360 came out, and you had like King Kong and Gun, and you know games that looked like that, you had little tiny Java games on your cell phone, and that was the Gulf. Now the difference is a lot slimmer. Yeah, it, yeah. there's a difference. There is a difference. Right. But it's but it's 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 slimmer every passing year, yeah. and how perceptible it is to a general audience. Is, yeah, it, right. it's pretty. And tiny. so and yeah. so eventually, the idea that you're going to need, like you know, Sony and Microsoft were able to set up this great you know system where it's very difficult to make a game console. It's super easy to make a micro console, but it's super difficult to make something on the level of a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox One. Right. To set up that whole ecosystem to make the thing at scale, it's really, really hard. Um, and if, if, if it, but what, they can do it because they're the only ones making these, these really, really nice, powerful boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, but as it just gets closer and closer, where anybody can just and the and the the platform kind of goes away and everything is Android based or you know whatever it is, and you can make a game and just sort of push it out to all these boxes, or it's built into your TV. Right. Yeah. That that whole business goes away. The whole business, this whole like razor razor blades, PlayStation Four, PS Four games. Oh, we're yeah. Sony. You have to pay us money to license. The, it's like that that starts to fall I away. I don't want that to go away. Don't make that go away. Don't I mean, go I, down to Tokyo think, Game Show and look at it going been, away. I think that's been going away ever since PS4 was announced. Um, like it just seemed like the mm-hmm. next step would be and get rid of the box. I mean, my television can stream PlayStation 3 games through PlayStation Now if, if I want it to. Mm-hmm. So, and this doesn't this does not say that Sony goes away as a, as a major player in the video game industry. It's just that the next No, right. I just like the be. I just like the uh, getting hardware that is uh, dedicated and powerful and that the manufacturer is willing to sell it at a loss or not much money, mm. you know, so that because they know they're going to get it back on the game. So that that's all that's all I Right. You know, I mean, where right, it's right. like, oh well, here's something that's maybe not <clears throat> quite pushing in the tech angle as much. I mean, you're going to get get good games both either way, but I just kind of like the stuff pushing the envelope. Um, we're dinosaurs clinging to a tiny hey, little iceberg. I, I know. Well, whatever. I'm uh, happy to. Don't be worry, guys. I'll get off your I'll get I'll get off your lawn pretty soon. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, hey, so, Jurassic World still made a lot of money, so there's there's room for dinosaurs. True. And Chris Pratt's in the mix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of dinosaurs, uh, f- you know, forging ahead into the future now, Pokemon. Go announced yes. as a yep. new smartphone game partnered with uh, Pokemon yes. Global Ops. devs. There you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, find go to McDonald's, yep. get on the Wi-Fi, and, and, find and the, the Nintendo logo Geodude. pretty uh, prominent in the in the trailer. And also, mm-hmm. I believe when they sent out the information, they were like, "Oh, and by the way, you know." Um, 
Nintendo Company Limited has designed the little Poke Watch thing that Bluetooth mm-hmm. pairs with your smartphone. So they're oh, really, really clear, like, yeah. Nintendo, not just its quasi-subsidiary, right. the Pokemon Company, is involved in name and in deed with this. Yeah, so big partnership between them and this Niantic, which broke off from Google not long ago, very right. recently. Yeah, Niantic is no longer part of Google. Right. right. And so this game, um, you guys, has anybody here played Ingress? You guys into this I game at all? I never played it, no. no. Okay. No. Django? Yeah, yeah. I've you been playing it for a couple of years. Okay, well, a couple of years. Yeah. Have you gone, <laughs> have you gone to a, let's 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 uh, gauge your level of okay. Ingress craziness. Right. Or have you ever gone to an event where like Red was attacking blue or whatever the two sides are. And hell's no. Okay, all hell's right. No. I just like I like Gingris because it's a great tool for when I go to a new city or a new area. I whip it out and I can see kind of like you know people. Uh, it's all crowdsourced as far as the portals or the things that like, like the points of interest. But you can see mm-hmm. like you know where you know museums are, where cool like parks are, because they cool put, like you know murals are. Like it's, right. it's it's actually like kind of cool to check out new areas with it. They go to parts in the city and mm-hmm. mark things that you then if you go to you like contribute uh, kind yeah. of like points or whatever and Those, if your side there's two sides yeah. your side has more people going you can destroy their their if they set up the the portal they're green for example and I'm blue they set up a green portal I can yeah. attack it with my you know items my bombs you attack it by physically going to that yeah, I have spot. to physically be within a certain range okay. to it to, to impact it right. and then you know if the, the idea is I, I break down their shields I break you know you have items that buff those portals so there's a okay. little bit of strategy involved sure. you have loot there's random loot so I mean it, the portals get hacked and you get random drops from that okay uh, you level up and that gives you higher level items that are harder to break down for lower level people right and they've added small like you know mini games to it uh, to make it a little bit more than just you know press the hack button so it'll be interesting and this game is you know is super popular totally. and yeah, yeah. there's like a there's a there's like a lore and a meta game to yeah. it that's also a big part of it which is these like very regular are they like weekly like videos there's, that they make totally there's a weekly newsletter that goes out that just yeah. chronicles the story of these multiple characters at the beginning I could maybe follow it because I could identify okay there's like a mad scientist character and then there's a corporation that he's trying to like you know work against right he comes, that was simple enough. Now it's multiple characters. I've let go it's of the whole story. It's been a long story. time now, so yeah, too. It's, yeah. it's gotten it's, deep, it's I'm deep, sure. deep shit. So, I mean, people that are into it on that level, I cannot identify with. Yeah. But, I mean, I look at this Pokemon Go as my gateway drug to Pokemon, because I've literally never played a Pokemon game. Oh, okay. So I look mm-hmm. at Ingress, I say, yeah, I don't care about the story, but I like the, the engagement of, uh, you know, location-based gaming. Right. And then I go, oh, I... I like Nintendo. Pokemon, I'm, I'm tangentially aware of. And, yeah. hey, why not? If I'm playing Ingress, I might as well play this and then get, like, you know, cute it'll little be, Pokemon. It'll be interesting, uh, you know, the, so the video, there is a um, kind of a, not, I wouldn't call it a trailer because it doesn't really explain exactly how the game's going to work. Or mm-hmm. I mean, you can lifestyle imagine. Video. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you can you can come up with ideas of how this could work, you know, um, really easily. But I think it will be really interesting to see how they implement this in a using the crowd aspect of it and not you know pokemon which always basically came down to even playing multiplayer mostly like a one-on-one kind of rock paper scissors kind of thing right how do they leverage the um using the crowd part of it i think the 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 geographic the gps aspect of it could be you know something as simple and pretty engaging as like oh you go to a um 
uh, this was an example I heard somewhere, but like a rock quarry, and then it's where you get your Geodude, or like yeah. finding mm-hmm. rare Pokemon in certain spots or only at certain times, or yeah. I mean, just kids like will never walk in tall grass again. <laughs> <laughs> and they're gonna kids are going to walk around and just have their fucking phone out now, twenty four hours a day oh, if they oh, don't yeah. know where they're Pokemon. Yeah, I mean, this is this is Nintendo's way of saying, oh yeah, screw you, Yokai Watch. So what? Yeah, so what does that actually do? Do we know? Did they it say you can capture a Pokemon even if you don't have your cell phone like out? Oh. So it, if you're near a Pokemon that you can capture, you can use that. It, it transmits the fact that there are in-game events to your yeah. physical person. So it'll, it'll send like a vibration saying like, yeah, like hey, there's something going on right. here. You but might then you to... have to take out your phone. No, you can actually just it. tap the button and okay. it might actually cause an in-game event to happen. Right. Yeah. Oh, all right, like capturing all right. a Pokemon. Because in Ingress, all you're basically doing is pressing the hack button to yeah. interact and get yeah. your loot and, and okay. do stuff. So, so, yeah. so this is definitely. kind of like the evolution of the Pokewalker thing that came with uh, the Cargold Soul Silver. It kind like, of is. Yeah, I mean, that was very much about, like, and even the, the Pocket Pikachu thing. Like, this is something they've been dicking around with for mm-hmm. like decades. all Nintendo and things, then there's a button like, you press to wire like they, they muck around with something and it's like oh that's kind of cute yeah, and the technology's not quite there later, yet all of a sudden you know yeah. it goes through three iterations and you're like oh this okay, is perfect that's yeah. good yeah so uh, 2016 for Android and iPhone um, you guys is this as big as deal as it seems I mean it seems like <laughs> yes right like yeah a, this opens the door for collaborations I guess so, yeah. like a whole bunch of marketing potential you know like Ingress already does it with like you know Itoen Ice Tea and Jamba Juice in America like oh, now really? you can oh, have like Pokemon events right know, tied to a retailer or tied to a, like a, a you know soda my impression the, of the freaking Pied Piper just lead a lot I know what a scary right thing like somebody gets control yeah. of this thing and it's like Oh, well, there's legendary someone has control of this thing. The Pokemon counter, <laughs> exactly. Or at the uh, the basement at the end of the block has a uh, <laughs> <laughs> the into the very guy's basement has a shiny inside of this white yeah, van. Yeah, panel yeah, truck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 So the van with the blacked out windows in my house. And funny, he looks like Mr. Mime too. What a what a odd coincidence. I know. Um, well, I think that's about it. I know it's getting late here. Um, I want to let you guys get out of here. Thank you guys for showing up and all of our other guests that had to, had the split. I know it suddenly got a lot more um, quiet and manageable uh, over, hmm. over the, the news section. But um, you guys want to talk a little bit about, uh, about stuff going on in your sites and things you've been working on uh, before we uh, get out of here? Uh, sure. I've been covering TGS on usgamer.net. That's good. What else? You had your Mario Maker series was pretty cool. You had uh, you're gonna be making yeah, that's more over and done with retail. now. Yeah, yeah. Man, it's been Mario I, Maker. You know, you, Jeremy, you, you did your best. I did your best. We both <laughs> failed. Mario Maker has been taken over by auto play levels and uh, like that was always going to happen. It's still early levels. days. You know, again, it's still we, early days. we tried no one, our best, but hey, it's still it's, early days. No, it's a lost cause. Just never. The novelty of auto play <laughs> levels. Like this is a phase. Things could go through phases. This is very early days yet. Let's yeah, not. To, you know, you know, I, yeah, let's I, not write it off. I, I honestly think that. You know, once people get over the novelty of autoplay levels and troll levels, like mm. things will start to settle down, and people will be like, "Oh, this level was actually really fun." I, I think levels will actually get but more towards what typical Mario levels are, which is more like balanced and sophisticated, and actually not obvious in yeah, your face. Yeah, and actually, I was I was playing uh, Super Mario, New Super Mario Brothers two on the way over here on the train, and kind of re- revisiting that for the first time since it came out three or four years ago, mm. and I was like, "Oh, you know, some of these levels are kind of like." 
the sort of thing you'd Mario see people Maker. make in Mario Maker. <laughs> like, there's a lot of sort of superfluous elements uh-huh. that are just kind of there for the hell of it, and like mm-hmm. little gimmicks and tricks and stuff. I do think it's really interesting the appreciation that and and the the um, microscope that all of the old levels now are being put mm-hmm. under that you really realize how much subtlety and stuff there is built into, you know, not filling the screen with tons of things and not throwing enemies at things and stuff like that. Yeah, but anyway. left out yeah Mario Maker... Yeah. Mario Maker is the is the sort of Nintendo sending a message of like we could have done this <laughs> at any time we could have done this right. but we didn't we could right. have released Super Mario Brothers two in the United States but <laughs> right we decided it was a bad idea yes yeah. we we could have filled this level with a hundred different Goombas but we didn't uh, think about that other stuff uh, Jeremy you got like a million projects going on I know I mean I don't got know your Game Boy book that yeah. you that, I, that, that somebody I'm thinking just gave more me. US Gamer stuff and honestly I can't think of anything but the TGS right now alright so. well check out the site for a lot of TGS it's, stuff it's good cool it's readable <laughs> US Gamer it's readable. A lot of it. Okay, yeah. that's true. Uh, Chris, what about uh, yourself? So I'm covering Tokyo Game Show for Wired. So yep. hit up Wired.com and uh, you can find out all about what I've been writing about or check out my, my Twitter and that's it's there too. Um, you do some podcasts? I do some podcasts. Uh, we have the Game Life podcast, which is irregular. Um, we have the Good Job Brain uh, podcast, goodjobbrain.com, which is um, 99% not about video games. Um, very popular. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Very, it's pretty cool. Um, and I should definitely mentioned that i'm here in japan and um that uh my book on japanese video games which was called power up how japanese video games gave the world an extra life which came out in 2004 is going to be back in print in the spring of 2016 with a a new new... forward or section yes yeah there'll be some new information i mean we're not like changing the book at all we're adding some information to it yeah so basically you get to read what uh 24 year old me thought about japanese video games he was right about some things maybe he was (laughs) wrong about some things but uh uh, we're leaving it as is. Cool. It's a historical document. Cool, Mike. What about yourself? Uh, I'll also be covering Tokyo Game Show for Polygon.com. Oh, what a coincidence. Wow. Yep. Theme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so um, do check that out. Uh, what else am I working on? I'm, I'm working on a uh, Waste of Flesh run for Bloodborne right oh, nice. now. Yep. Really? Uh, level 4. I just beat uh, Vicar Amelia. Okay. Finally. After, okay. A, after a long struggle. I, problem <laughs> is I usually do most of these things while I'm drunk, so it makes it really difficult. Yep. yep. Are you streaming tune this in. where people can... I've been streaming. I actually just invested in a PlayStation camera. Nice. Uh, okay. Know, so you can see my lovely visage mm. on... Uh, so you can, people can see how drunk you are and gauge yep. your performance that oh, way. Look at those well. veins in his eyes. Yeah. He's really, he's really, he's really bloodshot tonight. tonight. Yeah, you it's hear really me, out hear well. me slur in, in almost real time. You know, there's a delay on Twitch. Um, um, that's I, cool. What, I, about, I, what about Death Mountain? I will have some new Death Mountain stuff coming soon. Um, I, I have been fine video I, game I, apparel. Yes, I know. I, I apologize oh, to, yeah. to the the people who have been uh, harassing me about that. Um, I'm lazy. Uh, I have no confidence in everything that, that I do. So is, um, I get a lot it, of compliments. It, it delays things. No, I get a lot of compliments on that. Uh, on that I've shirt. I've got some reprints. Past. I've got some new stuff coming. Uh, some things I'm excited about, and I'm, I'm reaching out to some new folks about get new some projects. New art. So, cool, yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, Django, what about us? What the hell are we doing? I'm helping out on this little game that's coming out. 
uh, yeah. Project X. Oh yeah. So that's that's what I've been doing. Yep. That actually, <laughs> I might be finished by the time in the next podcast. But um, wow. so um, yeah. But I can guarantee you, the next one will not be over three hours long. So thank mm-hmm. you, anyone who stuck with us on this. Well, long. there's almost there's only so much Destiny you can really talk about. Well, that, we did our that best. is coming. We did oh, our actually, best. coming. Maybe we should get into Destiny. Yeah, oh, yeah that would be we a good time. Talk. Actually, <laughs> see you later, um, everyone. Yeah. Taken King cast starts now. No. Um, we uh, we will will not be the this long future podcast, but thank you for uh, sticking with us and including yeah. the people in this room. Thank you guys Absolutely. for taking time out Absolutely. while you're here. You're not here for long, so we super appreciate it. Um, so uh, until two weeks from now, Django, do you know the spiel about where people can find us? So yeah, let me see if I can roll this off. We're, you can find us uh, on, on the Facebooks. Please please like us on on Facebooks Eight uh, Four Play. Sure, um, we're on the Twitters at Eight Four Play. Yep, you um, are. I am at Django Bango. I am at Mark MacD. At Gamespite. At Kobun Heat, K O B U N H E A T. And I am at Mike McWhorter, and you should probably leave a uh, five star review on iTunes too, for the A4 Play podcast. I like this teamwork. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, just a suggestion. I don't work here. <laughs> no, I have no, no. no bias. Duly noted. Yeah. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. take notes. Um, let's see. At giantbomb.com. Giantbomb.com. Second home. There's uh, usually eight. a thread on NeoGAF. There is. Thank there you. is. Well and done. of course, the homepage, right? 8 4.jp. That's Nobody right. Nobody goes there. <laughs> there used to be. <laughs> There's like one guy who comments about every other podcast. Um, but. Uh, uh, until two weeks from now, when actually we'll be just in time to talk about uh, the stuff that everybody else was talking about uh, this week, to wit, uh, Super Mario Maker. Yes, we will talk more about it, because we're finally going to have more time to play it. I do think things are going to be evolving, so I do think it'll still be pretty interesting. Um, and yeah, and uh, of course, Metal Gear Solid Five. a lot of people are playing that now. Dragon's Dogma Online, we were going to talk about um, this yep. week, but we just ran out of time. It just gives me more time to put some hours under my belt so it we, does. Can, we and can I talk actually, some more about it. I want to get into that as well. It's good stuff. And Taken King, of course, Destiny Cast, Destiny Supercast. Happening next time. Fair warning. Beware. Uh, skip it if you don't like it. I was pretty sad to find out that Liam Neeson was not the final boss of the Taken King. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been a nice little could have been a nice little crossover. Special set there. of skills. Um, so yeah, thanks again for uh, for listening, and uh, until next time, who uh, would like to take us out? Any any pithy comments? Any uh, you know, throwbacks? in the words of Treyarch head Mark Lamia. Sayonara. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well done. I can't do this. Well done. I can't do that. No, no, I can't. I can't do it. No, he can. No, she can. No one can. Hello, and welcome. My name is Jeffiro Hiromoto, 
I am the lead designer of the interactive store game titled, Will You Save Your Son? It asks one question that we must all face during our existence. How far are you willing to go to save your son? The first choice you make in the game challenges this question. Are you willing to go far or not far? You don't question in your mind at all. You go through the mysterious pipe that indicates that you will stop at nothing to save your son. I love my son. Your first trial is to survive the cannon shots. You must risk your life and limb to overcome the boiling lava that will doom both you and your son. As you fall into your second trial, you state to yourself, I'd do anything to save my son. You find your best friend since birth, trapped behind a wall. He screams, please help me, I am afraid. You see the beautiful pea block fall, as if it were a sign from heaven. I'm sorry, my friend. Your best friend screams as he is melted alive. With his last words, he cries, why? Why have you done this to me? You grasp your hat in horror. What have I done? You realize you're losing time. With a final goodbye, you run across the blocks. Shaken for being responsible for your best friend's death, you barely make it in time. I love my son. You never imagined yourself as a murderer, but today you found yourself killing your best friend. You doubt yourself, wondering, was there any way to save him? Do you regret what you have done? Yes or no? Something in you snaps. I regret nothing, you say. You are a sociopath, your wife discovers. She is afraid of you. She leaves you. But you still love her. You fall into a deep depression. One wrong step can end it all. You run, hoping to find something to take you out of your misery. You find one escape. Your mental state is quickly deteriorating. Who am I? I'm a bad dad. You see a familiar creature, one that speaks out to you. You grab the closest bomb and chuck it at the creature. The creature dies a horrible death. You are proud. You have finally taken control of your life. Your mind clears like a breath of fresh air, but suddenly the clarity proves to be fatal. You realize that you killed your wife. You loved her no matter what. You have no one to blame but yourself. What have you done? You also come to the startling revelation that you have never had a son. You have killed everyone that you loved. You have no one left. As you sulk through the pipe, you realize you're going to be locked up forever. You'll never know what exactly happened to you in that mysterious pipe, because as far as everyone else is concerned, you're just a killer.